David DeAngelis presents Metaphysics, New Dimensions of the Mind by Anthony Norville, digitally narrated using the voice of Edward Herman. 26 Reasons Why This Book Can Change Your Entire Life For the first time in my 25 years of lecturing and teaching at world-famous Carnegie Hall in New York City, I am presenting the accumulation of my studies of ancient secrets from India, China, Tibet, and the philosophers of the Golden Age of Greece in one simple, practical, and easy-to-understand book which can help you change your life for the better. How to use your metaphysical miracle power will do the following things for you. 1. You will be able to perform miracles in your own life, just as the master metaphysician Jesus, the Buddha, Confucius, and other great philosophers and teachers have in the past. There are many different forms of miracles, from healing the sick body to the healing of mental and emotional disturbances, healing of social sickness, healing of financial ailments, and the healing of unhappiness, discontent and fear and worry. 2. You will learn how to release your mind from the limitations of matter and soar into the inspiring and lofty realm of the spiritual dimensions of life. Here it is that all the great souls of history have received their divine inspiration and intuitive guidance for achieving their high goals. 3. You will discover for the first time that there is a miracle working power within you, which you tap for every purpose in life. This miracle worker, which guided such geniuses as Columbus, Newton, da Vinci, Michelangelo, Lincoln, Edison, Pasteur, and Burbank, is ready to do your bidding when you once learn how to tap this astounding power. You will change the course of your own destiny, just as these geniuses change the course of history for all mankind, when you once get on the spiritual wavelength of greatness, which this book charts. 4. You will be guided step by step to the unfoldment of your own higher spiritual and mental gifts. You will become an extraordinary person when you once learn the method for unfolding the three minds that are encompassed by your own consciousness. Most people live one-dimensional lives and they never know the pure joy of an expanded cosmic consciousness that comes to those who discover the four dimensions of life which this book explores. 5. You will learn how to tap the secret hidden treasure troves of the invisible universe, which can bring you illimitable wealth and success. What great metaphysical secrets did such men as Rockefeller, Morgan Baruch, Vanderbilt, and Astor possess? Why could these men accumulate hundreds of millions of dollars? This book will reveal how you may tap a power that is behind all material riches. The metaphysical Aladdin's lamp of riches will be placed in your hands. How you use this tremendous power is up to you. 6. You will be shown how the great mystics and masters of the Far East were able to literally command the secret forces of life and cause them to bend to their will. Do you want to control other people for good? Do you long to have power over the erratic forces of nature? Do you want to project a sense of mastery and magnetism over those you meet? This dynamic principle of universal command and control is given fully in this book. It is the first time it has ever been given in printed form to the general public. 7. This book reveals God's secret of creation. It shows how you may use the same divine principle of creativity that will cause you to create in the image and likeness of that which you hold in your consciousness. You can energize the creative idea that you hold in your mind and produce its exact counterpart in the outer, objective world. 8. You will be shown the metaphysical brain projector principle 
which reveals how you can project your innermost dreams and aspirations and see them become clothed in the garments of reality. You can become a creative giant through this principle alone. 9. Do you want to change your personality for the better? Improve your appearance. Add strength, youth, and vitality to your body. This book reveals a metaphysical principle from Tibet and China known as the moon blending and sun blending exercises. People have used this principle alone to perform seeming miracles of transformation in their lives. 10. Learn about the mirror scope of your mind, how it can act as a giant electronic telescope or microscope and give you an expanded consciousness which encompasses the entire universe. Just as man has expanded his horizons in his attempts to conquer space, so too, when you harness this tremendous metaphysical concept of the mirror scope, you can enlarge the horizons of your life and include universal vistas that bring you greater joy, success, and fulfillment. 11. Do you resent the eight hours a night that are spent in sleep? Learn through this book how you can harness those extra eight hours a night and take fantastic astral journeys into the dimensions of the past, present, or future and explore hidden secrets of other planets, other ages, other races and cultures with your astral body or higher mind. What man calls dreams can now be controlled and directed into fertile fields of metaphysical inquiry that yield rich and rewarding results. Improve the memory, learn foreign languages, discover new worlds through this dream projection method. 12. Learn how to perform the daily miracles of solving problems, living in harmony with others, and attracting to yourself the friends and loved ones that you desire. 13. Learn how you may enter the mystical land of Shangri-La, where you can achieve a state of spiritual exaltation, which makes you impervious to external pain and discomfort. What great power do the mystics of India possess that can cause them to lie on a bed of nails or walk on red-hot coals and feel no pain? 14. Learn John D. Rockefeller Sri's crammed, jammed pocket full of money theory, which has its entire basis in metaphysics. You need never be in want again the rest of your life if you once master this tremendous secret. 15. Discover the art of premonstration and demonstration, which can make you externalize conditions and things that you hold within the spiritual center of your being. Instantaneous miracles are possible for those who learn this great power. 16. Unlock your own higher psychic and prophetic gifts and learn the art of precognition or foretelling the future. How does the bee know how to build its six-sided honeycomb? What inner intelligence tells the caterpillar how to weave its cocoon and become a butterfly? This divine intuition is within your mind. Discover how to use this great power. 17. Find out how you may use the miracle healing power of divine mind through the spiritual forces of faith and prayer. The same technique that the master metaphysician Jesus used for his amazing miracles of healing is known today and may be used by those who know how to invoke the power of divine mind. 18. Learn how you may magnetize and attract to yourself money, jobs, material things, people and conditions that you wish to have in your life. The dynamic law of mental and spiritual magnetism works miracles in the lives of those who know how to use it. 19. Learn how to plant spiritual seed money and reap a harvest of abundance and plenty. The tithing principle that is revealed by the mystics of the Far East 
works wonders for those who are trying to demonstrate more money and greater success in their lives. 20. Discover and utilize the 10 dynamic mental and spiritual laws that can work modern miracles for you. These dynamic laws are based on ancient knowledge that goes back to the time of the great pharaohs in Egypt. The art of transmutation, the secret power of transfiguration, the miracle of utilization. All these dynamic forces can help you perform modern miracles. 21. The illimitable realm of the cosmos is explored in this book, which shows you how you may attune your mind and soul to the greatest geniuses of the ages. You may duplicate their astounding mental and physical feats and find yourself in possession of cosmic power that will astound you. Michelangelo Marco Polo, Columbus, Edison, Plato, Socrates and Burbank. All the great geniuses of history had cosmic consciousness. Learn how to tune in on illimitable mental and spiritual power. 22. You will be shown how to channelize the greatest power in the universe through the six basic emotions that you possess. Through these emotions you will learn how to create inspiration, dynamic energy, and creative gifts and talents that will truly delight and amaze you. The greatest things in the world were created by man through the spiritual fire released by the great emotion of love. Learn how to harness this dynamic power. 23. Study and apply the mastermind principles that were used by all the great mystics, prophets, and teachers. When these mastermind principles are fully understood, one can become a master of life and perform miracles of healing, demonstrations, and achievements that are not possible for ordinary mortals. 24. Learn and perform the 15 ways that you can use the metaphysical miracle power of your higher mind to bring you wealth and success. One decision made a million for one man. You can duplicate these principles in your life. 25. Study the 10 golden keys that can help you unlock the doors to life's most profound mysteries. Learn how nature lavishes her abundance on those who are in tune with her dynamic mental and spiritual laws. There are billions of dollars of resources open to all human beings who are aware of this secret. 26. Create the miracle of vital good health and long life by tapping the dynamic solar and atomic energy of the universe. Some people in the Himalayas are said to be 200 years of age. What are the secrets of their long life and vitality? Tap the power of your higher mind which can reveal these priceless secrets of long life, energy and rejuvenation through dynamic, vitally breathing, right diet and spiritual exercises. I dedicate this book to my thousands of lecture members and students throughout America who have been a constant source of inspiration and encouragement in my 30 years of public work. Introduction Throughout history there have been great and illumined souls who have been able to use the power of their higher minds to perform seeming miracles. These men and women used a cosmic force which is in the universe and which anyone may use when he once learns how to focus this higher power within his own mind. There are stupendous miracles such as healing the sick, causing the blind to see, making the crippled walk, but these are not the only miracles with which we are concerned in this metaphysical study. There are the little everyday miracles which you may begin to perform immediately that relate to your health, to your work, to increasing your income, to finding happiness in love and marriage, and to healing your mind of confusion, discord, and unhappiness, so that you may find inner peace and security.
You will learn in this study that you too may become a miracle worker, that you may wave the mental wand of faith and create out of the substance of your thoughts and inner dreams the concrete things that you desire in your life. You may tap the power of this higher cosmic mind and create magnificent works, even as did the geniuses of the past who used this miracle working power. Beethoven used this higher mind within to create beautiful music, even though he was deaf. Edison tapped this power of the higher cosmic mind within and created over 300 inventions, from the motion picture camera to the electric light bulb, which bless our lives today. Edison used the power which we shall study together, and there is no reason why you may not achieve greatness through this self-same metaphysical power. Lincoln was a miracle worker, and although a martyr, like Gandhi and John F. Kennedy, he brought the miracle of unity and greatness to a strife-ridden nation. J.P. Morgan was a financier and industrialist, but he used the metaphysical miracle power which we shall study together to build one of the great financial empires of all time. This miracle power is not dead today. It is still being used by men like Paul G. Getty and Howard Hughes, Ford and Rockefeller, to create wealth that not only benefits the ones who create it, but also blesses the world through the public libraries they endow, the research foundations they create, and the artistic gifts and treasures which they give to our great art galleries and museums. The miracles of Lord are well known, and I have stood in the sacred grotto, and I have seen the discarded crutches, wheelchairs, and braces that the sick have left there when their miracles of healing came, and they walked away healed by a miracle power that worked for them, but which does not seem to work for others. The spectacular miracles that the master metaphysician Jesus performed, and which we see at places like Lord, are not the only evidences that this metaphysical miracle power exists and may be tapped by ordinary mortals. There are other evidences in our own age that this power is alive today and may be used to heal millions of still unborn persons and to save the lives of hundreds of millions today. Salk used this higher miracle power to develop his vaccine for polio. Fleming developed penicillin through this higher intuitive mind. Madame M. Curie discovered radium by listening to the inner cosmic voice that guided them, and Pasteur certainly was a miracle worker unequaled in history for the perception that caused him to perfect the use of vaccines in the treatment and prevention of disease. The miracles that Buddha and Jesus performed through the use of metaphysics were indeed formidable. They seemed to set aside the natural laws of the universe and to bring into mental focus some higher dynamic spiritual law that worked miracles. However, this power did not end with them. This miracle-working power is still alive today and may be tapped by any person who will spend a few hours studying the principles and spiritual laws set forth in this book. The Age of Modern Miracles Today, as never before, we live in an age of modern miracles. Jesus walked on the surface of the sea, but modern man not only skims over the surface of the sea, but is able to swim hundreds of feet below the water in his modern atomic submarines and sail around the world without resurfacing. Through the miracle of the ether waves, man is able to project his voice and sights and sounds thousands of miles through time and space. The miracles of radio television, Cinerama and Telestar, prove that man lives in the midst of a vast cosmic sea of intelligence which will respond to his own dynamic thought currents and bring him amazing miracles of sights and sounds which would have been impossible a hundred years ago. The modern electronic telescope is a 20th century miracle which reveals the invisible world that exists in another dimension of time and space. 
Through the miracle of extrasensory perception, man may discover another dimension of mental and spiritual power in which he may unlock mystical doors to secrets of the past and future. The higher cosmic mind within you is more powerful than the electronic telescope. It was that higher mind which invented this electronic marvel. One of the miracles of modern automobiles, trains, jet planes, atomic power, superspeed highways, modern chemical and industrial inventions that gave us new products like plastics and nylon, and a thousand other substances which give us luxuries and comforts in this miracle age that no other age in history has ever been blessed with. Truly we live in an age of miracles. Now let us study together how you also may tap this miracle-working power of metaphysics and channel it in your own mind so you too may become a miracle worker and create for yourself and your loved ones the destiny that you desire. Chapter 1. The Metaphysical Miracle Power Within You There is a miracle-working power in the universe which man may tap and use for every purpose in his life. This power flows throughout all creation. It creates and sustains all living things. It is a cosmic intelligence which works under certain dynamic mental and spiritual laws. When you once learn how to recognize this power and channel it through your own higher mind, you can literally become a miracle worker. Some people call this higher power God. Others name it cosmic mind or divine mind. By whatever name you choose to call this metaphysical power, the fact still remains that man can never really comprehend this stupendous creative intelligence, but he can use it to perform everyday miracles of health, abundance, love fulfillment, happiness, and peace of mind. The Miracle Within an Egg When I was ten years of age, I went to church with my foster parents and heard the minister preach a sermon about miracles. I did not fully understand the things he talked about. When we got home, my foster father took me by the hand to an incubator in which some eggs were about to hatch. As we looked through the glass door of the incubator, I saw the first tiny beak begin to break through the shell of the egg. My father said, That, my boy, is a miracle, what the preacher was talking about this morning. I looked up at him in puzzled wonderment and said, The miracle to me is how that chicken got in there in the first place. Truly the mystery of life itself is a miracle which no man may comprehend. A full-grown chick coming out of that imprisoning shell in twenty-one days is one of life's most profound miracles, and yet we know that this occurs as routinely in nature as the sun rises and sets, or the moon gravitates around the earth, and the earth around the sun, under its own magnetic and gravitational laws. By utilizing this known law of the universe, man is able to fly his jet planes and his spaceships and soon may be exploring the moon and other planets in outer space. Yes, we live in an age of miracles, and the greatest miracle of all is your own mysterious birth, the creation of your own perfect body in nine short months' time. Think of the miracle of your eyes, which can relay vibrations of color and form to your brain, and correctly interpret what you see in the outer world. Think of the miracle of your memory, which can store billions of impressions in your lifetime and recall any of them instantly from the filing cabinet of your brain. Think of the miracle of your acoustically perfect ear, which can hear the thousands and millions of notes in a symphony and accurately separate the instruments from which they issue. Think of the miracle of your heart, which pumps the blood through your body every few moments perfectly, and which continues to beat even when you are asleep. You will readily see that some higher intelligence within you, 
automatically performs all these vital functions without even your conscious volition or concern. This shows that metaphysical power is within you, subject to your control and direction. You are immersed in a vast sea of etheric intelligence, very much like a fish in water. Like the fish, you are not consciously aware of the substance in which you move and have your being. This life force is a pulsating, moving, dynamic power that gives life to all of Earth's creatures. When you once learn how to work with this miracle power, you may motivate and shape your life in any chosen direction and build a destiny that encompasses health, happiness, and success. The Art of Premonstration there is a dynamic law in metaphysics which states, that which you wish to achieve you must first mentally conceive. I call this, in our study, the art of premonstration. You may want to achieve the building of a million-dollar fortune, and you may feel that you cannot be happy until and unless you do attain such a fortune. It is almost impossible for your mind to conceive such a large sum of money unless you use the art of premonstration first. There are five separate steps which you must take to invoke the art of premonstration. There. 1. Picture clearly in your mind the thing you wish to demonstrate or achieve. 2. Make a blueprint of the thing or things you are trying to achieve, that is, review it in all its details in your mind first, then sit down and write out the plan in detail. 3. Sit quietly in silence and ask the higher mind within the steps you should take to achieve the things you are asking for. 4. Now visualize yourself doing these things, as if a mental motion picture were being projected on a giant screen in the outer world. This is premonstration, seeing the thing in your mind before it actually takes place in the outer world. 5. Demonstration follows premonstration. That is, the things you have been mentally projecting are acted out in your life, just as though they had actually occurred. Demonstration is the fifth and final step in premonstration. A True Life Case History Let us examine a true life case of the art of premonstration, which occurred to a student of mine who attended my lectures and classes at Carnegie Hall. A lady past forty years of age was tired of living in a small apartment in the city. Her husband worked in New York and made a good salary. They could not afford to move to a home of their own in the suburbs. They both wanted a home more than anything else in the world. After the lady had come to several of my classes, she learned of the art of premonstration, and she went home and proceeded with confidence to take the five steps I have given above for achieving the dream she and her husband had conceived. There did not seem to be any way open for this couple to achieve their dream of owning their own home. They had only a few thousand dollars saved up. They had no children, and the lady did not work. How could they possibly achieve the fulfillment of their dream? First, they sat down and discussed the type of home they wanted. Then they cut pictures out of home magazines which pictured the house more clearly. These pictures they put into a large album titled, Our Scrapbook of Destiny. Then after they had pasted all the pictures in their scrapbook, they sat down and wrote out a full blueprint or plan of how many rooms the house would have, the type of yard, the location they would like, and they both read this description over every day and visualize the house in all its details. The next step, number three, they both sat in the silence for half an hour each night, asking for guidance as to what they should do to demonstrate the house they desired. 
Step four was spent in discussions and daydreams, in which they visualized themselves entertaining their friends at small dinner parties in their own home, working in the garden, and involved in all the little intimate details that go into actual living in a home. The fifth step was a matter of acting out the life they planned in their own home. They began to feel that they had already found the house, that they had moved into it. They began to mentally furnish the house. They window-shopped and picked little items for the various rooms and acted as though the dream were already a reality. Then began the actual quest for the house. The higher mind within, which they asked for guidance, led them to search the real estate sections of the daily papers. They saw nothing matching their mental dream house. But one day a friend told them of a home in the country that belonged to a recent widow who wanted to sell and go to Europe to live. The couple rushed to New Jersey to see this home. It was the dream house they had pictured in every detail. But the lady wanted $25,000 cash. They had only $3,000 in the bank. In talking to the widow, however, they were so enthusiastic and their dream was projected so vividly that before the interview ended, she offered to let them move into the house without any payment whatsoever, if they would take over the first mortgage and pay her $250 a month. This was the exact amount they paid each month for rent, and so they accepted the deal. An extra little dividend was added to the purchase of the house. The widow let them have her furnishings for $2,000 cash. They were easily worth $10,000. Dreams Precede Actions in using the art of premonstration, we are using an old law in metaphysics which states, dreams precede actions. God's dream of his creation must have preceded the building of the universe from the tiniest atom to the most intricate constellations. Your mental dream becomes the blueprint which assembles from the unconscious all the elements that go into the fulfillment of your dream. Reality is only an outward manifestation of the inner dream. Einstein proved in his theory of relativity that mental energy is convertible into its exact physical equivalent, and that all matter, in turn, is convertible once again into its invisible counterpart. A skyscraper or bridge that appears to be solid reality is only a mass of vibrating atoms, and they are held together by an invisible law called gravity. When these atoms disperse or disintegrate, they go back into the earth and disappear. To assemble any kind of matter, the human mind must have a form or dream upon which to build. This dream can take any form, like the primitive idea man had when he saw a stone rolling down a hillside and dreamed of a wheel attached to a cart. Scientists call the wheel the greatest invention of all time, for from it issued the modern automobile, airplane, jet propulsion, and even our space age. After the dream, it was relatively simple for man to perfect a functional wheel that could propel man from place to place and free him from being a beast of burden. Since time immemorial man has dreamed of being able to fly like a bird. The dream crystallized into solid reality when the great artist Leonardo da Vinci wrote on his design of the world's first airplane. Man shall grow wings. His airplane could only glide since the motor had not yet been invented, but a self-propelled airplane was already on the way to being a reality, with that first sketch and building of a flying machine. The Wright brothers carried the dream a step further toward reality, after another man had dreamed a motor into existence. The entire universe is built on a dream. To create the world of your choice, learn how to daydream constructively. The steps which you have just studied on the art of premonstration 
show you how to carry that initial daydream from its first inception of the idea to the complete fulfillment or demonstration, which we call reality. How great men in history have used this power. Great men in history have used this metaphysical power. They looked about them, at the world in which they lived, and saw the many imperfections, the evils, the poverty, the wars and disasters that periodically plagued humanity. And they asked themselves the question, how can I make this a better world? From this initial premise or dream, these great men were guided by their higher minds to discoveries, inventions, and methods by which they changed the destinies of all men and created the reality of a better world for us to live in. As you look about you at the world of reality, you must recognize the fact that we still have a long way to go before we come into the utopia of which man dreams. See the reality but do not let it blind you to the higher dream towards which all men are striving. The world today needs to learn how to use this metaphysical miracle power more than at any other time in history. Over 25 million people in our country are handicapped in some way, blind, crippled, and sick. In 5,000 years of so-called civilization, man has only known peace for something like 100 years. The rest of that time he has been at war somewhere on the face of the earth. We have social maladjustment, juvenile delinquency, dope addiction, and criminality on a large scale. There are over 8 million alcoholics. Many people still live in slum conditions in this, the richest nation in the world. Millions of people still live on a starvation diet in this world that could produce plenty for all. Never have we known an age in which humanity suffered greater agony of mind and spirit. Humanity needs to use a greater force than book knowledge alone to help man achieve the dream of peace, prosperity, and happiness for which he so desperately searches. See what miracles these great men of history produced when they once learned how to unlock the metaphysical power of their higher minds. Columbus used this power when he searched within for guidance to new lands. This power of the higher mind told him that the world was round, not flat, as everyone believed in that age and his dreams of discovering a new world were fulfilled. Burbank perfected new products by using this higher mind within. He was able to change growing things and create new species because he tapped this metaphysical miracle power. Michelangelo, the great artist and sculptor, turned to this metaphysical miracle power for gigantic new concepts in art that caused him to create the most perfect statues in marble that man has ever produced. His energy and creative power blossomed even when he was in his seventies and was called back out of retirement by the Pope to do his murals in the Sistine Chapel, which have been called some of the greatest art ever created by man. Pasteur Edison, Franklin, Einstein, Florence Nightingale, Joan of Arc, Newton, Plato and Marco Polo, all these great men and women of history had divine guidance in the discoveries, inventions, and creative genius they manifested. Alone, they could never have produced such greatness had they not turned to this miracle power within which we are studying together. They became geniuses and developed almost superhuman power of mind and spirit. What hast thou in thine house? Start today to work your little everyday miracles. Do not wait for a better or more auspicious time. The moment you study this method, you can begin to perform the miracles in your life that you desire and which will give you and your loved ones a better life. The Bible says, What hast thou in thine house? One man changed the entire destiny of the South 
using this metaphysical principle. I visited Tuskegee Institute in Alabama when the great scientist and educator, George Washington Carver, was its leader. He showed me through his laboratory where I saw dozens of products he had created from the lowly peanut, which revolutionized the industry of the South. There were plastics, wallboard, insulating materials, asbestos, varnishes, paints, fodder for cattle, and all kinds of other products made from the peanut. Dr. Carver looked within his own mind for the miracle-working power that could lead him to perfecting and creating all these new products. He did not go to New York City or some other center and search for wealth and power. He busied himself using the materials at hand, and the divine mind within guided him unerringly in taking the right steps for achieving a great destiny and benefiting the world. Look around you today, in whatever environment you exist, and see what you can do to improve your life or change the conditions around you. The miracle power begins to work for you the moment you realize that it is a living, dynamic intelligence which exists within your own mind. The Miracle Working Father Within The great master metaphysician Jesus spoke of a father within who doeth the work in referring to his amazing miracles. For centuries people have been puzzled as to his exact meaning. Now, in our scientific age, we know that every person possesses this miracle-working Father within. It is the higher mind, the spiritual intelligence that works in all of nature. It is the power that gave you life, the divine mind that causes you to breathe, that keeps your blood flowing through your veins and arteries. It is the intelligence in your cells that builds and repairs the body, which heals the sick, which creates the child in its mother's womb in nine months' time. Like all great forces in the universe, this Father within is invisible but it is as real and more powerful than the physical and material universe which it controls. This divine mind, which some call God, is in the fourth-dimensional world where the miracle-working power resides. You can tap this divine mind which works miracles through a simple daily regime, which we shall now study together. It can be invoked this very moment through the power of faith to do your bidding. Like the Aladdin's lamp of the fairy tale, there is also a magic genie within your consciousness, which you can summon to assist you in carrying out the daily miracles of living. Let us see below how you invoke this magic genie of your higher mind for performing daily miracles. The Miracle Working Regime 1. First, believe in this miracle-working power. Have faith that this miracle power of your higher mind can do for you what it has done for the great ones of the past. Daily invoke this higher power by opening your day with a short prayer something like this. Father within, I now humbly ask that you take over my affairs for this day. Guide me to say and do the right things all day. I have faith in the Father within, and now place myself in the divine center of all good and constructive action, knowing that only that which is good can come to me. I am now the center of divine action, and everything I do will be prompted by the higher divine mind within me. 2. Look about you each day and be aware of the miracles that this Father within has created, and which are already at work for you without any conscious effort on your part. The life force flows within you, giving you health and energy to carry out your day's activities. The miracle power in the soil has grown the food you are to eat this day. Coffee will come from Brazil. Sugar from beets or sugar cane is already in existence. Eggs are being created on some farm from chickens that already exist. Beef is being nourished somewhere for your table tonight. Rubber is being grown or manufactured artificially for the tires of your car. 
steel, iron, and coal have been built into the earth for your use in machinery, radio, TV, motion pictures. All exist because this miracle power put the elements into creation long before you were born. The oil which runs your car, which gives you heat in winter and cold air in summer, was starting to be created a billion years ago. The wool for making your clothing exists somewhere already on a distant flock of sheep. The cotton for shirts, dresses, and other items is now growing on some far-off plantation. Be aware of this miracle-working power of divine mind that is at work in the universe and is even now working for your own good. 3. Sit down for at least half an hour daily and concentrate on the power of this higher divine mind within you. Ask this power to give you perfect health. If you are sick and wish it to heal, you have faith in this power. Know that the miracles of healing are daily taking place in millions of human bodies, and the same power can work for you. When you cut your hand, what force within your body heals it? This force weaves new skin, sends the phagocytes to the womb to kill the invading bacteria, and creates new cells to take place of old ones. When a bone is broken, this same miracle-working power within rushes supplies of calcium and other elements to the fracture, rebuilding the bone and even making it stronger at the juncture where it was broken. 4. When you go to bed at night, the last thing you should do is spend a few moments instructing this divine mind within what miracles you wish it to perform for you during the time you are asleep or the next day when you are awake. You may make up your own suggestions to the divine metaphysical mind or you might use a statement for general well-being, such as this. Father within, I now go to sleep, confident that you will heal and repair my body perfectly while I sleep. I ask for divine guidance in all my activities tomorrow and in the days to come. I especially desire peace of mind and harmony in my home and work. I ask for new ideas to improve my finances and to bring me security for the future. I ask for the miracle of divine love to flower in my life and to bless all those within the center of my activities. I now go to sleep confident that I shall awaken on the morrow refreshed, healed, revitalized, and rejuvenated mentally and physically. 5. To concentrate the power of this higher divine mind within, sit down each day and make out a list of the positive and constructive things you want to happen to you. This list should include your working conditions, your home, your social life, your gifts and talents, your finances and your state of health. Do not be afraid to ask the indwelling Father for anything you desire, for remember, He created the universe and all therein for you to use and enjoy. Your list might look like this. A. I desire a change in my work. Guide me to the finding of a new job doing, state the type of work you wish. B. I wish to make an extra $1,000 so I may buy the things I wish, a new TV set, a car, an air conditioner. Specify the things you desire and visualize them clearly. C. I wish to have romantic fulfillment and to find a mate who embodies these qualities. List the kind of mate you would like to marry, giving the traits, appearance, etc. D. I would like to travel. Guide me to the means for taking trips to. List the countries you wish to visit. One lady in our lecture group listed travel on her miracle guidance chart, and she soon found work on an ocean liner as a manicurist. She met a wealthy widower on this cruise, fell in love with him and married him when the cruise ended. She achieved another objective which she had on her guidance chart, the finding of a suitable mate and financial independence.
you never know from what channel your good will come to you. When you once release the tremendous power of your higher divine mind, you will begin to see miracles occurring on all sides of you. Things will happen that you never consciously realized were possible before. Have faith in this power and never doubt its spiritual reality, for the very fact that you exist is living proof of a miracle-working power in the universe that is greater than any other force in existence. Chapter 2 How to Work Miracles Through Metaphysical Commands We have learned that the miracle power is within you, and that it can work for you when you use a certain regime, which we studied in Chapter 1. Now let us learn how to work miracles through creative metaphysical commands that we shall give to the indwelling Father who performs the miracles we desire. The cells of your brain and body are like tiny batteries. They possess atomic and electrical charges that are diffused throughout your entire body. Science now has discovered that when we are sick, the brain and body cells have in some way become short-circuited, and their charges of electricity, magnetism, and life force are depleted. The miracle-working power of the divine mind within is what normally keeps the brain and body healthy. It is prejudiced in favor of health, not sickness. Life, not death. Success, not poverty. Happiness, not misery. Peace, not conflict. Love, not hate. When you wish to work miracles of health or success or love happiness, you must learn to go to the very foundation of your life and work with the divine intelligence that has been implanted within your mind and body. To focus this creative miracle power, you must stir the positive, healing emotions into vibrant action with creative metaphysical commands. Let there be light. The first dynamic creative command in the Bible is, let there be light. Under the impetus of this forceful statement, the invisible atoms and molecules of unlimited space were set into motion and all creation began. Light is synonymous with spirit or intelligence. Darkness represents ignorance and the forces of evil. So too, there are two opposite polarities in all of life. One represents the force of good or God, the other the force of evil, or as religionists call it, the devil. Just as God used this dynamic command, let there be light to start all creation, so too, you can summon up all the creative powers of your brain and body by using a similar creative command to invoke the miracle-working power that can change your life from a negative, fear-filled and unhappy one to one of health, happiness and fulfillment. Just as we have light and darkness, so too we have opposing states of consciousness which constantly struggle for supremacy. These two states of consciousness can be created through the words you think and speak. These words set up little electrical and magnetic charges within the brain and then communicate themselves to the nerves and muscles of the body setting into motion the conditions embodied in the words. The master metaphysician Jesus said, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. John 15, 7 What does this mean? It means that the creative intelligence of the divine mind within is unlocked through the use of words or creative commands. Positive words, thoughts, and emotions will release positive creative power within your body, whereas negative thoughts, words, and emotions will release destructive power within your body. Many modern doctors will not allow certain words to be used in the presence of their patients because they know that negative words can be harmful to the patient 
and decrease the healing power within the body. Focalize your creative miracle power. Everyone has a vague idea that he wants to be happy, that he would like a healthy body, that he would like to have a fortune, but most people occasionally release enough creative power through their positive thoughts and emotions to just barely get along in life. Some unconsciously use the right creative commands, and then they see amazing results in their lives. However, most people are so steeped in the consciousness of negative thoughts, words, and emotions that they are never able to achieve the big dramatic results that bring them complete fulfillment and happiness. To achieve the complete release of this inner miracle power, you must learn how to focalize the creative energies of your mind and your emotions. Just as the sun's rays can be focused through a magnifying glass and set fire to a piece of wood or paper, so your creative mental energies can be focalized through a process of concentration and dynamic mental action that can literally kindle the creative flame of genius within yourself. Secret of Spiritual Communication Just as there is communication between fellow men through the use of words, there is a spiritual communication which can be invoked between man's conscious mind and the divine mind within. The conscious mind is the seat of reason, logic, and rationality. The soul is the seat of the higher divine mind within man, where spiritual communication takes place. When we pray we reach out with spiritual language to this hidden, secret center within the soul and invoke God's help and guidance. The language of the soul is as real as the language which mankind uses to communicate with his fellow men. When you wish to invoke the divine mind within to carry out your wishes and aspirations, you must use this method of spiritual communication. To release the dynamic energy of this higher mind, you must see to it that the words you use in this spiritual communication are the right ones. Let us examine two states of consciousness that are represented by opposing words in the following listing. Life-death Peace-war Riches-poverty Good-evil Health-sickness Youth-age Joy-misery Beauty-ugliness Love-hate Confidence-fear when you wish to work miracles through creative metaphysical commands, you must be sure that you approach the divine center of your consciousness with words of spiritual communication that represent the positive, life-giving, healing qualities of divine mind. When you invoke the images of negative words given in the right-hand column, you will release mental and chemical forces that deplete your energy, lower your vitality, and create negative and destructive circumstances within your body and in the outer circumstances of your life. Science confirms miracle power. At last, in this scientific age, science confirms the miracle power that man possesses within his brain and body and soul. A series of laboratory experiments taken with school children showed that the sugar content of the blood could be raised or lowered by the experimenter at will. Two groups of children of the same age were taken from the same grade in school. These two groups were given the same problems to solve. The group were told that they could easily solve the problems, that the solutions were easy and during the time they worked, they were given encouragement and praise for their efforts. The B group were told that the problems would be difficult to solve, they were told they could not easily solve them, and they were discouraged and depressed by the teacher. The A group finished their tasks quicker, with fewer mistakes than the B group, 
But the most startling part of the entire experiment was the fact that when the blood of the A group was analyzed, it was found to be higher in sugar content than the blood of the B group. This extra flow of sugar from the liver gave the A group more energy and helped them perform their tasks more quickly and accurately than the B group. It was also found upon analyzing the blood of the B group that it showed less sugar and more fatigue acids than that found in the A group. This was scientific proof that the creative energy of the mind and body, the glandular flow, and all the other activities of the brain and body are radically affected by the words, thoughts, and emotions that are imprinted upon our consciousness. How to Give Positive Creative Commands The divine mind within carries out your instructions and commands. It had tremendous power, for it is the creative mind that originally created you and the entire universe. Within you is a spark of the divinity which brought you into existence, just as within the chick is the creative power which makes possible the miracle of future new life through the egg. Your creative commands reach this divine center of your being and release the miracle working power that can cause you to do anything you wish. This power can heal your body if you are sick. It can keep you healthy and strong and youthful as you grow older. It can guide you to your right work. It can give you songs, inventions, poems, stories, any kind of creative ideas you desire that might make you a fortune. All these things and more can this divine mind within do for you if you once learn how to invoke its dynamic, creative power through your creative commands. The Regime for Giving Your Higher Mind Creative Commands Each day when you arise in the morning, give your higher mind a series of creative commands made up of the life-giving, positive words you will find in the left-hand column just presented. You can make up your own powerful commands or use those given here. Say these statements aloud if possible. If not, then say them quietly to yourself. Repeat them several times to give them greater effectiveness. Then, during the day, as often as you can, whenever you feel the need for more energy, more power, more intuitive guidance, say the particular creative commands that fit the situation. 1. Life. I am life. The life force now flows through my brain and body, filling me with energy and vitality. I now breathe deeply, and the life force is strengthened and fortified. I am young. I am strong. I am powerful. I now meet all challenges with new courage and optimism. The divine center of my being expands and grows more powerful under the impetus of divine mind. 2. Peace. I am now at the center of peace and poise and power. All disharmony and conflict fade away. I know the joy of perfect serenity, and like a peaceful lake, reflect the blue of the heavens. My serene soul now reflects the joy and radiance of the divine countenance, and I am at peace with the world. 3. Riches I now command the forces of life to bring me abundance and prosperity and riches. I ask for divine guidance to my right place in life, the treasures of the universe were created for me, and I now accept abundance. 4. Good. I am good, and therefore I attract only that which is good into the orbit of my experiences. As God is good, I am now a channel for the perfect expression of God's goodness through my daily activities. I give out good and good comes back to me. I operate under the law of good, and evil has no power to touch my life. 5. Health. 
I summon the miracle-working power of my higher mind to heal my body of any and all negative conditions known as sickness. I command the life-giving forces within my brain and body to so regulate my glands and operate within my organs that I shall know health, vitality, energy, and strength. 6. Youth I now energize my brain and body with the consciousness of youth. I recognize that the life force or divine energy is never old, sick, or tired. Therefore, my body can know only the enthusiasm and energy of youth. I am now in the consciousness of immortality and divinity, and the soul is ever young, and in the eternal image and likeness of God. 7. Joy I vibrate on the plane of joy and happiness. I am filled with the vibrancy and thrill of life. I rise on wings of hope and optimism to new planes of consciousness, where all my dreams come true. I am happy and I radiate that happiness to everyone I meet. 8. Beauty I am filled with the ideal of spiritual beauty, which overcomes the limitations of the physical self. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and I now see the beauty of sunrise and sunset, of oceans and mountains, of bright-blooming spring flowers, of blue skies and all the hidden beauty of my daily life. I am surrounded by beauty, and its creative miracle now changes my world from one of drabness to a wonderland of magic and enchantment. 9. Love I now live in the radiant consciousness of love. I send out love to everyone I meet. This radiant stream of divine love negates all hate and resentment. I am like a loving, trusting child, having faith in all people and knowing that the divine image of love is within the soul of every living human being. 10. Confidence I now surround myself with an aura of confidence and poise. I no longer fear anything in life. I know that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I radiate confidence in my business and social life. I am at ease in the presence of others and operate with confidence and poise in every situation. Speak the metaphysical creative word. Have the miracle. When you once practice this form of spiritual communication with the divine mind that is at the center of your being, you can speak the creative word and have the miracle almost at once. As you grow stronger and stronger in the use of these creative commands for working miracles, you will be amazed at how quickly and easily all the forces of nature will bend to your will. Case history. She asked for and got $100,000. A lady who had a 17-year-old daughter came to my lectures and classes in Carnegie Hall for about a year. Her husband was dead and she had worked hard to bring up and educate her daughter, but they had never been able to make more money than just enough to get along. After this lady had learned the metaphysical method for performing miracles, she asked the divine mind within for the sum of $100,000. She did not know how such a vast sum could ever come to her, but she did have faith that the power within could bring her that sum of money. One day in meditation, she suddenly had a vision that she would win the money through buying a sweepstakes ticket. She had never gambled in her life, and she was astounded when this vision came to her so strongly. She bought a ticket in the Irish sweepstakes, and when the drawing occurred, her ticket was chosen for one of the biggest prizes, $144,000. She won that amount when the race was run, since her horse came in first. She came into the fortune she had dreamed about and was able to do all the things she had wanted to do all her life, 
I have never bought a sweepstakes ticket in my life, and I certainly do not urge any other person to go about his demonstration of a fortune through this unreliable medium of gambling, but in this instance perhaps there was no other way by which this lady could have had the materialization of her fortune, and Divine Mind might have given her the intuitive guidance to buy that ticket. The power works in various ways for various people. It may take longer in some cases, but if one persists and has faith in this miracle power, it will ultimately bring one the things of which he dreams. The Regime for Releasing Miracle Power Through Creative Words 1. Concentrate your creative power of mind by organizing your thoughts into positive patterns, rather than negative ones. Remember, thoughts are things. You create the outer circumstances of your life by your inner thoughts. Each day practice thinking positive thoughts of health, happiness, peace, prosperity, and joy. 2. Make it a practice to eliminate all negative words from your vocabulary and supplant them with only positive words. When you talk to other people, use only creative commands. Learn to practice saying things that express positive convictions, such as, I am happy. I am healthy. I can succeed. I can do that. I will be a success. I will have money. I will overcome my problems. Henry J. Kaiser, who is worth hundreds of millions, showed a friend who once visited his home in Hawaii, a dictionary in which he had carefully cut out the word impossible. This was one of the secrets of his success. He refused to express any words that were negative and lived on in the positive conviction that he could accomplish anything he desired. 3. Daily, practice raising your energy levels by using energy-producing words which you repeat over and over, such words as love, success, happiness, good, achievement, God, harmony, peace, charity, brotherhood, forgiveness, faith. Great men in history have always used this theory for producing the positive chemistry of mind and body by using magnetically charged words that help them raise the creative energy levels of their consciousness. When Napoleon was preparing to become crowned as emperor, he strode back and forth before a full-length mirror, repeating over and over these words. I am Emperor Napoleon I. It is said of Caruso, the great Italian tenor, that when he was waiting in his dressing room to go on stage, he would stand before his mirror and sing, I am Caruso. He would sing this over and over, up and down the scales, fixing the image of his greatness indelibly upon his inner consciousness. 4. While you are working to build your higher consciousness, you must practice, very much like an actor does for a stage role. Stand in front of your mirror in the morning before going to your office and practice your dynamic word commands in a firm, confident voice. You can make up your own statements or use these. I command the forces of life to do my bidding. I demand the best that life has to offer. I expect respect from everyone I meet. I request from invisible sources my supply and abundance to meet all my needs in life. I have important work to do this day, and I shall achieve greatness. I take on qualities of superiority in my personality and conduct, and therefore I become superior. It was a wise man who said, if you wish to become like Voltaire, you must think, act and talk like Voltaire. 5. Form the mental habit of having faith in yourself and in the power of the divine mind within you. Express this faith in daily words and actions. 
Take on the expressions of a successful person if you wish to be more successful. If you wish to materialize riches and abundance, begin today to act like a person of substance. Dress like a person who is important, and if you have only one suit, be sure it is neat and clean at all times. Chapter 3 New Dimensions of Miracle Power Through Metaphysical Mental Imagery In a study of miracles performed by the great men of history, I have discovered that most of them used new dimensions of miracle power through mental imagery. They were able to expand their states of consciousness to include new combinations, new ideas and new concepts, which no one else had previously formed. What is the imagination? It is defined in the dictionary as the act or power of forming mental images of what is not present, the act or power of creating new ideas as by combining previous experiences. An image is a visual impression of something. In metaphysics, we employ mental imagery more than anything else to achieve fulfillment of that which we desire. The first place where the Bible speaks of mental imagery is in the story of creation in Genesis where it says, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. The imagination is a God-given function with which man may perform the same miracles as God himself. It is within man's imagination that this divine function exists and which man may use to create in the image and likeness of his innermost thoughts. Mental imagery as a spiritual function. Jubert said, Imagination is the eye of the soul. All great things have been created through the art of mental imagery. This applies not only to our material world of skyscrapers, bridges, industry, and our jet and space achievements, but also to the world of the intellect. Einstein's theory of relativity was a mental concept. Rockefeller's great financial empire was formed in his mind through mental imagery before it became a reality. The miracle of mental and material creativeness which formed the Hilton chain of world-encircling hotels was born in Conrad Hilton's imagination years before it became an outer reality. When the Master Jesus performed his miracles of healing the sick, making the blind see, and feeding the multitudes with the loaves and fishes, it was a stupendous act of mental imagery focused through the higher spiritual dimensions of mind. The building of the first car was an extension of the mental imagery that first produced a horse-drawn wagon. Henry Ford carried the mental pattern further in his imagination and visualized the assembly line method, which produced the modern miracle of cheaper transportation that put America on wheels. How to Form Big Mental Concepts to image a thing is to form a mental concept first. Then the projection of this mental concept to the outer world is an almost automatic function which involves the mechanism of the higher mind, the sympathetic nervous system, and the reflex actions of the muscles and nerves. You may ask what you will of life, but you will only achieve it by first forming the correct mental images of what you desire. Ask yourself, what do I want of life? Image it clearly in all its details. This should include the things you want to do, the person you want to be, the things you want to have. You possess within your mind a metaphysical brain projector which is capable of projecting to the outer world the mental images that you have built within. 
Just as a motion picture projector sends out a beam of light which focuses on a screen the picture on the film, so your brain projector can only project a picture if it is clearly imprinted upon the cells of your brain. If there are no images on that film, there can be no outer projection. Let us see how this works. There can be no successful projection unless you have first fixed the mental image of success upon your consciousness. What is the picture you hold of your success? Is it mediocre or big? Is it an image of your own business or working for someone else? Do you visualize a different job from the one you are doing, which you do not like? To have a great destiny, you must have big mental concepts. Here is the regime for building these big mental concepts, which can cause your higher mind to project the creative pattern you hold to the outer world of reality. 1. Sit down for at least a half hour a day and concentrate your mind on building big concepts. If you are making $100 a week, expand your image to $200 a week. Visualize yourself earning that money first. Do not make the mistake of raising your mental sights too rapidly, for you must really believe you can earn $200 a week before you can project that success image to the outer world. After you have built this mental concept for a week or two, you may be prompted to enroll in a special course in evening high school a course that will actually project you into a future job paying the bigger salary. Example A woman of 50 attended my classes in New York for several weeks. Her husband had died, leaving her some insurance money, but not enough for future security. She told me in a personal interview that she had tried to get a job, but no one wanted an old woman, as she put it. I told her to change that mental concept of herself at once. She had let her hair become dingy and gray-streaked. I advised her to search within her own mind to see what she really liked and wanted to do. She knew a man who was a judge, and one day she visited his court and became fascinated at seeing the stenographer taking notes on a stenotype machine. She told no one of her plan at the time, but she enrolled in a course in stenotyping, and when she had finished her course, she began to project the mental concept that she would one day be a court stenographer. A few months later her judge friend told her that his secretary was leaving to be married and he needed a good stenotype operator. It was only then that she revealed her secret to her friend, that she was a trained stenotype operator. He hired her at a good weekly salary, and this woman, who had felt that she was old and finished in life, began at fifty a new career that paid her well and gave her new dignity and self-respect. Miracles can truly occur through the use of mental imagery. 2. Look around you in your everyday life and see what conditions you would like to change or improve. Almost all great things have been accomplished because someone looked about him and was discontented with the way things were and wanted to change and improve them. This exercise should apply not only to your physical environment but also to your mental gifts and talents. Perhaps you want to play the piano or sing or do public speaking. This desire to change the circumstances of your life can be extended to all departments of living. Visualize yourself playing the piano, writing the book, taking the trip, making a bigger sum of money, and soon you will be guided by the divine mind within to doing the things that you have created through mental imagery. 3. Constantly strive to increase your knowledge of the world in which you live. The power of imagery increases when you possess a mind that has many highly developed facets. Your imagination can only compile new and more effective forms of imagery 
when your brain has absorbed many new ideas. It is true, he who has imagination without learning his wings but no feet. The imagination must be developed through knowledge and solid facts. Make it a point to study all branches of knowledge so you will be well-read and will have an appreciation of the better things in life. The Chinese say, Man with good education seems to have much luck. 4. Mentally practice actions that you would like to have take place in your life so that your imagination will be more fully exercised. For example, practice aloud and before a mirror asking your boss for a raise in salary. Then practice selling some product to a prospective buyer. Make a speech before the Congress in which you plead some universal cause, such as peace or brotherhood. Visualize yourself buying a Cadillac or other fine car, driving it, showing it off to your friends. Do the same thing with buying your own home, investing money in the stock market, or taking a trip to some place you want to go. The ability to create mental images depends on exercise, just like physical development of a muscle. If you can pass a series of such mental images through your mind daily, you will soon find yourself reflecting these mental images in your daily life and doing the things you have held as mental concepts. 5. Mentally set some high goal for yourself and let this goal constantly inspire you to make bigger efforts to achieve your goal. You might, in your mental imagery, plan what you would do if you suddenly inherited $1 million. You might laugh at the thought that you would ever come into so much money, but remember, you are using a metaphysical miracle power that can work its miracles for you as it has for thousands of others in the past. Examples Here are four examples of students in my classes who used this power of mental projection through the imagination and who came into unexpected sums of money. One young lady received money through a large insurance policy that a relative had made out in her name years before. A man had a sum of money come to him from reparations paid by Austria, to those whom the Nazis had robbed when they occupied Austria during the war. A third member of our lecture group came into a large sum of money through the settlement of a court case involving a patent infringement. Another lady in our group sold her first novel, which she wrote after learning how to exercise her imagination. She was given a substantial advance payment for the book and later received thousands of dollars from a movie company that bought the book. 6. Do not accept the limitations that might exist at the present moment in your life. In your mental imagery, see these circumstances changed by time into the new conditions that you hold in consciousness. If you were a shoeshine boy in Texas and someone told you that you would one day become President of the United States, it might almost appear laughable. And yet, a boy named Lyndon Baines Johnson made that type of amazing transition in a period of a few short years. He used these principles of mental imagery to amass his vast fortune, and even if he had not become president through chance, his life still would be counted a successful one. 7. Talk to your higher mind, just as you would talk to a person, telling it your secret aspirations and desires, and then sit quietly in the silence and let it guide you to taking the right steps which will fulfill your destiny. Sammy Davis Jr. had every known limitation in his early life, but he kept telling himself, I can do it, and visualizing and imagining his future success, until he finally won through and became a great star. Another instance of a man of the same race, who has amazed everyone in the boxing world, 
who has used this principle of imagination and mental projection, is Cassius Clay. Some people might consider his confident statements about victory in the ring as mere braggadocio, but the fact remains, he has up to this point fulfilled every promise he made to himself. 8. Perhaps you are not living the life in this moment that you would like to live in the future. You may be in the wrong work, and you may not be able to make a change at present. You may not have enough money to do the things you desire, and you may feel that you can never change these negative circumstances of your life. Should you let your situation depress and discourage you? Indeed not. By using the metaphysical miracle power that your higher mind can release in your everyday life, you can soon alter these negative conditions and create a positive, happy, successful future for yourself. In the meantime, make it a point to see your present environment through rose-colored glasses, and in your imagination, see the perfection you dream of in your inner world. How a Child Saw Spiritual Reality I remember I once visited a place on the Pacific called Balboa. There were charming white stucco houses on the side streets facing the ocean, with purple and red bougainvillea spilling over their trim roofs. Suddenly I found myself at the end of the street, and there was a shabby little house that had been built of packing cases and odds and ends of lumber. It was obviously inferior to the other cottages that lined the streets. Playing in the yard of this shabby house was a little boy of eight or ten, with blue eyes and a shock of golden hair. I pointed to the shabby shack and added, Does anybody live in that house? The boy looked up at me with a big smile on his bright face and said, Yes, I live there. Ain't I lucky? This child was seeing the true spiritual reality behind his life, not the ugly, limited shack, which had caught my attention. He had the blue Pacific at his doorstep. The golden California sun bathed his world with beauty. He had the unlimited vision, beauty and spirit of youth to buoy him up, and to him, this little shack in which he lived was a palace, and he felt himself fortunate to be living in it. This is the mental attitude that you must bring to your own life. You may not live in the most perfect home at present. Your job may not be to your liking, and you may not have all the money you would like to have, but don't let your discontent with your present situation blind you to the metaphysical miracle power within your mind, which can change these negative conditions, if you will, but hold the right mental images and concepts in your consciousness. Chapter 4. The Master Key That Opens Doors to Metaphysical Miracles there is a master key which you may use to open miraculous doors to the secrets of the entire universe. This key is desire. In metaphysics we call desire the divine emotion, for it is the master key which the Creator used to evolve the entire universe. When everything was created, God placed this divine emotion into all living creatures, and it serves as the motivating power that stirs all things into creative action. It is the desire to get out of that egg which causes the chick to begin to peck his way out of his prison. If this desire were not inborn, he would never know the breath of life. It is your desire for life that keeps the life force pumping through your body, propelled by your heart and glands. It is your desire for success that drives you on and gives you the motivation to seek out the means for making a fortune. It is the desire for happiness that causes people to overcome all kinds of discouraging obstacles and strive to achieve this desirable goal. This one master key alone can help you unlock doors to the mysteries of the universe. 
The Master Jesus knew of this master key principle. He said, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. There is a metaphysical miracle in this great spiritual formula which can help you unlock the doors to the invisible treasures of the universe. Do you recall the story of Ali Baba and the fairy tale? Before the door to the hidden treasures would open for him, he had to first learn the magic word. When he said the magic word, the door swung open, and he found unlimited wealth. The magic word, ask. Now let us analyze the metaphysical principle involved in the words, ask, seek, knock. The first letters of these three words spell A-S-K. You can only ask for something that you desire first. This is the beginning of creating any kind of a miracle. You must use the master key of desire before you can motivate the invisible forces of cosmic power, which work through your divine mind. Your mortal mind asks, and the higher divine mind within you answers. It knows all the secrets of the universe. It is the divine power which formed your body in nine short months' time. If you are sick, isn't it natural to go to the master physician within who knows all the chemicals and elements from which your body was created? The Miracle of Healing Through Desire If you want a miracle of healing, isn't it logical that the mastermind that rules the entire universe should know how to bring about the miracle of health? Think of the mystery of your heart alone, that little organ about as big as your fist, which pumps night and day, sending your bloodstream throughout your entire body, carrying the impurities to the kidneys, then pumping fresh, clean blood with its load of life-giving oxygen once again to your cells. Think of the miracle of your digestion. Solid food is broken up into liquids that are easily assimilated by a process known as osmosis through the walls of your intestines. The bloodstream is then able to carry necessary nourishment to all parts of your body. As if this weren't enough of a miracle, think of the even greater miracle when your body sends out a cell to the bloodstream for a particle of iron or magnesium or sodium, and the blood brings that element or mineral to the exact place where it is needed, be it in a brain cell or in a toenail. It is the master key of desire at work in your body and brain cells which makes possible this great miracle of life and of healing. Desire as a dominant and divine emotion. Desire is a powerful emotion within your brain. It is able to set up magnetic wavelengths, which reach out into time and space and attract the very things that are desired for fulfillment and growth. The cactus plant isolated in the desert must have moisture to live. In its desire for moisture, the plant sends its roots deep into the desert sand and causes it to attract any moisture that exists below the surface of the soil. Many a desert traveler, dying of thirst, has been saved because he knew that the cactus plant had a reservoir of life-giving moisture within its leaves, and by cutting leaves open and drinking it, he lived. Your emotions, working through the master key desire, can set up wavelengths of magnetism to attract to you all the elements you require for a healthy, happy, successful life. Let us learn more about this master key, which all the great teachers and prophets have used since time immemorial to produce their great miracles. The reason why such great teachers as Moses, Buddha, Confucius, and Christ were called masters is because they had completely mastered life by knowing of and controlling this master key emotion of desire. Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Also, 
What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. This is why, in my teachings of metaphysics, I have named desire the divine emotion. It is the master key that helps us work the miracles which the master promised we could also do. And greater works than these shall ye do. If you believe this statement literally, then you are on the way to performing miracles in your own life, which will astound you. What things do you desire? Before you can ask the miracle-working power that dwells within your divine mind for some specific thing, you must be able to formulate your desires into language that is definite and clear-cut. Someone has said, Metaphysics is the language of the soul. In any form of communication, there must be words that set up patterns of action and reaction. To reach the higher mind within your divine mind for some specific thing, you must be able to formulate your desires into language that is definite and be shown how to make out a blueprint of destiny, which can help you consolidate and concentrate these desires through your emotions. 1. Desire for a better life. 2. Desire for good health, youth, and vitality. 3. Desire for success, fulfillment, and riches. 4. Desire for happiness. 5. Desire for friends and social recognition. 6. Desire for love, marriage, children, a home. 7. Desire for cultural achievement. 8. Desire for the right work and creative expression. 9. Desire for spiritual and cosmic fulfillment. 10. Desire for high moral and idealistic aspirations. A truly balanced and perfect life should contain all of the above ten desires, fully expressed in all departments of your life. It is when one or more of these elements is missing that one feels a sense of incompletion and unhappiness in his life. Emotions, the building blocks of desire. Before we begin to use the master key of desire to shape your future destiny, let us study the basic emotions, the building blocks which desire uses for creating your future. There are positive emotions and negative ones. The positive emotions can be used to charge your mind and body with dynamic energy and to help you overcome the negative forces in life that are constantly opposing the positive ones. Positive emotions. Negative emotions. Faith. Hate, love, fear, hope, worry, expectation, jealousy, enthusiasm, envy, anticipation, revenge, self-confidence, resentment, charity, Despair, goodness, avariciousness, unselfishness, discouragement. How to use positive emotions to charge your mind constructively. You can use the ten positive emotions to charge your mind with dynamic energy and to instill within your body cells the life force which will keep you healthy, vital, and youthful into an advanced old age. In fact, 
through this metaphysical method of implementing the master key of desire with the positive and constructive emotions, you can learn how to live to a useful, creative, and energetic old age of 100 years or more. Some of the masters of the Himalayas who have learned this great secret have been known to live to be as much as 200 years of age. With our modern scientific study of geriatrics, which has to do with the processes of aging, it has been found that if we could entirely remove the poisons and fatigue acids caused by the negative emotions and insulate the mind and body only with positive emotions, man could live to an incredible old age. The body has the ability to repair itself perfectly, but it must use chemicals and elements which flow from the glands or which we take into the body through the foods we eat. Our thoughts and emotions help set the stage, chemically speaking, for the glands to release valuable chemicals for the body's perfect functioning. If the emotions are negative, they poison the body cells and make possible disease in the aging process. How to achieve a better life First, let us take each of the magic keys of desire and use them to open channels for the fulfillment of that which you desire. Everyone has a right to the best that life has to offer. However, there is no guarantee that you will receive this until and unless you first will yourself to believe that a better life is possible. This will require the use of several positive emotions. Let us check our list of positive emotions now and choose those which will help stimulate the brain and body and release the energy and magnetism necessary to lead you to a better life. The better life includes security, peace of mind, and fulfillment of your innermost dreams and desires. The first emotion you should tap is that of faith, number one on our list of positive emotions. Faith is literally a miracle worker. The Master Jesus said, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall ye do also. And greater works than these shall ye do. John 14, 12. This is a powerful statement of faith. If you literally believe in the miracle working power of your higher divine mind, nothing shall be impossible for you to achieve. You might think that this is limited, but actually it is not. You might say, but if I wanted to become President of the United States or have $10 million, it would be impossible. Actually, you do not really believe it is possible. Therefore, you do not have faith. The Dynamic Law of Expectation This brings us to another important emotion for achieving the better life that you desire. This is our fourth emotion on our list. Expectation Do you really expect a better life in the future? Or do you constantly spend time and energy on bewailing the past and regretting the mistakes you made in the past? One man I knew in California lost his chance to become wealthy in the early days by practically giving away his property on Wilshire Boulevard. After the Second World War, this property sold for millions. He kept regretting this mistake and talking about it constantly. One day I told him to begin concentrating on the future and to expect his good fortune. He began to change his mental attitude, and soon he found some undeveloped land in San Fernando Valley, where he began a housing development that made him a vast fortune. The same mental energy he was dissipating with negative emotions, when converted into positive emotions, made him rich. What other positive emotions on this list might be tapped to bring one a better life? Enthusiasm is a needed ingredient in any success. Self-confidence must exist within the mind of any person who wishes to succeed in any venture. 
there must be the emotion of goodness, the desire to do good for others and to be good. This is a chemical force within the brain and body that is positive and dynamic. There should be unselfishness, a desire to share your good with others. It can be seen now that all these emotions help implement the master key of desire and direct the mental and physical energies in the direction of bettering your life. A desire for good health, youth, and vitality. There is no greater treasure in the world than good health. The body is prejudiced in favor of life and health. When we become sick, it is because the emotional and chemical balance of the body has been upset and thrown out of balance. When God created the human body, he meant for it to function perfectly and to repair itself through the chemicals released by the glands or taken into the body through the diet. The glands are triggered by your emotions, and if you should become sick, you can help the divine mind within in the healing process by learning how to maintain the correct mental and emotional balance that is conducive to healing. This does not mean that you should try to heal yourself, for in our age we must realize that doctors and drugs are still playing a very important part in the healing arts. However, even doctors know that very often the right mental and emotional attitude of the patient can bring about a healing when other things fail. The emotions that create sickness. It is now known in the science of psychosomatic medicine that diseases can be created by negative emotions. A woman who was a chronic worrier and had difficulties in her marriage developed violent attacks of hay fever and asthma. Nothing seemed to help her until it was brought out in an interview with the doctor that she worried constantly. This affected her marriage and led to further complications. When she was given the positive emotions of hope, self-confidence, unselfish love and enthusiasm by which to live her life, she became a changed person. She soon overcame her tendency to worry. She became more spiritual in her approach to her marital problems. And in six months' time, her condition had improved so much that she was almost entirely free of symptoms and discomfort. Another instance that proves the destructive power of the emotions was that of a man who developed ulcers. They became so aggravated that he was advised to have an operation. Then a psychosomatic medical expert was called in, and he questioned the man while he was under a fluoroscope, an instrument like an X-ray machine which permits the doctor to watch the patient's internal organs. As the doctor repeated a list of words, such as house, sky, water, dog, etc., he finally came to the word mother-in-law, and the patient's stomach was observed to jump as if it had been shot. Then the doctor knew that this man was sick because of trouble with his mother-in-law. Questioning proved that this was indeed the trouble. The wife's mother lived in the house with the couple and interfered constantly in their marriage. When she was moved out, the patient had a miraculous healing. Fear, the Great Destroyer one of the most destructive of all emotions is that of fear. Any prolonged state of fear that persists for months or years can set the stage for almost every type of disease known in the human catalog, from heart trouble and high blood pressure to arthritis and sugar diabetes. A woman walked under a tree one hot summer evening, and a tree frog dropped into the bosom of her dress. The shock of fear was so great that a few weeks later she developed sugar diabetes. The negative emotion of hate is another one that destroys the body's glandular and chemical balance and causes sickness. Hatred, worry, jealousy, greed, and selfishness are all high on the list of those destructive negative emotions which destroy the body's health 
and produce every known type of ailment. To keep your body in good health and to have vitality and youthful energy until a ripe old age, use the following emotions on our positive list. Faith. Believe that your higher mind which created you knows how to sustain you and keep you in good health. Faith coupled with prayer is an unbeatable formula for achieving miraculous results in healing or in keeping the body normally healthy. Most of the authenticated cases of true spiritual healing, called by many miracles, were found to be due to this spiritual combination of faith and prayer. The Master Jesus knew this profound metaphysical secret, and in his revelations he constantly referred to the need of faith combined with prayer. What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mark 11, 24 and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. James 5, 15 The positive emotion of hope is also a valuable aid for keeping the body healthy. This, coupled with expectation, anticipation, and love, furnishes an emotional background for healing in the body which is truly miraculous. New Life Through Positive Emotions a man was in a deep coma, and the doctors had given him up for dead. He had a combination of disorders, including a diseased heart, high blood pressure, and ulcers. Finally, one of the doctors who attended him decided to try an experiment. In a rational moment, when the man rallied briefly from his coma, this doctor said to the patient, Your ten-year-old son needs you desperately. If you die, how will he ever be able to go through college and get an education? You want him to have a better life than you did. You must live for your son's sake, at least until you have sent him through college. The doctor who reported this case says that the man went back into the coma, but it turned into a deep sleep, from which he awakened in a few hours' time. The man became healed and lived for some years after. When his son graduated from college, the man became ill again and in a few months' time died. Many people who retire at 60 or 65 years of age, who feel that their usefulness is ended, often die in from three to five years from their retirement. The emotional anticipation and eagerness to see what tomorrow will bring is a powerful glandular stimulus and keeps people alive for many years. Old people especially should be made to feel that they are wanted and needed. It gives them that reason for living which every person requires to keep him going. The Miracle Power of Love One of the greatest positive emotions for maintaining good health or even for healing the body is that of love. This is the emotion that makes the world go round, and it helps release magnetism, electricity, and healing power in every cell of the brain and body. In cases where people are unhappy and frustrated in love, it has been observed that they develop every known type of ailment. Just as the negative emotion of hatred seems to create all kinds of ailments, so too, an absence of the positive emotion of love can cause the body to literally shrivel up and die. Love as an emotion can be made to work its miracle for you in many other forms than romantic love or marriage. Daily express your love of friends and neighbors by doing little acts that show how much you care. There is love of family, love of country, love of humanity, and love of God. All these are miracle working forces that can radically affect your life and change it for the better. This one emotion of love alone can keep you alive and healthy to a very advanced age. Desire for success 
fulfillment, and riches. What emotional reservoirs shall one tap within the brain and body for achieving the third desire on our list? Now that you have seen how we can couple our desires with our emotions to release the miracle-working power of the higher mind, you can work to couple these emotions with any of the desires that you may have and begin to see the results that you can achieve immediately. This should be an exercise that you perform every day. In fact, you can start your day's activities by choosing some outstanding emotion that will be your golden key for that day. On Monday, you might choose the positive emotion number. One, faith, and all day continue to hold that emotion in your consciousness. On Tuesday, you might choose emotion number two, love, and let that be the golden key to dynamic action for your day. You can do this with each day of the week and even couple two emotions for some days until you become so expert at releasing the flow of miracle-working power that every situation in life will be motivated by compelling and dynamic energy motivators. Your desire for success, fulfillment, and riches can be motivated by the following positive emotions, enthusiasm, self-confidence, anticipation, hope, and faith. However, many people have achieved fame, fortune, and greatness through the emotion of love. This is one of the most dynamic motivators of all, and we shall study further the miracle-working power of this divine emotion in other sections of our study. Desire for Happiness Happiness is a state of mind more than anything else. It depends to a great extent on the emotions that are indulged habitually. Some people are happy in almost any environment or under very trying circumstances, whereas others may have a fortune, beauty, popularity, and everything to live for, and still be miserable. One remembers such movie stars as Marilyn Monroe and Carol Landis, and several millionaires who committed suicide in the past. Their problems were based on personal failures, not on lack of money, popularity, or success. In a study of the emotions which charge the mind with complete happiness, we find that all ten given on our list of positive emotions are important. If you will study these carefully, you will see that each emotion tends to give something of its quality to the mind which harbors it, and soon, when you have practiced these positive emotions, your mental attitude will be colored by them, just as if you wore a pair of mental rose-colored glasses. Desire for Friends and Social Recognition no person can live his life isolated from other people. You must be able to indulge the social reciprocity that brings other people into your life, and this can be done by bringing into play the following emotions. Love, enthusiasm, anticipation, charity, good, and unselfishness. We shall have much more to learn about this desire for friends in another section of our study, but you can begin immediately in this important department of your life to do something about ending loneliness and personal unhappiness and building the magnetic aura in your personality that will attract friends into your orbit of activities and give you the feeling that you are loved and desired by others. Desire for love, marriage, children, a home. This basic desire for love, marriage and children is one of nature's most compelling emotions. Without love, life is a tomb, Browning said, and this is a great truth. It was the magical healing power of love that awakened in Elizabeth Barrett Browning, which made her fall in love with the great poet and marry him, when she had been ill and bedridden for many years. Through love she suddenly became healed and bore him a child in her early forties. The emotions which engender love and which you should indulge if you are searching for fulfillment in this department of your life are faith, 
hope, enthusiasm, anticipation, charity, goodness, and a great deal of unselfishness. True love is one of the most unselfish of all emotions and will not thrive in an atmosphere of selfishness. Desire for Cultural Achievement Man shall not live by bread alone, we are told in the Bible. You will need balance in your life to counteract work and the pursuit of fame or fortune. What shall a rich man do when he has achieved a vast fortune? The great men of history have always used their wealth to advance the causes of culture and learning. Carnegie endowed libraries, Mellon founded an art gallery. Rockefeller bestowed his millions on the Rockefeller Foundation. Nobel left his fortune in trust to be given out in the famous Nobel Peace Prizes and for the recognition of great authors. Henry Ford left his heritage in the Ford Foundation, and Guggenheim endows many worthy causes through the Guggenheim Foundation. The positive emotions which should be indulged for cultural achievement are love of humanity, charity, faith, enthusiasm, goodness, and unselfishness. Desire for the right work and creative expression. As work is a most important ingredient of any person's life, it is vital that each of us be in the right work and possess the right motivation, which will make work less a burden than a pleasure. As we should never literally retire, but always have some activity which engages our time and attention throughout life, it is important that the correct emotions motivate this vital department of life. The emotions of love, hope, expectation, anticipation, self-confidence, charity, goodness and unselfishness should all be indulged daily in relation to our right work and creative expression. Desire for Spiritual and Cosmic Fulfillment To balance work and play, one needs spiritual and cosmic fulfillment. The emotions of love, faith, hope, charity, good and unselfishness should be indulged daily. To this should be added the spiritual communication, what we call prayer in religion, which should be a part of our daily lives. Talking to the God power within can be done, not only in the morning and at night, but many times during the day when one feels a need of communication with a higher power. Little short prayers such as, Thank you, God, when you have an unusually happy experience, or when you see a bright blue sky and sunshine, or flowers blooming in your garden. These little prayers keep one in touch with the spiritual source of all life and power and propel us in the direction of peace, health, and happiness. Desire for High Moral and Idealistic Aspirations this desire is the civilizing emotion which causes people to rise from the plane of animalism to that of divinity. Man's war-making propensity is a leftover of the barbarism and savagery of primitive times. Only when man is infused with high moral and idealistic aspirations does he rise in the scale of evolution from animalism to the realm of dignity and divinity. The Ten Commandments are moral laws upon which civilization has been built. The Golden Rule is another great spiritual revelation for man's higher moral conduct. The emotions which trigger this desire are faith, love, hope, charity, good and unselfishness. Daily Regime for Emotional Control It must be remembered that the emotions have been given to mankind for a definite purpose, for our enjoyment, and also to trigger the chemistry within the body that can motivate us in any chosen direction. The negative emotions should be avoided as much as possible, and the positive emotions should be implemented and exercised every day. Following are some pointers which you should follow for daily emotional control. 1. 
When you awaken in the morning, two emotions should instantly be activated. The emotions of enthusiasm and expectation. You should look forward to your day's activities with joy and eagerness. If you awaken with a negative emotion such as fear or despair, instantly begin to work to awaken the emotions of enthusiasm and expectation by looking forward with eagerness to some special activity which you plan for that particular day. If that does not work, then think of something which you plan to do in the future, which will make today's work worthwhile, such as a trip to Hawaii or Europe, the buying of a new car or a home of your own, a visit to a friend's or relative's home for a special event. This future projection of your desires will tend to animate you and cause you to face your day's activities with renewed zest. 2. When you meet some person in your day's work who represents one of the negative emotions, such as anger, fear, or hatred, try transmuting the emotion to its opposite positive one. See what you can find good in the person. Try to send out loving thoughts instead of hateful ones. See if you can't win him over as a friend instead of thinking of him as being an enemy. This art of transmutation will soon begin to color your life experiences with pleasant positive emotions that will soon reflect in better health and a happier state of mind. 3. Use your emotions to raise the energy level of your body. Remember, the positive emotions trigger a flow of sugar from the liver, where it is stored, to your bloodstream. When you are preparing to do some strenuous work that will require a great deal of energy, think of the rewards you will receive from this work, or how it will help educate your son or daughter, or the ways in which it will benefit you in the future and instantly this emotional charge will release amazing new power in your body which will make the task easier and more pleasant. Example A frail, 98-pound woman was driving herself and her brother in one of the early Fords that weighed about 1,400 pounds. The car went out of control on a corner and ran into a ditch where it overturned, pinning the brother underneath. There was no one to help them, and the frail, 98-pound sister single-handedly lifted that car with her bare hands so her brother was able to get out from under its crushing weight. This miracle of a superabundance of energy can be attributed to the automatic functions of the higher mind which somehow gave this woman the strength she needed for her task. She might never under normal circumstances be able to duplicate this feat, but in the emergency of the moment, some powerful chemical force was released within her body that gave her superhuman strength. Four. Carry cards in your pocketbook which you can use for emotional charges each day when you especially need them. During a period of depression over your finances and work, you might read on your card, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and all the rest of the 23rd Psalm. The 91st Psalm is also good for this purpose. It can be also a statement of faith or love that you make up or which you have read in some inspirational book. Throughout the day you can use these little metaphysical energy boosters to help keep your level of energy high and your spirits bright. 5. Each day check on your negative emotions and see if perhaps they are killing your energy and producing headaches, colds, asthma, arthritis, or other disabling diseases. Are you actively hating someone or something? Hate is a crippling emotion. Do you resent or envy some person with whom you work? Resentment and envy are mild forms of hate. They release chemicals in the bloodstream which can poison the blood. Science now knows these chemical reactions to emotion can produce all kinds of ailments. Do you indulge fear and worry all day long? This is another emotional state 
that releases excess adrenaline and causes the heart and brain to become overstimulated, producing many ailments. 6. The body lives on food, air, and chemicals. You can change the body's chemistry by changing your thoughts from negative to positive. You can learn how to eat the right foods which will give you good chemical balance. There are many wonderful books written by experts in this field. But what about your breathing? The breath helps purify your bloodstream and remove the toxins and wastes that accumulate all day long. With the positive emotions that you indulge, be sure that you stop several times a day. Go to an open window and take deep, long breaths of fresh air. The lungs of most people are only partially developed because they are shallow breathers. Later in our study, we shall talk more about this important subject. God has placed in the air about you the most necessary ingredients for maintaining health and vitality. Chapter 5. How to Get Miracle Power Through Dynamic Concentration The life force which motivates the entire universe is a concentrated dynamic force, which you may tap and use as a miracle working power in your own life. This life force is in every atom and molecule of the created universe, from the microcosm, man, to the macrocosm, the universe. When this atomic power is concentrated into a little two-inch cube, it can set into motion a chain reaction in the atmosphere, which can level an entire city. When this same atomic power is concentrated in an electric dynamo, it can furnish electric power, heat and energy for the entire human race, and change the course of civilization. Concentrated atomic power is the secret force that all the great mystics and masters throughout the ages have taught for working miracles of every kind. Concentration focuses attention. The main reason why most people fail in life is because they are not able to focus the power of their higher minds on the achievement of their life goals. The miracle working power is within them, as we have already learned, but they do not know how to concentrate it in a steady, radiant, and dynamic stream of energy that can dissolve all obstacles and bring them the complete fulfillment of their line dream. An example of how concentration of the sun's rays can dissolve the hardest known substance is this. An emerald is one of the hardest of all known minerals. It cannot be melted in a furnace heated seven times seven. If that emerald is put into a glass cube where the sun's rays are focused on it, it will completely disintegrate into liquid form in a few hours' time. So too with your mind. Concentration focuses attention. And when the rays of your mind are focused and concentrated on achieving a goal, solving a problem, performing a miracle of healing, or any other objective, all the atomic energy of your mind, body, and soul is released in a dynamic stream of power that can literally perform miracles. Concentration Built an Empire The true life story of David Sarnoff, head of the vast financial empire built by him, is proof of how concentrated mental power can create miracles. When Sarnoff was a boy, he became fascinated by the inventions of Marconi, the comparatively new wireless and telegraphy. The ability to send electrical vibrations through the air and receive them at great distances seemed to him a miracle. He concentrated all the powers of his mind on this new medium of communication and worked as a telegraph operator at a few dollars a week. Every new invention he followed with avid interest, and when radio came into existence, he associated himself with that new development. Finally, with the discovery of television, the ultimate miracle which focuses pictures in action, sound and color on a screen in the home, Sarnoff found his ultimate goal fulfilled, 
and became head of Radio Corporation of America. If Sarnoff had vacillated and broken up his concentration during those years of study and research, it is doubtful if he would ever have achieved his present position as head of a vast industrial and financial empire. The mind that is scattered and which lacks concentration and dynamic power seldom ever achieves rich rewards in life. The miracle-working power of the higher mind within you works best when you focus that power on some specific goal or objective. Concentrated power brought him millions. Conrad Hilton was once at a party at my home in Bel Air, California, and in talking to him I learned how completely he built his vast worldwide chain of hotels through this power of dynamic concentration. He told me that when he was a young man in Texas, he thought constantly about going into the hotel business. Finally, his opportunity came to manage a small hotel, and he did this so successfully that soon he was running a much larger hotel. He concentrated the power of his mind on absorbing as much knowledge as he could on the operation of hotels, and he read and studied everything he could get his hands on about his absorbing subject. He was 40 years of age before he had his first opportunity to operate a big hotel, the Waldorf Astoria in New York. His enthusiasm and his great ability attracted financial backers, and he was on his way to becoming one of the world's greatest hotel operators. Even now in his 70s, Hilton has the vibrant energy and youthful enthusiasm of a man of 30. Concentrated mind power has not only kept his mind alert and young, but the vibrations have extended to his body cells and given him the energy of a young man. No one can dance better or longer at a party than Conrad Hilton. Let us define what concentration is, so we will better understand why the higher mind can release miracle power through dynamic concentration. Concentration is the ability to focus the attention on some specific object, or on some state of mind, or an emotion at will. Most of us are able at times to so focus the power of the mind, and we occasionally feel a spurt of energy and power, but we lack the ability to focus this power through concentration at will. This is the difference between those who perform seeming miracles, and those who live in a world of failure, frustration, and fear. Everyone has this power to focalize the higher mind on the achieving of a great goal in life, but most people lack the ability to do so at will. Atomic Power Within Your Mind The atomic energy which is dispersed throughout the universe is also within your own human brain. When you think, you use atomic power. When you send your thoughts out into the universe in a radiant stream of concentrated energy, you can stir the atoms and molecules of space and in the minds and bodies of other people and actually motivate them into action. Sometime try the simple experiment of looking at another person whose back is turned to you with the concentrated thought that in a few moments he will turn and look at you. The atomic energy emanating from your mind is so powerful when it is concentrated that it can lodge in another human brain and motivate it into some form of action. Dr. Ryan, in his experiments at Duke University, proved that mankind is on threshold of great new powers through control of the higher centers of his brain. He proved that some people can actually transmit thought patterns and images to another mind. Some of his experimenters were able to motivate cards and dice to such an extent that it was beyond the laws of chance. When this miracle working power is better understood by scientists, they will realize that the great mystics like Jesus, Buddha, Zoroaster, Moses, and Confucius knew the secrets of atomic mind power and were able to use them to perform miracles of transmutation, healing, and materialization. 
In this, the atomic age, man will soon perform greater miracles than any he has known up to the present time. In an article in the New York Times, one scientist predicted that in a few short years' time, man will be able to harness the magnetic rays of space and create space vehicles that will travel at the speed of 200,000 miles per hour. It sounds incredible, I know. But what of our present space vehicles which rotate around the Earth at 17,000 miles an hour on the invisible rays exerted on them by gravity? This is one of the miracles of our age. And when man begins to explore the dimensions of mind and spirit further, we shall discover whole new worlds of wonder and excitement. Projecting Thought Forms In the dimension of the mind there are vast forces latent. When once stirred into dynamic action through intense concentration, the mind is capable of projecting thought forms which can lodge in space and which other people are able to pick up and discern. This power of projecting thought forms is very much the same as the principle which causes sounds and pictures to be transmitted by electrical pulsations and projected into the atmosphere and then to be received by the television tube. Electrical pulsations which are invisible but potent radiate throughout time and space. We may tap these radio waves with our electrical machines and use them for telephone, radio, and television. They operate our machines in stock exchanges and cause messages to be sent out for thousands of miles in our telegraph and communication. Media Think how much more powerful your brain is than these machines. Your brain created these machines, therefore it has more power than the things it creates. Your brain also works on electrical vibrations or pulsations. It can receive the mental thought forms which other minds send out. It can also project these thought forms to other people. How many times do people have both written a story or invented some machine or discovered some scientific secret at the same time without being aware that any other person had done so? These are cases of mental projection of thought form, cases in which other minds were able to focus on the screens of their minds and then project in a creative pattern. A simple illustration of how this mental projection works is found in the experience of a student in one of my classes in Carnegie Hall. This young lady was a secretary for a big business executive. She had been with the firm three years and thought she deserved a raise in salary, but her boss was extremely taciturn and reluctant to give her a raise. After studying our lesson on how to project thought forms of the things she wanted, she began her practice of this art on her boss. Each day at lunchtime, she sat for a full five minutes and did nothing but concentrate her mind on her boss. She talked to him mentally, just as if she were talking to him in person. Her mental thought forms went something like this. I deserve a raise in salary. Mr. X, you will give me my raise. You will give me $10 more a week. I now project this thought form to you. You will receive it, and you will act upon it. She then visualized herself standing before her boss, being told of the raise. She saw herself thanking him, and then she mentally pictured what she could do with that extra 500 or more a year that she would receive. Every day while at work, and for five minutes every night before going to sleep, this girl concentrated the power of her mind on projecting these mental thought forms. Two weeks went by and nothing happened. She was beginning to get a little discouraged, but she continued her mental projection. One afternoon, her boss called her into his office. She went in with her dictation pad, thinking he wanted to dictate some letters. But when she stood before him, there was a strange expression on his face, 
and he said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I feel you deserve a $10 raise in salary. From now on, you will receive $10 more each week. The girl was so startled, she could hardly blurt out her thank you before leaving the office. It was a small miracle, but it worked, and it gave her confidence in the power of her mind to project thought forms of the things she wanted to happen to her and she was soon on the way to achieving every goal that she desired. Concentrated power brought him millions. The only man who was able to convince George Bernard Shaw that his plays should be brought to the screen was Gabriel Pascal. One evening, when I was a guest at his home with Greer Garson and many other Hollywood celebrities, Pascal told me how he performed this seemingly impossible feat. Pascal had concentrated on Shaw's plays for months. He mentally projected them into motion picture form. He visualized himself becoming a famous producer and bringing the beauty and drama of Shaw's plays to an audience of millions throughout the world. To all other offers to make movies of his plays, Shaw had said no. Pascal hitchhiked his way to the country home of the famous playwright. He didn't have money enough to take a bus or taxi. He gained admission to Shaw's home, and when confronted by the angry and unfriendly playwright, he told him of his intense desire to bring his plays to the screen. So powerful was Pascal's mental concentration and projection that he was able to convince the playwright that he would do full justice to his plays in the new medium. Before Pascal left that day, Shaw had signed a paper giving him the sole rights to all his stage plays. Pascal was a student of mental and metaphysical sciences for years. He knew how to project his mental powers and convince Shaw that he should trust all his great works to the care of this man of vision. It turned out that Pascal was able to make millions of dollars for himself through this act, and also to further enrich and beautify the world with Shaw's great art. Regime for Concentrating Mental Power the late Thomas Watson Sr., who headed one of the world's biggest organizations, the International Business Machines, known as EBM, had one motto, which was printed on a large card that all his employees could see every day. That word was think. The concentrated power of many minds, infused with this idea, built a great organization. The miracle power PF, your higher mind begins to be released to their outer world when you begin to think. But how shall you think? There are many different ways, but the great men of history all use the same mental principle and technique. They concentrated all the power of the mind on one single thought or objective at a time. This ability to concentrate your mental power in a dynamic pattern of thought can be deliberately cultivated. Most people think in a vague and confused pattern of thought. This scatters the mental and physical energies of the mind and body and achieves nothing except restless action. Columbus would never have discovered the new world if he had not concentrated all the powers of his mind on selling this new idea to Queen Isabella. He never gave up this one obsessing thought, no matter how discouraged he was. Even when his men rebelled and mutinied, he continued holding the mental image in mind that there were new worlds beyond the known horizons of his time. Joan of Arc was a peasant girl, with no previous military experience, but her visions of conquest and her intense concentration on achieving victory for the armies of France won for her the opportunity to prove the truth of her visions. Mir. Curie and her husband concentrated for twenty years on discovering radium, and they never faltered once in their search for the precious element which they finally discovered. 
Marian Anderson, the great singer, once told me after a concert in Carnegie Hall that when she sings, she concentrates her voice in a great golden magic circle of love which she projects to her audience. In the vibrancy and beauty of that voice, there is love for the entire human race. This is what has made her one of the great singers of our time. Jasha Heifetz, the violinist, whom I once visited backstage at that same Carnegie Hall, told me he had concentrated for 20 years for eight hours to 10 hours a day on creating beautiful music with his violin before he gave his first big concert. You can easily see that these great men and women have used the miracle power of their higher minds to perform the miracles they have achieved in their life work. You have the same power, the same ability, if you will use the higher divine mind within your mind and concentrate all its dynamic force upon the objectives you are trying to attain. These ten concentrated steps can make you a genius. 1. Sit down for half an hour each day and be conscious of your mind. Ask yourself questions such as, Who am I? What is my purpose in life? What is the goal I am trying to achieve? What steps should I take to achieve that goal? Are my thoughts concentrated or are they vacillating and diffused? 2. Sit down at least once a week and write down your life goal or goals. You can have more than one, but you should take each goal up in turn and concentrate on it exclusively for several moments in your periods of concentration. Don't just write down, I would like a million dollars. If you use the power of your higher mind, you will undoubtedly attract all the money you will need for everything you wish to do in life. The written desires might be something like this. A. I desire a better job where I can make more money. B. I desire a higher education and would like to be able to finish college. C. I desire a romance with someone I can love and marry. D. I want a home of my own and enough money to live comfortably in security and peace. E. I would like to own a car. F. I would like to travel to foreign countries. G. I desire friends and an interesting social life. H. I want greater wisdom and knowledge. I desire gifts and talents. I want to play the piano, or guitar, or violin, etc. I would like to sing, or act, or paint pictures, or write stories. The above is a sample only of the type of concentrated desires many people have. You can make up your own list. When you once write it down, look at it every morning when you arise, and every night just before you go to bed, and read it carefully. You will carry these thought forms with you while you sleep, and your higher mind will project them to the outer world, where they will begin to take on a life of their own and clothe themselves in the form of reality. 3. Practice for 15 minutes before your mirror with this exercise in concentration. Visualize yourself before the Congress in Washington, D.C. making a speech on some special subject. You can choose any subject and you can say anything you wish, for no one will have the power to stop you from talking. You can talk out loud or talk to yourself, whichever you wish. Or you can go into the office of the President of the United States and talk to him on some subject you wish him to act upon. The purpose of this exercise in concentration is to give you greater power in thinking new and original thoughts so you can project thought forms that are vivid, dynamic, and interesting. Later, when you wish to use the same concentrated power to project your thought images for some specific thing, 
you will be able to do so with greater ease. 4. On another day concentrate for 15 or 20 minutes on memory recall. Go back to the earliest days you can remember as a child and recall the sights, sounds, and impressions you received. Try to remember conversations, the faces of those you knew, your childhood playmates, teachers, relatives, and friends. Recall the Christmas or birthday parties you had, the places you lived, the books you read, the movies you saw. This exercise can be indulged at night just before going to sleep. It will cause you to drift off into sleep easily and will help you develop your memory for future benefits. 5. Listen to a musical selection on radio or Victoria and concentrate on the various instruments to see how many you can identify. 6. Look out of your window and see how many separate things you can see. Then close your eyes and reproduce them. 7. Concentrate your mind on one word such as home, and then see how many different words will come into your mind in association with that word. You will find this exercise helpful in building your power to use words in writing or in speech. Then take words from a dictionary and concentrate on using them in sentences. This exercise can be done in writing or in speech, or you can merely think the words and their associations. 8. Fix your eyes on one subject in your room and concentrate on it as long as possible without blinking. When you feel discomfort, close your eyes a moment. Soon you will have the power to use the magnetic eye, which can hold and control other people. Then practice looking at a flower and close your eyes and try to see it in color and form. 9. Sit for a half hour or more and concentrate the power of your mind on some person or persons you wish to influence for some good purpose. Do not project mental thought forms that are evil or selfish, for there is a metaphysical law which decrees that we receive back in life that which we project in our thoughts. The law is stated in the Bible as, As ye sow, so shall ye reap. Be sure then that you sow only mental seeds that are good and constructive. 10. Read a page from a book and then close the book and concentrate on the meaning of the words you have read. Do not try to reproduce the words exactly as written, but try to find the hidden meaning of the words. This exercise in concentration will help create originality of thinking within your mind. Einstein, one of the most brilliant men of our age, once said that the greatest genius who ever lived used only one-tenth of the potential power of his mind. Just think what a genius you can become if you use even half of the power of your brain potential. There is nothing you cannot achieve if you will only concentrate the miracle power of your higher mind through your conscious volitional mind. Control your thoughts. Think at will what you wish to think, and you will literally become a genius. It is said of Napoleon that he had tremendous powers of concentration. He arranged matters in his mind as if the facts were in drawers. When he wanted some special fact or information, he merely opened a mental drawer and took it out. All thoughts are filed in the brain in sequence and order. One fact will draw out others related to it. This is what makes some men such great thinkers and leaders. They are able to draw on these stored sense and memory impressions through the power of concentration, and when they need them, they merely turn to this mental cabinet where they are stored and draw them out. Chapter 6. The Metaphysical Fourth Dimensional Power Source 
In metaphysics, we learn that there is a fourth-dimensional power plane that can give one supernormal powers of the mind and body. It is in this fourth dimension of mind and spirit that man is able to perform astounding miracles. All the great mystics and teachers of the past have known of this fourth dimension, and by tapping the vast storehouse of power that resides therein, they have been able to rise above the limitations of time and space and matter and achieve miraculous results. The term metaphysics was coined by Andronicus of Rhodes, who edited Aristotle's philosophical works. That section of philosophy that dealt with matters above and beyond the physical and material planes of existence he called metaphysics, from two Greek words, meta and physica, which means literally that which is above and beyond the realm of the physical. Miracle Response Centers of the Brain Within your human brain, there are miracle response centers which operate on a higher frequency or wavelength than the ordinary, everyday centers which regulate your body's functions, such as digestion, breathing, circulation of the blood, repairing of the body, and the other automatic functions. The all-knowing intelligence which man calls God has put into his universe everything that man needs for his existence. Let us see how this power works in nature. A beaver knows instinctively how to cut down trees, chop them into small sections, and then build a dam across a stream. This knowledge is inborn in the beaver. Scientists took two beavers into their home for observation. They left them alone while they went out for the evening. When the scientists returned, the beavers had carefully cut the legs off the tables and chairs and dragged the pieces of wood to a corner where they constructed a dam for an imaginary stream. A beaver knows no other way of life than to build dams, and he will construct them wherever he is. A spider will spin a geometric web that is perfect in design, and he knows how to sit in the center of that web and wait for his victim to fall into its tenuous strands. A hummingbird constructs an involved, elongated form of nest that hangs suspended from a tree branch, where its young will be safe from predatory creatures. The bee knows how to take an essence from a flower and turn it into easily digestible honey for its young. And while it is busy taking essences from flower to flower, nature has made it earn its living by pollinating fruits and flowers for mankind's benefit. Truly a miracle of creative productivity. The maple seed is a two-winged pod which this intelligence of the cosmic mind has created for a specific purpose. If the seed were to drop in the shade of the mother tree, it would never germinate and grow. This higher mind in nature has given the maple seed wings so that a vagrant breeze can carry it aloft and away from the tree to some fertile patch of soil where it can reproduce its own kind? The Three Planes of Consciousness There are three planes of consciousness which we shall now study. To fully develop your metaphysical power potentials, you must know how to reach the miracle response centers which you possess within your own consciousness. All the great men and women of history who achieved great things had this ability to release the power of the higher mind in creative activity. This is what distinguished them from ordinary mortals. There are three types of mind which are explained below. 1. The conscious mind. 2. The subconscious mind. 3. The cosmic mind. The conscious mind is the storehouse of human memory. The subconscious mind is the storehouse of pre-conscious memory. The cosmic mind, 
which William James named the superconscious mind, is the storehouse of cosmic memory. Most people operate entirely on one plane of consciousness, the conscious mind. They read something and do not retain it in their memory. They see physical and material objects, but they do not fully comprehend what they see. They live a one-dimensional life that is purely physical and material. They lack sensitivity to the higher pulsations of the universe, and their lives are marked by poverty, unhappiness, and limitation. Such people settle for a job and a small income for the rest of their lives. They seldom broaden the horizons of consciousness by exploring the wonders of the universe. They complain about the lack of opportunities in the world. They grumble because their lives are drab and lack excitement and fulfillment. They do not realize that they create their own prisons in which they are confined for a lifetime. A prison or a palace. The story is told of a man who was sentenced to prison, and when he was put into his cell, he found another man sitting there writing by the light of a candle. The newcomer looked about him at the incredible squalor and misery of the rat-infested cell, and cried, What a miserable place! Surely I will die here. The man who was sitting at a low table writing stopped and looked up. He asked, How long is your sentence? The other prisoner replied, Six months. Surely I cannot survive in this wretched cell. The other man smiled gently and said, I have been here twelve years. He returned to his writing of Pilgrim's Progress. The man was Bunyan, and he was busy creating his immortal book, which has given inspiration and courage to millions. One man, the new prisoner, was living in the consciousness of limitation and saw only the wretched prison cell where he was to remain for six months. Bunyan was living on the fourth-dimensional plane of the higher cosmic mind, where he created his own world and rose above the limitations of his environment. You can create a prison or a palace in the unlimited dimension of your higher consciousness. When you once discover this secret for rising above the limitations of time and space, which all the great ones of history have known, you will be able to perform seeming miracles and transcend your environment and rise above your limitations. Helen Keller is a perfect example of someone who has been able to rise above the limitations of the third-dimensional world and soar into the illimitable, lofty realms of the cosmic plane of consciousness. Deaf, dumb, and blind, this great woman has been able to achieve immortality and to benefit millions of handicapped persons with her example of courage, faith, hope, and vision. Poverty a State of Consciousness most people do not realize that they literally imprison themselves because they live in a consciousness of limitation and barrenness. When they once learn how to release the power of the cosmic mind with its unlimited power, they can change their environment, become successful, and fulfill their every dream and desire. When the kulaks or peasants of Russia were freed in the revolution, they inhabited the palaces of the czars and former rulers. They fed their horses in the rosewood pianos, chopped up the priceless antique furniture and built fires on the white marble floors, and tore down the valuable hand-woven tapestries from the walls and used them for blankets for their horses. They now had the same environment that royalty had created and used, but their limited consciousness caused them to make hovels of the magnificent palaces. Perhaps you have been limiting yourself in life by accepting the seeming limitations of material and physical conditions in which you exist. It is true that there are obstacles, problems, interferences in all human destiny. 
If life did not have these obstructions, man would not grow strong and learn how to rise above the limitations of life. Sometimes through misfortune or handicaps, we are literally pushed into the mainstream of life's turbulence, and we must either sink or swim. It is in such times that man must soar into the realm of the cosmic dimension and grow wings of the soul so he may rise above his limitations. Greatness Through the Fourth Dimension Many of our greatest geniuses of history achieved imperishable fame through the fourth dimensional plane of metaphysics. Lincoln was uneducated and born in a log cabin, and through stimulating the miracle response centers of his higher mind, he achieved greatness. When Lincoln's brother wrote him from Illinois asking for a loan of several hundred dollars, Lincoln wrote back telling him that if he could not see opportunities all about him where he was, he would never achieve success and fulfillment. The state of Illinois became one of the richest in our union, proving what Lincoln told his brother, that opportunities were all about him, if he could but have the vision to see them. President Franklin D. Roosevelt rose to greatness, despite a crippling attack of polio, which kept him in a wheelchair for many years. Lord Byron, the great English poet, was born with a club foot, and yet, through his cosmic illumination, he achieved immortality. He was able to go to Greece when that country struggled desperately for its freedom from Turkish rule, and he gave his life in battle with the Greeks. Today, throughout Greece, Byron is honored with statues and memorials to his unconquerable spirit. Florence Nightingale ignored the limitations of her time, which decreed that women should remain in the kitchen, and went out into the battlefields to nurse the wounded and dying. Through this sacrifice, she freed women for all time and raised the profession of nursing to new and greater dignity. George Washington Carver was born to slave parents and yet rose above the limitations of race and color to found Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. He once showed me little packets of flower seed that he put into every letter he wrote and which went all over the world to people who wrote him. He said, I send these seeds out with thoughts of love. Whoever sees them bloom must reflect the love and beauty of the flowers. One cannot hate his fellow men when he loves nature. Edison and Beethoven both became deaf, and yet they were able to rise above this limitation and achieve greatness in their fields. Milton was blind, but his paradise lost and regained have won for him a high place with the immortals of all time. The Unlimited Fourth Dimension of Spirit the list is endless of those great men and women who rose on wings of the soul, through cosmic consciousness, to achieve immortality. They rose into the unlimited fourth dimension of spirit and tapped the metaphysical power plans which gave them supernormal ability. You possess this same ability that these great ones have had for tapping the higher dimensions of mind and spirit. Now let us learn how to utilize the three planes of consciousness we have learned about. The Conscious Mind, Storehouse of Human Memory The conscious mind is the dimension of ordinary, everyday activity. It is here that all awareness begins. Most people live 24 hours a day on this plane of consciousness. This plane is important, for it concerns such things as food, clothing, shelter, jobs and money, friends, physical love, and creature comforts. There is nothing wrong with living on this plane of consciousness, for without it, there could be no physical or material existence. The only mistake some people make is that they live entirely on this plane 
and their lives become warped and unbalanced. I once knew a woman who was worth $25 million. Her husband had died and left her this vast fortune. She was living entirely on the physical plane of consciousness. She started going to nightclubs and drinking excessively. She frequented gambling houses and horse races and lost thousands of dollars. She began taking sleeping pills and pep pills, and soon her brain centers became confused and disoriented. Finally, this unfortunate woman committed suicide. She had everything to live for, but life became unbearable because she had never unlocked the other planes of consciousness, which might have saved her. Regime for Living on the Conscious Mind Plane A. Develop awareness of what your conscious mind is. It is your volitional mind which makes your decisions and carries them out. Be aware of your body, its sensations, its appetites. Sit for five minutes a day when you get up in the morning and be aware of your physical self, your emotions, your inner and outer sensations. Be aware of your hands and the power they possess for creativity. If you paint or type or play a musical instrument, stop and analyze the amazing dexterity of your hands as they perform some task and be aware of the power you possess to do a variety of astounding things. The ability to use your hands raises you above the level of the animals. Be aware of this power and every day give time and attention to your body's needs. The right food, good fresh air, exercise, rest and sleep to restore the body. B. Fix your mind on your objective in life. Let this also be a daily five-minute exercise, preferably when you awaken and your mind is fresh. Consciously ask yourself, what is my life goal? What am I doing to achieve it? What can I do today to further this life goal? What am I doing that might be harmful and injurious to myself and my interests? You can also do this exercise at odd moments, while waiting for a bus, or when you are having your lunch at work. This keeps the conscious mind constantly focused on your true life goal, and keeps you from getting confused as to your life objective. See, cultivate affirmative power consciously. The conscious mind and its memory patterns are motivated by conscious volition. You can color the fiber of your mind with either negative or positive suggestions. People constantly tear down the positive habit patterns of their brains with such negative statements as, I can't. I'm afraid I'll fail. I know I won't be able to do it. I'm unlucky. I was born to lose. I once met a man who had tattooed on his right arm the words, born to lose. He began to tell me a story of defeats, disappointments, failures, and frustrations that was truly awesome. Early in life, his father had deserted the family, and he had never known security as a child. His mother took to drink. He ran away from home at an early age, and soon he was also drinking excessively. He went from job to job, and finally, as a seaman, when he was drunk one night, he had the words, born to lose, tattooed on his arm. From that time on his bad luck increased, and he wound up by telling me that he was doomed by fate from the moment he was born to an existence of misery and poverty. Unfortunately, my acquaintanceship with him did not extend beyond the moment, so I could not show him that his own conscious volitional mind was the cause of all his misery and bad luck. Affirmative power is cultivated by giving yourself conscious suggestions, which lodge in the miracle response centers of your mind and produce the equivalence of that which you affirm. 
Change your statements of I can't to I can. Change I want to I will. Begin to think affirmatively. I can be healthy, strong, youthful, and radiant. I will succeed in my work. I shall attract money enough to meet all my needs. People will like me and be friendly with me. I attract only that which is good. Soon you will begin to form mental habit patterns by using these affirmative statements that are positive and that will shape your life in the image of what you most frequently think. D. Develop conscious control of your brain centers. Concentrate for a few moments each day on your five centers of touch, feeling, taste, sound, and sight. Be aware of the physical world around you through these five senses. Soon you will store vibrant, live, emotional experience in the memory patterns of your brain, which will help shape your entire future destiny. E. Learn three new words every day to exercise your memory centers. You can vary this by learning poems, biblical quotations, or some other positive statements that will help you fix images within your brain. F. Practice memory recall of past scenes and events. Be sure to recall only those memories which are pleasant and positive. Most people recall operations, sicknesses, disasters, and failures, and each time they recall such negative memories, they are imprinting them more indelibly upon the sensitive convolutions of the mind. G. At least once a week, for a full half hour or more, be conscious of your memory. Write down a list of words and see what associations come to you from the past. Such words as home, mother, love, baby, country, flag, office, people, ocean, glory, happiness, beauty, good, and friends might form such a list. You can make up your own. Then write down all the words or thoughts that your mind recalls. You may unlock some valuable vein of memory, which will lead you to some great accomplishment in your present life. The Subconscious Mind, Storehouse of Racial Human Memory The subconscious mind has often been confused with the superconscious or cosmic mind by students of metaphysics. It is true that tremendous power resides within your subconscious mind and that you can use it to great advantage by knowing how to release its stored-up power. The subconscious is where all the racial memories are stored. When nature wants to create another human being, she releases the pattern which is held in the racial memory of all human beings. This is stored in the subconscious mind. The subconscious knows how to form that child in the mother's womb perfectly in nine short months' time. The chemical formula is within the mother's genes and cells of her brain and body. The cosmic mind, which we shall study shortly, holds the secret pattern for all creation, but it is the subconscious mind which is the tool within man that nature uses for evolving that pattern. The subconscious might be called the second dimension of life experience. It is the automatic mind which motivates all living creatures, causing them to perform their life functions through instinct. When you want to achieve something great, you consciously choose your objective then. By stimulating the subconscious mind, you set into motion the higher forces which create that image you hold in your consciousness. The Master Jesus, who knew how to unlock this tremendous power of the subconscious mind for healing, spoke of this power as the Father within who doeth the work. Again, he said, the Father and I are one. In our modern study of metaphysics, we know that the subconscious mind within man can make him sick or keep him healthy. Let us learn how to tap this dimension of the subconscious mind. 
A. Emile Coe first discovered the tremendous power that existed in the subconscious mind for healing the sick. Use the system he taught for giving your subconscious mind the right, positive auto-suggestions it needs when you go to bed at night. Repeat over and over the suggestions you want to incorporate in your subconscious mind. You may use the following or make up your own. I desire better memory so I can recall anything from the past that I choose. I wish to change my personality so I will be more magnetic, compelling, and attractive. I would like to attract a better job where I can use my creative gifts and talents to best advantage. I need $1,000 to accomplish my present objective. I want to attract this money from unexpected sources. I wish to find a home that I can afford. It is to be located in the country and will have a small garden and five rooms. I would like to play the piano or sing or type or write stories or songs. Whatever creative gift you desire, ask for it. I want better health, more energy and vitality, and a healing of the condition that I now have. It is important that you be specific when you command the forces of your subconscious mind. You can say your auto-suggestions aloud or to yourself as you lie in bed preparing to go to sleep. Say each auto-suggestion over at least ten times, and repeat this process every night and every morning for the rest of your life. The habit patterns of your subconscious mind will be built in about three months' time if you conscientiously do this exercise, and soon you will be able to command this power at will, and it will sometimes work instantaneous miracles for you. Be, write some of your auto-suggestions down on small cards that you can carry in your purse or pocket, and several times a day, look at them and repeat them. These can be suggestions for specific things you desire, or they may be pep statements such as, I feel wonderful. Everything I do today will be successful. I radiate love to everyone I meet. I am life. I am youth. I am love. I charge my mind with power. I have faith that only good will seek me out. I am a dynamic center of cosmic light, peace and beauty, and become a magnet for all good. See, read, memorize and absorb positive knowledge from self-help books to keep you constantly charged mentally in a positive way. Avoid reading destructive and negative books and magazines that deal in horror, sadism and degeneracy. D. Choose programs on television and movies that are inspiring, uplifting and constructive. Avoid those programs that dwell too much on bloodshed, violence and disaster. E. Charge the batteries of your brain by giving yourself tasks to perform that are creative and positive. Example, when a magnet loses its power to attract to itself iron filings, it is given work to do by placing a piece of iron on it until it is once again charged. You can use this same process to charge your brain. By associating your mind with some uplifting and inspiring thought, you automatically charge its electrical and magnetic power. The emotions and thoughts which help charge the subconscious quickest are a desire to unselfishly help others, a love of people, and a desire to do something good for them. The emotion of love manifested on any of its various planes. Love of family, love of humanity, love of friends, love of country, love of God, forgiveness to those who have harmed you in any way. Example, a woman who suffered from crippling arthritis for 20 years finally confessed that she had hated her sister all those years for taking her boyfriend away from her and marrying him. She had remained a spinster all those years hating her sister. 
When she was told to forgive the sister and send her loving thoughts, she changed the mental charge of her subconscious mind from hate to love, and within six months, her arthritis disappeared. F. At night, when you retire, give your subconscious mind a list of the things you want it to do for you. The subconscious may send through the thought for making a million dollars while you sleep, as it did to Edison when he invented his electric light bulb. He had been trying for weeks to invent a filament that wouldn't burn out immediately. Everything he tried failed. Finally, he gave his subconscious mind instructions that he wanted a filament that would last for many hours. One night he awakened as if someone had nudged him, and he hastily wrote down the idea that came through. The next day he hastened to work out the details of the idea, and the electric light was born. The Cosmic Mind, Storehouse of Cosmic Memory The third dimension of mind is that mind which seems to be above the physical and material universe, and which in metaphysics, we call the cosmic mind. It is within the cosmic mind that all universal consciousness exists. When you once learn how to tap this vast repository of universal memory, you may consort with the immortals of all ages and share their thoughts, emotions, and creative genius. Let us now study the method by which you may tap this cosmic mind and enjoy unlimited freedom of movement in the vast universal realms of great art, music, literature, poetry, and philosophy. A. Study the lives of the great geniuses of history and mentally take on the luster of their minds and the greatness of their profound thoughts. For example, choose Burbank and from him take the essence of his creative genius. This was made up of curiosity about the workings of nature, patience in his many experiments with growing plants, faith in the inherent miracle of all life that infuses all living things, vision, the ability to see new forms and create them through imagination. Courage, to be able to continue in the face of numerous failures and obstructions. You can see how you can borrow cosmic greatness from a genius like Burbank by knowing his life and his work, and then emulating the pattern of greatness as established by him. From Carnegie, you can emulate the qualities of imagination, persistence, desire for a better life, unselfishness, which caused him to give to America 1,200 public libraries and that great cultural institution, Carnegie Hall. From Edison you can emulate the cosmic qualities of a desire to do good for others, faith in the miracle power that worked through him, joy in creativity, a love of humanity, a desire to change the world for the better, patience, perseverance, hope, and optimism. From Beethoven and Mozart, you may emulate the cosmic qualities of beauty, harmony, joy, and rhythm. Also their creative patterns of hard work, diligence, patience, and love of humanity. This process of studying the lives of the great can be extended to every realm of human endeavor, from philosophy and science, to art, music, literature, and invention. B. Mentally hold a conference with great men whose thoughts and works have enriched the world. Example, you might have a business problem, which you do not know how to work out. Call upon the cosmic knowledge used by Vanderbilt, Morgan, Carnegie, Schwab, and other business geniuses. The same thoughts which motivated them when they lived are still in existence today on the cosmic plane of consciousness, and you may tap this plane as easily and readily as these men did. You may wish the inspiration of great music. Turn to the recordings of such geniuses as Beethoven, Mozart, Handel, Bach, and Strauss, and when listening to their living music, 
you can recreate the inspiration and emotional beauty that caused them to create their vibrant masterpieces. You may require the transcendental wisdom and beauty of words, which were created by such great men as Shelley, Keats, Milton, Dante, Shakespeare, and Hugo. Turn to the works of these or other great authors and rekindle once again the cosmic flame which burned brightly for them, and which through them inspired the entire human race. You may require the cosmic knowledge of a man of science for some specific task in your life. Turn to the lives and works of such men as Newton, Galileo, Leonardo da Vinci, Pasteur, Einstein, Salk, and Fleming. The same cosmic inspiration that motivated them can, through their works, enkindle your brain and imagination with the same creative fire they used and cause you to create works of greatness. See, have a high and noble purpose for living and you will reach out to the cosmic mind and draw inspiration and help for every action in your life. Hetty Green made over a hundred million dollars in her lifetime, but her greed and selfishness were such that she became a miser and never knew the joy and excitement that comes from sharing your money with other people. You can tap cosmic mind power by having an unselfish desire to help the world become a better place in which to live. Nobel made his fortune through munitions and gunpowder, but he left his fortune in trust for the Nobel Peace Prize to be given every year to the man who does the most for peace as well as for literary greatness. Carnegie once said that in the future it will be considered sinful for a man to die rich. He left most of his fortune to foundations for the good of humanity. Rockefeller Sr. has been criticized by many for the methods he used to accumulate the early fortune he made. However, after his death, he left his money to the Rockefeller Foundation, which has discovered some of the great advances made in science and medicine, which can help all of humanity. Andrew Mellon endowed a vast art gallery so he could share his love of beauty with the world. The Fourth Dimensional Plane of Spirit when you have explored all three planes of consciousness, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the cosmic mind, you have at your control all of the vast forces which man may tap and use for his physical, material, mental, emotional, and psychic needs. There is still one other plane to be explored. This is the fourth-dimensional plane of pure spirit or essence, which flows in, through, and around the physical and material, giving it its form and substance, but never being imprisoned by matter. Einstein was working on a theory before he died, which explained all matter, all creation, in terms of this divine essence or spirit. In religion this essence is called the Holy Ghost, but in metaphysics we know that the power which Jesus the healer used, and which all the great mystics have used to perform miracles of healing and other great creative actions, was on the fourth dimensional metaphysical plane. In other words, the plane that is above and beyond the physical and material universe. Great Forces Alive in the Invisible There are great forces alive in the invisible fourth-dimensional plane. It is there that electricity ebbs and flows in a vast tidal wave of power. When Franklin tried his experiment with a kite and key, he proved that this stupendous cosmic power existed. Later Galvani, Marconi, Edison, and other creative geniuses harnessed these tidal waves of power that exist in the invisible dimensions of time and space. Magnetism is another of these vast cosmic forces, which man is only now beginning to learn how to use. Newton and Galileo both showed mankind that this mysterious fluidic substance ebbed and flowed throughout the created universe and could be used by mankind when he once understood it. 
Now our spaceships are probing interstellar space because we have learned how magnetism works through the gravitational force, or third law of motion, which Newton discovered. Capillary attraction, in all growing living things, is another one of these mysterious invisible forces, which is motivated by the divine essence behind all creation. When you once learn how to tap this enormous reservoir of invisible power, you can truly become a superman, and perform deeds that would be called miracles by all who witness them. Jesus knew how to transmute substances, how to heal the sick, now to feed the multitudes with a few loaves and fishes, how to walk on water, raise the dead, turn water into wine, and perform other incredible miracles through the use of the law of transmutation and transfiguration. All of this has been documented in history. How to tap the fourth dimensional plane of spirit. A. Use the two miracle keys of faith and prayer to unlock the vast reservoirs of latent power within your human psyche. Have faith that this power is alive today and is working for you, as it did for Jesus and other great teachers of the past. Use prayer as the spiritual language with which you can communicate to the divine mind within your own consciousness. The spark of divinity is alive within all human beings. You can talk to God as easily as you talk to your friends. Prayer is the language of the soul, and when you hold holy communion with your divine self, you will be admitted into many mysteries of the universe, and you will be given powers that will astound you. B. Intensify your spiritual magnetism by holding in your consciousness the spiritual qualities that all great mystics have told us about. These qualities are truth, love, peace, charity, goodness, forgiveness, faith, and worship of the divine force which created all life. These qualities of the divine should be indulged and exercised as much as you exercise your physical body. The mind, the emotions, and the soul of man require certain stimuli, and on the fourth-dimensional plane, man must live in the awareness of his divinity and act accordingly. Base and ignoble actions destroy this divine image, and man sinks back to the primitive plane of an animal. See, master the negative emotions which destroy the divine image. These emotions we have learned elsewhere in our study. They are fear, hatred, anger, revenge, envy, jealousy, greed, selfishness, and malice. The only way that you can really master these emotions is through substitution of a positive emotion in place of the negative one. D. When you wish to stir the miracle response centers of your consciousness, use the secret that the Tibetan mystics have used for centuries. Visualize a golden cord tied to the forehead. See this golden cord reaching out into infinity, where it contacts the cosmic mind of the Creator. When you practice projecting your spiritual essence to the Divine, breathe deeply ten or fifteen times, and then close your eyes and visualize the Divine essence flowing from the cosmic mind to your mind. Slowly say the mystic words, Om Main Padme Om, ten or fifteen times. Breathe deeply before saying the words, and then hold the Om a little longer than the other words. You will feel a sense of exhilaration when you perform this mystic ritual, and it will give you great power and endurance when you need it. E. You can tap this high plane of the fourth dimension of spirit when you perform charitable acts. This is one of the reasons why all the great mystics and prophets stress charity in their teachings. The spirit of outpouring is a divine act, as the sun pours forth its rays to nourish the earth, and to give life to all mankind. 
The cosmic mind is a generous and loving force that bestows its treasures lavishly on mankind. Duplicate this generosity of the divine mind in your own life, and you will see immediate changes in your own life affairs. Being charitable does not mean that you must give money to others. Giving takes many different forms. You can give kindness, love, beauty. You can share your life experiences with those less fortunate. You can give smiles and kind words to those with whom you work. The spirit of kindness and generosity can become a mental habit which infuses your entire personality. It will win friends for you and cause you to be loved by everyone you meet. Chapter 7. All Riches Possible Using Miracle Power Consciousness of Metaphysics You can use the miracle power consciousness for many different purposes in life. You may want to become an outstanding success in the business or professional world and build a vast fortune. You can use this power for this purpose. There is nothing wrong with utilizing the riches that are in the universe. They were given to man by the Creator and should be used intelligently. The Bible speaks of the love of money being the root of all evil. It does not say money itself is evil. It is the greedy, selfish person who accumulates a fortune for his own self-aggrandizement who is sinful. If you use the miracle power consciousness to attract a fortune and use your money intelligently, you can be as rich as you wish to be. How to Build the Rich Consciousness There is a law in metaphysics which is called the law of cause and effect. It is also referred to as action and reaction. There can be no effect without a predisposing cause. If you want to become rich and successful, you must set the causes into motion, which will lead to the effect of producing riches. This is a law in everything in the mental and physical worlds. What is consciousness? It is the state of being conscious, of having awareness, it is the totality of one's thoughts, feelings, and experiences. A rich consciousness must first be created before you can truly enjoy the blessings of life. This consciousness can be built even if you are poor and do not have any material resources. Example A man who has never been exposed to any artistic or cultural experience might go to the Metropolitan Museum in New York City, where there are magnificent art treasures from all over the world. He might enjoy the experience a great deal, but it is unlikely that he will really understand what he sees or fully appreciate the works of art. Why? Because his consciousness has never been fully developed in relation to art. A person who has studied art, who has read books on the lives of the artists, and who knows something about symmetry, composition, form, and color, will appreciate the beautiful paintings more than one unversed in this knowledge of great art. The rich consciousness must first be built before you can truly enjoy the free riches of life or attract the material abundance which riches represent. If you were rich, what would you do? Let us ask a hypothetical question. If you were really rich, what are some of the things that you would do? You would buy magnificent paintings for your home. You would probably have expensive, leather-bound volumes for your library. You would own a luxurious car with a chauffeur to drive you anywhere you wanted to go. You would travel to foreign places and seek out the pleasures and amusements of nightclubs, horse racing, and yachting. You would frequent the best hotels, eat the finest food, and go to the opera and theater to see fine shows. 
you can actually live the rich life and enjoy the same things that millionaires enjoy without being rich. When you once build the rich consciousness, you will enrich your life. And then, if you want a fortune, the miracle power within you can show you how to attain it. Here is how the rich consciousness is built. 1. Be aware of the priceless treasures of life that are all about you and which you can enjoy with very little money. For instance, you cannot own a Rembrandt painting, which would be worth a million or more, and which few millionaires can afford to own, but you can buy magnificent reproductions of the greatest art treasures in the world, such as the Mona Lisa, the Blue Boy, the Last Supper, and other great paintings, which can adorn the walls of your home. If you are not near a great art gallery, like the Metropolitan in New York, you can purchase books which reproduce the world's great art treasures and enrich your consciousness by studying the lives and the works of the great artists of the past. 2. You may not have a fine library of leather-bound first editions in your home, but you have access to a public library which is a repository for the world's greatest literature. Here you may borrow books which you can read and fill your consciousness with the noblest thoughts and inspirations of the greatest literary geniuses of the past and present. Also, most of the finest books are now being reproduced in paper-bound volumes, which almost anyone can afford. 3. Study the lives on great and successful men of history through reading biographies and autobiographies. Then emulate their lives and thoughts. Learn from the mistakes of these men and try to enrich your consciousness by absorbing as much knowledge as you can from their examples and life works. 4. You may not have your own limousine and chauffeur, but what about your local forms of transportation? You can have, for a small sum, a vast streetcar or subway or bus with a liveried chauffeur who does the driving for you. Isn't this as much yours as if you owned it? Then, too, think of how little bother it is. You need not take care of it or put gas in it or worry about repairs. It is all done for you by a vast network of employees that you need never contact. Instead of lamenting the fact you do not have a car, build first the consciousness of riches, which can eventually lead you to owning your own car. 5. You may long for a mansion and landscaped gardens, but did you ever stop to think that you already possess illimitable riches in public parks, zoos, botanical gardens, that no millionaire could ever afford to keep up? I remember in my walks about Bel Air, where I had a home in California for many years, I came to a vast ten-acre estate with a huge wire fence around it and the words, electric gate, keep out, on the front. In the center of this estate was a huge mausoleum of a house. I never saw any people on its rolling lawns. No one was ever out in the yard enjoying the flowers and imported expensive trees and shrubs. It was a lonely and deserted wilderness, and the multimillionaire who lived there was never at home to enjoy his mansion. Surely you can find more happiness in your own comfortable small apartment or home than is represented by this outlay of wealth. You can build a rich consciousness and enjoy the public parks and the beauty of gardens all around you without ever having to worry about watering the plants or paying the gardeners to keep them up. 6. You may complain that you cannot afford to go to the theater and opera or concerts. Your hometown may not have these special entertainments which only the rich can afford. You need not be rich to have entertainment fit for a king. You have radio and television, which can bring into your home in one evening alone entertainment worth many millions of dollars. 
With the flip of a dial, you can be personally entertained by such great stars as Jack Benny, Milton Berle, Lucille Ball, Jackie Gleason, Bob Hope, Red Skelton, and Danny Thomas. You can turn to the telephone hour for culture and fine music. You can even have Johnny Carson, Ed Sullivan, and occasionally the Beatles and Elvis Presley, if you want modern entertainment and vaudeville. Then think of the multi-million dollar movies that you can tune into of an evening. You can be entertained by not only our present stars, but by a youthful John Barrymore, Errol Flynn, Clark Gable, Gary Cooper, and Tyrone Power, who have long since departed this earth. Garbo, Dietrich, Rita Hayworth, Lana Turner, come to you in the magic of eternal youth and beauty on your home TV, and it costs you only the initial price of your set. A potentate of the Far East, with all his millions, could never afford the wonder and luxury of a radio or television set. You are already as rich as Midas, but you may not have the consciousness of the abundance you truly possess. The rich universe in which you live. To help you build the miracle power consciousness that can bring you illimitable riches, let us examine the rich universe in which you live. Most people remain in poor circumstances in life because they are not aware of the riches that God has placed here for us to enjoy. Ponder on the following facts the next time you begin to bemoan the fact there are not enough riches for all people. In Russia, there is a forest 3,000 miles square. In that one forest alone, there is enough lumber and building material to build a mansion the size and beauty of the White House in Washington, D.C. for every family in the world. In Brazil, there is a vast area of untapped treasures where there is more than enough wealth to furnish the world with gold, diamonds, silver, iron, coal, zinc, tin, copper and mahogany, rubber and fruits to supply the entire world for generations to come. Poverty is in the mind of man, not in God's universe. Then, add to this the wealth that exists in the sea. Now they are finding diamonds, gold, and oil in the seas of the world that promise to furnish mankind with an abundance of treasures for generations to come. Remind yourself constantly that you live in a rich universe and that everything God created was for you and your loved ones. There is no poverty in nature. Poverty is man-made. The cost of the ships that were sunk at Pearl Harbor alone would have furnished water to nourish the entire desert wastes of the West. Enough produce could have been furnished there alone to feed the starving millions of Asia. Four billion dollars, the cost of creating one single atom bomb, could have wiped out poverty in America and fed the rest of the world for years. In America alone, we store millions of pounds of butter, dump millions of gallons of milk, oranges, potatoes, and burned produce that could easily feed the entire world. The next time you hear someone speak of the lack and limitation that is in the world, remind them of these facts. Enrich your consciousness by being aware of the true riches that exist in this universe. Soon you will be able to attract all the money you need to furnish you with every luxury and comfort you desire. Do these things to release the miracle power for building a fortune. 1. Absorb as much knowledge as you can about the world in which you live. Study the great examples furnished by men and women of the past. Learn all you can about art, music, literature, science, and invention. Make it a point to learn how rich men have made their fortunes. Go to your public library and get books on the lives of such men as Carnegie, Rockefeller, Mellon, Vanderbilt Morgan, and Astor. Then try to apply the knowledge you have gathered to your own life. 
2. Have a sincere desire to elevate yourself in life. Raise your standards, have high ideals, do things that will carry you a step higher in intellectual and cultural fields. You might enroll in a course in public speaking, study art or music or writing, go to art galleries and then study books that tell you of the lives of the great artists. You will be better able to attract the finer things of life if you build a consciousness that comprehends worthwhile achievements. 3. Build your sense of awareness of the treasures that you already possess by taking a daily inventory of the riches you now enjoy. On Monday you might study something about a great artist like Rembrandt or Da Vinci. On Tuesday you might listen to some fine music by Beethoven or Mozart, and then learn something about the composer's lives by reading books in your library. On Wednesday you might be aware of the good things on television, instead of lamenting the bad things. Study the life of Edison, Marconi, Sarnoff, the men who made this modern miracle possible. On Thursday you might enjoy the luxury of the fruits you see in the marketplace or have on your table. Become curious about the man who perfected so many fruits and flowers and vegetables. Study the life of Burbank and see how he used the miracle power of his higher mind to create new forms of fruits and vegetables which enrich your life today. This study regime should continue throughout your entire life and should extend to art, music, literature, history, science, philosophy, psychology, industry, and religion. Soon you will find your consciousness is tremendously enriched, and you will stimulate the response centers of your higher mind, giving you greater power to attract into the orbit of your daily experiences the riches and abundance which you desire. 4. Visualize and imagine the type of world in which you wish to live. Mentally select the home environment in which you believe you would be happiest. Then strive to create as much beauty, charm, and cleanliness in your present environment. Soon you will attract to yourself the right home that you have lived in your imagination. 5. Have an objective in life, a reason for wanting to make a fortune. You may want a beautiful home, a car of your own, a college education for your son or daughter, a fur coat, a small boat. Whatever it is, have the objective clearly in mind. Write it down on a sheet of paper and read it over every day until you have built the consciousness of abundance. Then have the patience to wait for fulfillment of your dream. 6. Clear your mind each night when you retire of all negative thoughts that you have accumulated during the day. Your consciousness is built by an accumulation of ideas and thoughts. If you think you can succeed and attract riches, you will have a better chance than if you tell yourself a hundred times a day that you will fail that there aren't enough riches to go around, or other negative thoughts. 7. Strive to be worthy of the best that life has to offer. Build your consciousness of quality and riches by wearing the best clothes you can afford. Eat in the restaurants that represent quality. Choose your entertainment on television or movies with the intention of improving the quality of your mind. Read good books. Be conversant with the classics of the past in art, music, and literature, as well as the modern trends in these fields. 8. Use the riches you now possess and appreciate and enjoy the free gifts of life. Sunshine, fresh air, beautiful flowers, smiling faces of children, music, good food, friends and loved ones. These emotional values are also riches of the spirit, and they should not be neglected while you search for material treasures and possessions. A test to determine your state of consciousness.
Your answers to the following questions will determine to what degree you have achieved the enrichment of your consciousness. If your scoring is low at present, do not be discouraged, but strive to achieve a higher rating through re-studying this chapter. To determine your grade, give yourself credit for 10 points on each question that you answer yes. If your score is 90%, it is excellent. 80% to 90% is very good. 70% to 80% is fair. 1. Do you spend at least one hour a day in improving your mind by studying things that pertain to your personality? This includes your voice, your manners, and the social graces. 2. Do you appreciate and enjoy good music? 3. Do you read books considered classics? Books by writers such as Dickens, Shakespeare, Victor Hugo, Dumas, Milton, Dante. 4. Do you seek out friends who are cultured and refined? 5. Do you try to keep your present home neat, clean, and orderly? 6. Are you utilizing the riches that you already possess fully? 7. Do you visit your local museums, art galleries, and cultural institutions often? 8. Do you try to raise your standards and avoid doing things that are common, cheapening and coarsening to your personality? 9. Do you select your clothing with taste and an eye to quality and style? 10. Do you spend at least half an hour a day in meditation and contemplation of the mystery of life, searching for beauty, goodness, truth, happiness, and love? Chapter 8. Ten Keys That Unlock the Metaphysical Forces of Your Mind Your mind possesses vast reserves of power and knowledge within its domain. When we speak of mind in this study, we mean the totality of consciousness which scientists call the conscious, the subconscious, and superconscious minds. In metaphysics, we add another dimension to mind. This is the divine mind, which is often called cosmic mind or universal intelligence. It has been found that in psychological experiments where people were hypnotized, they possessed amazing knowledge that they did not have in their conscious states. Some people could speak foreign languages fluently, although they had never been abroad or studied such languages. Others knew how to play the piano or some other instrument. Still others knew about countries and strange places where they had never been. Where were these reserves of knowledge stored? If they were not in the conscious mind, then they must have resided in some other part of consciousness where the person was not even aware of them. One man who had a very poor mind for mathematics could add, subtract and multiply long lists of figures while in a state of hypnosis. Miracle Super Forces of Geniuses Certain men and women throughout history have known how to release these miracle superforces of the divine mind and perform feats that astounded people. Joan of Arc was such an example. She was a poor peasant maid who had never been away from her village. When she began to hear voices and have visions, people thought she was obsessed with evil spirits. She saw in her visions that she would ride at the head of France's victorious armies and the voices told her she would one day save France. When she finally convinced the French generals of the veracity of her visions, they put her at the head of their soldiers, and she led them to victory after victory. Were her visions delusions? Or, rather, were they induced by some super-force within her consciousness that knew of her divine destiny?
We are inclined to believe the latter, for too many times in history men and women have had this kind of divine vision and have achieved miracles that were impossible for ordinary men and women to perform. In his experiments in extrasensory perception, a noted authority tells of an instance where a young woman's father died, leaving her impoverished. After the funeral expenses were paid, there was no money left for food in the house. One night this woman had a realistic dream in which her father came to her as she had known him in life and told her of a secret compartment in an antique piece of furniture in the living room where she would find a large sum of money hidden in big bills. Upon awakening, the woman could still hear the sound of her father's voice in her ears. She arose and went to the antique dresser her father had told her about. She reached into a recessed area behind one of the drawers and there found the money in the secret compartment she had been told about. How Napoleon Unlocked This Superforce Napoleon called upon the miracle superforce of his higher mind and won for himself a position as Emperor of France and nearly conquered the entire continent in his twenty-year rule. He believed in astrology and was told early in his life that he was destined to become a king. He believed that he was destined to liberate the people of France from tyranny and poverty and to unite all of Europe in a great confederacy over which he would rule as emperor. When he consulted mystics and seers, they confirmed his own inner conviction that he was born to rule. This idea became an overpowering, magnificent obsession in Napoleon's mind. He began to study the art of warfare, of political and diplomatic strategy, and finally, when he felt the stars were auspicious, he set out on his rendezvous with destiny. There is no doubt that Napoleon tapped some higher power, another dimension of mind than his own conscious mind, to rise to the heights he ultimately attained. What were the miracle keys that he used to unlock the superforce of his mind? The Ten Miracle Keys to All Greatness In a study of metaphysics, we find that there are ten keys that unlock the miracle superforce of the mind. We shall study each of these keys in turn and see how to apply them to your own life. With these keys you can unlock doors of consciousness where the miracle superforce resides. The Key of Imagination Your destiny is forged in the workshop of your imagination. It is in his imagination that man can truly grow wings of the soul and soar above the limitations of mortal mind and become godlike in his dreams and aspirations. That which you can conceive you can achieve. The very act of picturing a condition you desire sets into motion certain superforces within your higher mind that begin to create the conditions imaged. Einstein gave the world a mathematical formula which perfectly states the metaphysical law for using creative imagination to materialize the destiny we desire. Einstein's formula is expressed mathematically as E equals mc2. What this formula says is that energy and matter are convertible. Mental energy possesses its equivalent in matter and is as real as so-called material energy. All physical and material things are actually manifestations of energy. The energy in a thought produces its own materialization. An idea is as real and solid as a bridge or a skyscraper. The concept of love is as real and permanent as the sun or the earth. The fact that mental energy cannot be seen or felt does not argue that it has no existence. Let us examine this metaphysical concept further below. I have reduced it to a practical formula which utilizes the imagination as the energy-producing miracle force.
It is dream, dare, and do. What is your big dream in life? It is through your imagination that you must picture what I call your big dream of life. There can be no actual achievement of your dream, the daring and the doing of our metaphysical formula, until you first have the picture in your imagination of the things you want to attract in life. The dream stirs into action the miracle superforces of your higher mind, and the mental and spiritual energy that it sets into motion externalizes in creative patterns. Do you dream of achieving some high goal in life? If you do, it must be specific and clear-cut. Otherwise, the superforces of your higher mind are not activated sufficiently to bring it into being. I remember in my first year in high school in biology class when we were studying the sprouting of plants, we were given home study work where we were told to plant bin seed and then watch them mature. I was so anxious to see the miracle of growth and evolvement that I kept digging up the poor bin seed until it gave up in discouragement and died. The picture of the mature bin, the sprouts, the roots, the final edible vegetable inherent in the seed, were all there in the invisible dimensions of time and space, waiting for the final creative pulsation in the soil, but the law of growth could never work when it was constantly disturbed. This same law applies to your life. In your imagination you plant the seed of the crop you wish to reap. The superforces of your higher mind are ready and waiting to mature the destiny you want, but you must hold the picture firmly in mind, then let the higher power mature your dream and externalize it into its physical and material equivalent. One man's imagination changed the world. One of the most imaginative men in history was Jules Verne, who lived between 1828 and 1905. He wrote more than 100 books, and in his imagination created the first submarine, helicopter, radio, television, and dirigible. Simon Lake invented his submarine from inspiration he received when he read Verne's story 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Verne's imaginative pictures were fanciful, but they were converted into rational and productive products by men who read his literary works and were, in turn, inspired by them. Eli Whitney invented the cotton gin when he saw his pet cat trying to reach through the bars of a cage to get at his canary. In his imagination, Whitney visualized steel bars holding back the cotton seed while iron claws drew out the fluffy white cotton between the bars. This one invention revolutionized the industry of the South. The miracle superforces of man's higher mind were stimulated by the power of the imagination to produce such modern great things as the printing press, wireless, radio, television, automobile, typewriter, harnessing of electricity, the splitting of the atom, and the creation of such miracles as the electronic microscope, the 200-inch telescope at Palomar, and now, man's ultimate triumph of mind over matter, the creation of spaceships that are on their way to the moon and distant stars. How to Stimulate Your Imagination 1. Read a scene in a book or magazine, and then in your imagination try to project that scene in all its details. Add to it what you wish, and make the scene come to life vividly trying to see the characters, the environment, the action, and any other details that are described in the story. 2. Think back to your childhood and recall some scene that you enjoyed, such as a Christmas, Thanksgiving, or birthday. In your minds I try to recall the people who were there, the things they said and did, the food you ate, and any other details that you can remember. 3. Picture your perfect dream home. 
Cut pictures out of home decorating magazines and let them serve as a stimulus to your imagination. Visualize a party in the dream home. See the friends you have invited, work in the garden, and do any other activities in your mind which you might perform in such a home in reality. 4. Stand before a mirror and imagine that you are speaking before a vast audience in an auditorium. You can speak aloud or to yourself. Make up a talk on some subject with which you are conversant. This speech can be a short one of two minutes, or it can be longer. The brain centers are stimulated by such an exercise and make it possible for you to speak more fluently when you need to express yourself. 5. Imagine yourself having a million dollars. This mental exercise will help you stimulate the miracle response centers of your brain for building a fortune. If you cannot imagine yourself being rich, it will be difficult to ever attract a fortune. 6. Imagine yourself standing on the prow of a boat headed for some exotic land like Hawaii. You can use pictures from travel magazines to help stimulate your imagination in relation to this exercise. Some people have used travel pictures and literature to stimulate the miracle response centers of their brains, and soon they found themselves actually visiting the places they had imaged in their minds. The second key, curiosity. It was curiosity that caused Columbus to sail the seas in search of new lands. If he had been satisfied with the popular belief that the earth was flat, he never would have embarked on his voyages of discovery. It was curiosity that caused the scientist Fleming to wonder why green mold on bread in a test tube killed germs. His curiosity led him to the discovery of the life-saving penicillin, which is called a miracle drug, and which has saved the lives of millions of people. It was curiosity that led Galvani to experiment with his galvanic battery, from which so many inventions have come. Curiosity has been implanted in the consciousness of man for a specific purpose. This divine emotion makes him discontented with the world as it is and causes him to search for new ways to change things, to improve them, and to give man greater comfort and luxury. How to Develop Curiosity 1. Look about you in your work and see how you might improve conditions. Many an invention has been born because man's natural curiosity caused him to wonder if he couldn't improve on the methods being used in his business. A man sitting at a lecture was disturbed by a woman's big hat. He became curious as to how to convert this obstruction to something positive and before he left the auditorium, he had an idea for a new hat pin which made him a fortune. 2. Look at some invention such as radio or television and try to figure out the principle involved in its mechanism. 3. Look around you in your garden and see the fruit, vegetables, and flowers and try to reason out the method by which they draw the nourishment from the soil to create their products. It was this type of curiosity that led Burbank to develop so many new types of fruits, vegetables, and flowers. It was curiosity that led George Washington Carver to convert the lowly peanut into plastics, insulating materials, fodder for cattle, varnishes, oils, paints, and many other products, which helped revolutionize the industry of the South. 4. When it thunders or lightnings, try to understand the reason why. Look up the facts in an encyclopedia. 5. Stimulate the curiosity response centers of your brain by wondering how other people live in other parts of the world. 
Study books in your library showing the customs and habitats of people in Asia, Africa, South America, and Australia. 6. When you listen to beautiful music or read interesting stories, try to analyze the emotions that prompted the composers and authors to create their works. The third key. Knowledge. It is through the intellect that man rules the universe. The pen is mightier than the sword. Your miracle superforces of the mind are more easily motivated and released when you fortify yourself with knowledge. This does not mean that you must be a college graduate to succeed in life. Many great men have risen to high positions who did not have a formal education. Wisdom is very often an innate trait, and some of the great philosophers like Socrates and Plato founded their own schools. Henry Ford was not a college graduate, but he had innate wisdom. He absorbed knowledge sufficient for his purposes and succeeded in his chosen field. Bacon said, For knowledge too is itself power. All knowledge begins with this precept by Socrates. Know thyself. The Regime for Building Knowledge 1. Observe the universe about you and stimulate all five senses by absorbing the sights, sounds, and experiences that surround you every day. 2. Reason out why things happen in the physical and material universe under the law of cause and effect. 3. Study specialized knowledge that fits your business or profession, and keep up to date on latest developments in your field by subscribing to magazines dealing in such matters. 4. Expand the horizons of your mind by absorbing as much knowledge as you can about as many things as possible. Take an interest in civic events in your community. Join clubs and organizations that have a wide diversity of interests. 5. Learn by example through emulating the lives and thoughts of great men of history. Read their biographies and autobiographies. Find out what they thought, how they worked, what books they read. Learn everything you can about their lives and then use them as models by which you shape your own life. 6. Study books on psychology and find out how the human mind works. You will not only be better able to cope with your own life problems by knowing psychology, but such a study will help you understand other people better and improve your relationship with them in your social life and business world. 7. Every day learn some new word or fact that will add to the sum total of your knowledge as you grow older. Most people make the mistake of closing their minds to new ideas when they close their high school or college books. The human brain is illimitable in its ability to absorb more and more knowledge as we grow older. Scientists now find that an older person who has kept his brain agile and active can learn and retain new facts as readily as a young person. 8. Keep your brain agile and exercise by studying a foreign language course or working out mathematical problems, or studying public speaking, singing, dancing, music, writing, any activity that is new to you and which will keep your brain and body cells active and youthful will not only add to your sum total of knowledge, but will actually give you better health and more vitality. Scientists now find that the brain centers are tied in some mysterious fashion to various organs and centers of the body. When any of these brain centers are left undeveloped, they atrophy, and the parts of the body which are tied in with these brain centers begin to deteriorate and weaken. This is why scientists now urge old people to take an active interest in all kinds of hobbies and avocations when they retire. 
A man once asked J.P. Morgan why he didn't retire. He said to the great financier, You're worth over a hundred million dollars. You surely don't need more money. Why don't you retire? Morgan asked the man, When did your father retire? The man answered, In 1908. Why? When did your father die? Morgan asked. In 1911, the man answered. That's the reason I don't retire, Morgan replied. 9. Have a planned reading regime for your future. Try to read a book a week, not just fiction, but books that will help you improve your mind and add to the sum total of your knowledge. It is good to vary the subject matter of these books so that you expand your horizons of thinking to encompass many fields. You might get a simple book on astronomy and discover the fascinating cosmic world of outer space. You might study a book on science and invention to learn of the miracles being produced by men's minds in our atomic age. Biology is another fascinating subject which will teach you secrets about the vibrant and expanding world in which you live. You might also study the various philosophies of the ages, beginning with the Greek philosophers and then going into the teachings of the Far East and the comparative religions of the world. History is another all-engrossing subject for you to study, for through learning about the past, you can know what mistakes to avoid in the future. The fourth key, affirmative will. The miracle superforces of your mind are unlocked by this fourth key, affirmative will. Most people are buffeted by the forces of life. They vacillate back and forth between two possible courses of action, not knowing which to do until it is too late. They are very much like the mule which hesitated between two piles of hay, not knowing which to go to, and starved as a consequence of his vacillation. Affirmative will summons all the super forces of your conscious and subconscious minds into a positive, dynamic focal point which drives you towards your objective without hesitation or hindrance. There are two opposing forces in life, and man is constantly forced to make a choice between these two. There is the will to succeed and the will to fail. The will to be healthy and the will to be sick. The will to live and the will to die. The will to be rich and the will to remain poor. The will to happiness and the will to misery. The will to love and the will to hate. The will to good and the will to evil. The will to peace and the will to war. Man must choose his destiny. Man can choose his destiny. He is different from all other living creatures in that he has this power of choice. By exercising your affirmative will, you can select the events that make up your destiny, just as the artist chooses the scenes he will paint and the colors with which to paint those scenes. If he does not like what he painted, he cannot blame it on the scene he is copying, but on himself for his own inability to accurately reproduce the scene from nature. There are two types of will in life also. There. 1. Passive will. 2. Affirmative will. The passive will can create mental images of success and riches, but lacks the capacity to execute these images into reality. Many would-be millionaires daydream about having a million dollars, but they lack the affirmative will to put their daydreams into motion. How to use affirmative will 
1. The will is fashioned from the mental habit patterns that you build. From the time you were born, you began to build habit patterns for almost every act of your life. You rise in the morning and bathe, brush your teeth, shave or make up, put on your clothes, lace your shoes, and prepare to go to your day's work. You do not give much conscious attention to these daily actions, for you have built habit patterns that take care of most of them. If your daily habit patterns have been negative ones, and your mind is filled with thoughts of fear, failure, and disaster, then your auto-conditioning will all be in favor of these negative emotions, and your actions will be correspondingly negative. Change the habit patterns of your mind from negative ones to positive ones. This is easier said than done, but it can be accomplished if you use the power of your affirmative will. Smokers who wish to stop know how difficult it is to change their habit patterns. They must make a superhuman effort to give up the habit of smoking. How do you change your habit patterns? In the same way they're created. By performing the mental or physical act over and over again, until it is so deeply ingrained in your consciousness that it becomes automatic. Then we call the action a habit. 2. Use creative commands to your higher consciousness, which we studied in Chapter 2. The higher centers of your brain are stirred into action by creative commands. Let these be given each morning as you start your day's activity. Then all during the day use little energy boosters to keep your spirits high and your energies at their maximum peak. You can say a dozen times a day, I feel wonderful. I am able to overcome this problem. I am now dissolving these obstacles through the power of my will. I like people and they like me. 3. Try not to let negative experiences in life prove too discouraging. Everyone has these negative conditions to cope with. Even the millionaire has his problems. When some condition arises that tends to get you down, say to yourself, this too shall pass away. Another good statement to dissolve these unwanted negative experiences is this. The solution to the problem is already on the way. 4. The affirmative will must be exercised every day of your life. Otherwise, you are apt to slip into negative and passive habit patterns that affect your entire future destiny. Every day exercise the will to live. How? Have an intense desire to live for some specific cause or person. You may want to educate your children. You may want to own your home. You may desire a fortune to help other people. The more altruistic and unselfish your purpose for living, the greater will be the life energy that flows from your higher mind. Many people who have lost the will to live die early in life because they have no one to live for and nothing they want to accomplish. When people are motivated by a desire to live for some purpose, they often have a release of the life force that keeps them going until they're a hundred or more. Grandma Moses was an example of how this super force of the mind can enormously extend the normal lifespan and give one many years of creative, useful activity. At 76 years of age, she began to paint, and soon was selling her paintings at enormous sums. She lived to be over a hundred, and there is no doubt that her renewed interest in creating helped stimulate the miracle superforces of her brain, infusing her body cells with life-giving energy and purposefulness. 5. Every day exercise the affirmative will to succeed. Do this by planning each day's activity with one thought in mind. 
to make it as successful as possible. It is good to write down a day-by-day -day plan so as to focalize your mind's energies on the things you want to accomplish. Just as a housewife makes out a shopping list for the market, so you should make out a list each day of what you wish to accomplish on that day. List your appointments, your day's work, the sales you wish to make, the money you are going to spend, the purchases you plan, the social engagements you will have. A neat and orderly mind ensures a neat and orderly life and destiny. 6. Exercise daily the affirmative will to attract more money. Money is an idea more than it is an actual material thing. In ancient times such strange things as tea, fur, stones, pieces of iron, tobacco and other objects served as money. You can only attract more money when it becomes a habit pattern in your thinking every day. The reason 60% of all college graduates achieve their goal in life is because they were trained in college to think in terms of being successful in their chosen professions. They formed the mental habit patterns of success. Every time you spend a dollar, think of its value. It is said that John D. Rockefeller Sr. never tipped more than a dime. One day someone asked him why a man as rich as he was didn't tip more. Rockefeller replied, Why a dime is 10% interest on $1 for a full year? Money works under the law of the harvest. When you plant a seed in the ground, it usually produces 10 to 20 times the yield of the original seed. When you give money out, make it a point to bless it and know that it will yield you abundance. The fifth key, divine ego. Most people who fail in life do so because they are using the wrong type of ego power. They are so obsessed with excessive self-interest that they lose their perspective and ignore the rights and interests of others. Such people are called egotists. This type of egotism is destructive and causes people to dislike one. Do not misunderstand me. We need some ego, a great deal of self-interest for purposes of self-preservation. But in our metaphysical studies, we convert this power of the psyche which consciously controls the impulses of the id, as it is called in psychology, into the divine ego. The changes in your personality and ego drive will be miraculous when you once institute this method of unlocking the miracle superforces of your mind. How to Build the Divine Ego 1. Realize that you were created in the image and likeness of God, as the Bible tells us. This is a spiritual idea, not a physical one. When you once accept the premise that you are divine and immortal, then you will begin to be godlike in your thoughts and actions. Voltaire said, To be a hero, think heroic thoughts. To be divine, you should pattern your thoughts and actions after the divine image. What are the godlike thoughts and actions which you should emulate? God is described in the Bible in two ways God is good and God is love. If you pattern your thinking after goodness and love, with all their ramifications, you cannot help but reflect goodness and love in all your relationships with others. 2. Cultivate the habit of unselfish actions in relation to others. Share your good with other people. Share your happiness. Instead of talking about yourself and your problems when you meet other people, make it a point to show interest in them and their activities. 3. Work in community projects such as the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. Enter into charity drives for such worthwhile organizations as the Heart. Fund, the Polio Fund, 
The Lighthouse for the Blind, American Legion, and Veteran Organizations Volunteered to work a few hours a week in foundling homes for orphans, in veteran hospitals for soldiers, in prisons, and other public welfare groups. Such expanded interests do more than merely help the unfortunate. They help you in building the divine ego, which can enrich your life and give you blessings of health, happiness, and prosperity by releasing the miracle superforces of your higher mind. 4. Have a high master motive in life. Desire success and money not only for yourself and your family, but also so you can help better the world through your creative efforts. There are many master motives which propel man towards his destiny. Desire for power, desire for money, fame, glory, a desire for wisdom, a desire for material things, a desire to bring peace to the world, to work for brotherhood and tolerance, a desire to spiritualize your mind and find new dimensions of the soul. The higher your master motive, the greater the drive for success and fulfillment. 5. Overcome the animalistic emotions of greed, hatred, selfishness, and envy. The divine image within your consciousness cannot flourish in such an atmosphere of negativity. 6. Implant in your consciousness the positive forces of charity, beauty, truth, justice, faith, and love and soon you will see the divine inspiration that flows through your consciousness from the divine mind within you. 7. Spend a few moments each day in spiritual contemplation and meditation. In such mystical periods, search within for life's true meaning. Try to find the divine prototype within your own immortal soul. Pray to God for guidance and inspiration every morning when you arise and every night when you go to bed. 8. When you feel the gravity pull of Earth's problems, fears, and worries, stop whatever you are doing and retire for a few moments into the stillness of the Cathedral of the Soul, and say to yourself, Peace, be still, and know that I am God. This powerful affirmative spiritual statement from the Bible reaffirms your sense of divinity and will help you once more restore peace and tranquility within your consciousness. Write down on a small card these words. Carry them with you in your pocket or purse and look at them several times. Let each man think himself an act of God, his mind a thought, his life a breath of God. The sixth key, perseverance. Perseverance means the ability to continue doing something in spite of difficulties or opposition. Many times a person who wishes to succeed will stop making the effort because of the many obstacles that he has to face. If he persisted just a short time longer in many cases, he would undoubtedly have won his goal. A miner in the Nevada desert had struck a vein of gold in his claim, which brought him a few thousand dollars, and then petered out. The miner became discouraged and sold his equipment to a junk man for a few hundred dollars. The new owner kept digging, and after a few hours, he broke through a wall of stone where he hid a vein of gold that produced $40,000 worth of pure ore. That gold mine brought the new owner $5 million in the next few years. You may be on the verge of achieving your greatest success if you but persevere a little longer and do not give up. About 20 years ago, I visited Lucille Ball on a set at RKO Studios in Hollywood. After lunch, we had a photograph taken together, and the young and radiantly beautiful star told me rather sadly, This is my last day at RKO. My contract ends today. 
and they are not renewing it. I expressed my surprise and regrets, but the irrepressible Lucille said, Oh, don't worry about me. Someday I'll come back and buy the joint. A few years ago, Lucille Ball returned to the studio that had fired her and paid about $15 million for the entire studio. Talk about miracles. This red-haired, talented young lady who went on to fame and fortune on television was able to stir the miracle superforces of her mind by her amazing perseverance in never giving up and by fulfilling the promise she made to herself in jest to eventually buy the studio that had fired her. There is a powerful and stimulating force within your psyche which works miracles when you respond to the challenges of life with perseverance and courage. How to Utilize Perseverance 1. Work with the law of cycles in nature. There is a time in every life when fate presents a set of circumstances which can bring one success and fortune. Learn how to study and be aware of these cycles and then take advantage of the opportunities that arise with confidence. Shakespeare spoke of these cycles in men's lives in these words. There is a tide in the affairs of men, which, taken at the flood, leads on to fortune. Amid it, all the voyage of their life is bound in shallows and in miseries. 2. When you come to those periods of stagnation in your life when nothing seems to happen, learn how to utilize that time study and prepare your mind for the time when your good fortune will come. Persevere in what you are doing and do not give up, for like the miner in the desert, your greatest good fortune may lie just within your grasp. 3. In nature all things mature slowly and in their right season. Spring is for planting the seed, summer is for growth and evolvement, fall is for the harvest, and winter is for rest and relaxation. This same cycle exists in human destiny. If your fortune does not come in your youth, the springtime of life, remember this is not always the time of the harvest. It is the time of planting. Evolve, develop your mind, prepare for the future when you are young, but do not always expect the fortune of which you dream, for it must also follow this law of nature. If you are in the summertime of your life, that is, your mature years, and you still have not achieved your success, then you must re-examine your life and see what you have done that is wrong, and after correcting your mistakes, persevere and wait for your success. 4. No matter how discouraged you may become, try not to give up. Remember that throughout history, most great men and women who ever achieved anything worthwhile were told by others that they would fail. The mob consciousness is always one of discouragement, defeat, and disaster. When Fulton invented his steamboat, thousands of people gathered along the Hudson to watch its attempt to go upstream against the current. As the steam began to rise from its funnel, the mob shouted, as with one voice, It won't start. It won't start. Then as the boat began to move against the current, the mob continued their chanting. Only this time they changed it to, It won't stop. It won't stop. 5. When you persevere in your efforts, you build electrical and magnetic current in your brain and body cells, which charges your muscles and nerves with a superabundance of dynamic energy. It is much easier to succeed when you have conditioned the miracle superforces of your mind with the idea that failure is impossible. Your continued efforts to achieve your goal is also proof to the indwelling miracle worker that you have faith in your ability to achieve your objective.
The seventh key, magnetic attraction. Magnetic attraction exists between all of the particles that make up the visible and invisible universe. It is this etheric flow of invisible substance which keeps our planets rotating in their orbits, the Earth and Moon around the Sun, and all the billions of other planets in outer space rotating around each other, without ever colliding or deviating from their orbital paths. In fact, this law of magnetic attraction, which Newton named gravity, is so accurate in its workings that we set our Earth clocks by the stars. We can predict to the minute where any given star in our solar system will be even ten centuries from now. It was this tremendous power of magnetism which Jesus used to perform most of his miracles. By summoning up the reserves of life magnetism within the person's body and brain, the master metaphysician could heal the sick and even infuse new life into the dead. How to Release Magnetism 1. Magnetism is in every cell of your brain and body, but it is scattered throughout the body. When you wish to summon it for any specific purpose, you must concentrate your mind on the act which you wish to perform. If you are trying to magnetize another person, you should concentrate on that person, project your thoughts to him, say his name over and over and direct your thoughts to him, just as if you were talking to him in person. The person need not be near you, but can be at a great distance. It has been proved that when people are apart, even as far as 3,000 miles, they can transmit their thoughts to each other. An instance of how the ether waves act as magnetic currents, which the human brain may tap, is that of a young lady who went to visit relatives in San Francisco in the days before planes were making the transcontinental trip. While she was on the lengthy train trip, her father had been taken seriously ill and was near death. The girl's mother frantically concentrated her thoughts on her daughter, sending her this message. When you get off the train, call home. It is urgent. As the train approached San Francisco, the girl became more and more restless, with a vague sense of unrest and worry. As soon as she got off the train, she telephoned her home and learned of her father's serious illness. She boarded the next train for home. 2. You can use magnetism for many different purposes. To magnetize others as we have learned above. To attract people to yourself that you like, or to attract money and material things. To show how this magnetic attraction works in one's life, let me tell you of an instance where magnetism attracted a famous movie star to me when I was an unknown, struggling for recognition in Hollywood. It was the year of the Great Depression, and I had gone to Hollywood, but could not find work. Finally, I took a job in a photographic studio with Edwin Bauer Hesser, a famous photographer of movie stars. I had concentrated my mind on meeting Mary Pickford for at least a year before going to Hollywood. At that time, Miss Pickford was known as America's sweetheart, and every boy and man in the country considered her the ideal woman. Before going to Hollywood, I had studied palm mystery, astrology, and other mystical arts to better understand myself and other people. One day, Miss Pickford came into the studio to have some photos taken to publicize her new picture, Coquette, which she was making with Buddy Rogers. While the photographer was preparing his equipment, I helped her pass the time by reading her palm and telling her about herself with astrology. The amazing thing, which I did not know at that time, was that I had psychically tuned in on her marital split up with Douglas Fairbanks Sr., which was being kept a secret from the world. I told her details about her life which astounded her, 
and she invited me to a big party she was giving for Lord and Lady Mountbatten of England the following week. At that party I met William Randolph Hearst, who later was to change the entire course of my life through worldwide publicity he gave my work in the mystical sciences. The magnetic attraction which I had created by concentrating on Miss Pickford undoubtedly brought about the series of incidents which led to our meeting and eventually helped fashion my entire future career. 3. Magnetize your mind by daily passing a series of pictures and thoughts through it of the people you want to meet, the things you want to do, the trips you wish to take, the money you want to attract, the new job you wish to have, the home you want to live in, the gifts and talents you would like to develop. Of course, there is more to this miracle power than merely passing the pictures and thoughts of your goal objectives through your mind. But the process of magnetic attraction must begin by having these image concepts firmly in your mind. Later in our deeper study of magnetism on the cosmic and spiritual planes of consciousness, we shall explore this subject further. The best way to fix these magnetic thought images in your mind is to write them down where you can see them and read them over every day. This helps in the process of magnetizing them. 4. The magnetism of your brain and body can be built through a conscious regime. As magnetism is in the air all about you, it is vitally important that you breathe deeply and consciously when you wish to increase the fund of magnetism within your body. I'm able to overcome headaches and other minor physical discomforts by taking 10 or 15 deep breaths, holding them to the count of four, and then exhaling. One can also go to sleep more easily by doing this, for it helps build the body's magnetism and relaxes the tense nerves and muscles. The first time I stepped out onto the vast stage of Carnegie Hall to deliver my first lecture in New York City, I would normally have been a little uneasy. However, having studied yoga breathing and occult sciences for some years, I quickly inhaled 10 or 15 times, charging my brain and body with vast funds of magnetism, and I stepped out onto that stage with a feeling of calmness and tranquility. Always before a lecture, I use this method for quickly recharging the batteries of my brain and body with new electrical and magnetic power. The miracle superforces of your brain are stirred into magnetic action by deep breathing, so do not neglect this vital function. Most people only breathe with the upper parts of their lungs, and the lower parts atrophy from disuse. Breathe deeply and hold the breath for four or five counts, then exhale. Do this at least four or five times a day. When you are fatigued from your work, instead of taking another cigarette or a glass of alcoholic stimulant, try the magnetic act of deep breathing. It will give you instant energy and lengthen your life by many years. The Eighth Key Divine Inspiration Someone has said, Inspiration helps man grow wings of the soul and rise above earth's prison house. Divine inspiration raises man even higher into the realms of transcendental peace, beauty, and joy. Anything that stimulates your mind emotionally to creative thoughts and actions can be said to be inspiring. Divine inspiration releases the miracle superforces of your higher mind to such an extent that you are given supernormal powers and energies that are unknown to the average person. All geniuses had this ability of charging their higher minds with divine inspiration and releasing a veritable flood of creative and inspiring ideas. In music, these great composers had this divine inspiration. Beethoven, Mozart, Handel, and Bach. In art, 
divine inspiration motivated such geniuses as Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, Rembrandt, and Raphael. In literature and poetry, divine inspiration was shown by Shakespeare, Dante, Milton, Homer, Byron, Keats, Wordsworth. In exploration and discovery, men like Marco Polo Columbus, De Soto and Ponce de Leon undoubtedly had divine inspiration. In science, Newton, Pasteur, Galileo, Edison, Einstein, Fleming and Salk had divine inspiration. This is only a small list of the great ones of history who were motivated by divine inspiration. In every field of human endeavor, there have been literally thousands of men and women who possess this form of inspiration in their creative works. The Regime for Releasing Divine Inspiration 1. When you want to stimulate the miracle response centers of your higher mind, use the transcendental power of beautiful and inspiring music to aid you. This means classical and semi-classical music, not the discordant forms of new and modern jazz, which tend to overexcite the brain centers. Waltzes, Hawaiian music, and even modern ballads may be used to relax the mind and body. But for high inspiration, it has been found that the great enduring classical compositions are best for inducing the highest forms of inspiration. It has been found that in industry when people work with music playing in the background, their output increases, their energy level is higher, and there is a decrease in fatigue and in accidents. This proves the efficacy of music as an inspirational force to stimulate the higher response centers of the human psyche. 2. When you wish divine inspiration, align yourself with the natural grandeur and beauty of the universe. Stand at the ocean's edge and observe a sunrise or sunset. Look up at the lofty mountaintops and visualize the peace and serenity to be found there. Observe the sun, the moon, and stars, and project your mind to lofty pinnacles of achievement, using these natural wonders as ideals and inspiration. Be aware of spring with its rich verdure and multicolored blooms. See the power and majesty of flowing rivers and placid lakes, reflecting the blue of the heavens and fluffy white clouds. Stop your work occasionally and walk in a park if you live in the city. Go to a botanical garden, a zoo, or some nearby field, and let your mind be inspired by the richness and variety to be found in nature. This will help recharge your mind and body with energy and bring you a sense of serenity and peace. 3. Divine inspiration can be released within your mind by a study of the great religious books of the world. You should make it a point to learn what all the great teachers and prophets have taught. Study the Christian Bible, the Talmud, the Quran, the Buddhist Bible, and any other spiritual revelations that interest you. 4. Memorize quotations from the Bible, which you can repeat daily when you feel the need of divine inspiration. I have found the 23rd Psalm and the 91st Psalm helpful. You may also use the Lord's Prayer as given in the Bible. 5. Study the transcendental philosophies of some of our great minds. The Golden Age of Greece was shaped by such men as Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Let their inspired thinking help elevate your consciousness to new and lofty pinnacles of nobility and grandeur. Our own American philosophers, Emerson and Thoreau, are also worthy of study and emulation. 6. You can receive divine inspiration through doing charitable acts for others. Helping to inspire those who are less fortunate than yourself is a wonderful way to recharge your brain and body with new inspiration. 
You can also help inspire others with your smiles, words of encouragement, and kindness. 7. Prayer lifts man's soul into lofty dimensions of spirit that transcend Earth's gravity pull. Pray often during the day. Little short prayers help inspire you and energize your mind and body. A hundred times a day I say little prayers like this. Thank you, God, for this beautiful day. I am grateful to you, God, for sending me such good friends. Thank you, God, for this lovely sunshine. Help me, God, to overcome this problem. God, give me guidance and inspiration to carry out this task. These are little soul boosters which keep one in constant attunement with the divine source of all life and all good. 8. The Ninth Key Dynamic Action The first law of the universe is the law of action. To stir the miracle response centers of your mind into creative patterns of thought, there must be dynamic action in your thinking first. Everyone has some form of action in his life. But the miracle-working kind of action is known as dynamic action. Synonyms for dynamic are Energetic Vigorous Forceful The type of thought that reaches out into time and space and stirs creative forces into motion is dynamic thought. A dynamic thought is one that you hold persistently and that infuses your brain and body with the necessity for dynamic action. When Edison tried 10,000 times to find a substance for his electric light filament, an assistant said, It's no use, Mr. Edison. You've tried 10,000 times and failed. You might as well give up. The great inventor, driven by some inner compulsion into a vortex of dynamic mental and physical action, replied, Give up. Never. Now we know 10,000 things that won't work. His next experiment the following day proved successful. Regime for Releasing Dynamic Action 1. Emotionalize your thoughts for greater dynamic action. The nerves and muscles of your body respond to emotions that are fervent and dynamic. The lukewarm mind, that is without enthusiasm or emotion, seldom has the drive to get things done. Toynbee, the noted historian, says that the southern peoples, who lived in an atmosphere of indolence and inactivity, where the weather was extremely hot and the people became lazy, have always been conquered by the northern races, who lived in a stimulating climate that engendered dynamic action. No matter where you live, north or south, you can achieve more dynamic action by emotionalizing your thoughts. When you want something, want it urgently. When you love someone, do so with emotion. When you face a new job, show enthusiasm and happiness. When you want more money for some specific thing, Flood your mind with thoughts of the things you will buy and how much you will enjoy them. In this way you will stir your brain and body into dynamic action patterns with your emotions and make it much easier for you to achieve the things you desire. 2. Overcome the tendency to procrastinate and put things off until tomorrow. This tendency kills dynamic action and many wonderful ideas you have will never be carried out into forms of creative action. Adopt a do it now and even put a sign over your desk or work table with the words do it now written on it. I did this for years until I acquired the habit of doing things that I wanted to put off. One of the most important letters I ever wrote, which brought me good business results, came as a result of this habit to do it now. If I had waited a week longer, it would have been too late. 
3. Work with the laws of nature, not against them. You cannot burn the candle at both ends and have light very long. If you dissipate your energies, stay up late at night, gamble, drink excessively or smoke too much, or overwork or overplay, you are upsetting the law of balance in nature, and you cannot have dynamic action. Your mind and body must be kept at a peak of perfection and high energy at all times. Otherwise, you will become inefficient and ineffective in everything you do. The law of balance in nature decrees that there must be balance in everything we do mentally or physically. Balance your work by having some fun and relaxing as often as possible. Balance physical love with the spiritual needs of man's soul, the need to worship and the love of God. This cross of balance will tend to give you more dynamic action in everything you do. 4. Use the law of adaptation in your life so that you are not constantly bucking the tide. Some people spend all their time and energy opposing other people. They carry a chip on their shoulders and make enemies instead of friends. Others fight the elements or society's taboos and restrictions. These are the rugged individualists who want unlicensed freedom to act in any way they wish in a society that is rigidly regulated by codes of morals and behavior. This includes the beatnik generation who wish to wear long hair and beards and appear in public in dirty and shabby clothing. There is nothing wrong with this conduct if it does not infringe on the rights of others, but the individual who casts off all restraints and does exactly as he wishes must pay the price in being ostracized by society and losing many opportunities for improving his lot in life. Dynamic action does not mean throwing off all restraints, but adapting to the mores of society and adjusting to the existing situation as gracefully as possible. 5. Dynamic action, mentally and physically, can be implemented by applying the law of evolution to your life. You must continue to evolve, and when you stop evolving and growing, you begin to stagnate. Nature has this law in action throughout all creation. When something ceases to be useful, it is destroyed. Make it a point to keep evolving your mind and body, to maintain them in useful forms of action as long as there is life within you. Have some mental exercise each day. Also have some form of physical exercise, which will help maintain you in a dynamic and useful condition until advanced old age. 6. Love of humanity has been one of the great master motives which has stirred countless thousands of men and women into many forms of dynamic and successful action. Father Damien worked with the lepers of Molokai for years, bringing new methods of treatment to that dread disease, and finally gave his life in that work. He was stirred to such dynamic action by his love of humanity. Mia Curie and her husband worked for twenty years in a miserable lean-to, where snow drifted through the cracks in winter, extracting minute particles from hundreds of tons of pitch blends to isolate a gram of radium. Their work was for the good of humanity, and now many people's lives are saved because of their loving sacrifice. Dr. Albert Schweitzer dedicated his life to serving the Africans in the jungles, where he brought healing to thousands. This dedicated man was inspired to dynamic action by his love of people. 7. To increase your flow of dynamic energy for all purposes in your life, have some definite goal which you are trying to achieve. This goal should be readjusted every five years or so, for our needs change as we grow older. With this fixed goal in mind, focalize all your thoughts and emotions on its achievement. 
and soon your brain and body will be flooded with dynamic energy that will inspire you to dynamic action. Elsewhere in our study, we have given some worthwhile goals which everyone is trying to achieve. The tenth key, metaphysical divine love. Master metaphysician Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you. Love ye one another. The old law had been an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, a law of revenge and hatred. Undoubtedly, the profound changes civilization experienced after this law was released could be traced to this new philosophical concept of divine love. There are many different types of love. Elsewhere in our study we learn of the healing power of love and also the need for physical and emotional love in our lives. The most potent type of love for stirring the miracle superforces of your mind is divine love. The human soul searches throughout eternity for its divine counterpart, God. Our earthly experience is a constant quest for our physical mate, for purposes of procreation and carrying on the race. However, the soul has its hunger and its need also. It is for divine love, the divine romance in which man, in the generic sense, searches for his lost half, the God-consciousness in a cosmic love that extends throughout eternity. When man once discovers this divine love, he becomes complete and fulfilled. The love of God transforms and transfigures all humanity into the radiant divine image of God himself. How to Release Divine Love 1. Do little loving things every day of your life for your friends, relatives, and neighbors. These little kindnesses gradually build the habit pattern of divine love within your consciousness and, in turn, attract loving actions from others. 2. To build the divine love concept, you must first rid your mind of the consciousness of hate, envy, resentment, jealousy, and malice. Whenever such a negative thought enters your mind, say to yourself, I now supplant this negative thought with the thought of divine love. Soon you will have rid your mind of these deadly negative thoughts which counteract divine love. 3. It is not enough to love only our friends and relatives. We should extend divine love to everyone in the entire world. I know it is difficult to hold this cosmic concept of love, for there have been so many enmities throughout the centuries in countries that have long been oppressed by their enemies. Many people hate the Germans, the Japanese, the Russians. The Greeks hate the Turks because they occupied their country for 400 years. Rationally, we can understand such reactions, but spiritually we cannot condone hate of any kind. We must try to rationalize our reasons for hating and then work out a pattern of forgiveness and divine love so we do not come under the negative emotional effects which hatred engenders. A girl who came to my lectures in Carnegie Hall for some time had the most radiant and beautiful expression on her face. I became curious as to why she was so magnetic and attractive. Her features were not too beautiful, but there was a spiritual quality within her that transcended the physical. One day I asked her for her secret of loveliness. She smiled brightly, opened a gold locket hanging on a chain about her neck, and showed me the inscription inside. Whom, not having seen, I love. Then I understood the reason for her spiritual beauty and serenity. She loved the entire world and its inhabitants with divine love. 4. Every time you meet someone that you want to hold and interest, practice projecting an invisible golden line between your mind and theirs. Send out the thoughts on this golden cord, I love the divine in you, 
and you will love the divine in me. People sense our thoughts, and they will instantly respond to thoughts of love and kindness. Another young lady who came to my lectures told me in an interview with her that she could not attract the right type of boyfriend. She wanted to marry and have children desperately, but all the men she attracted seemed so physical and animalistic that she had withdrawn into a shell of solitude and no longer went out on dates with boys. I gave her this golden cord concept and told her to radiate divine love rather than physical or emotional love. She left my office a changed person. Within one month she had three proposals of marriage from fine men. Later she made her choice and married. She now has three beautiful children, and her entire life has changed. 5. Your mental states show on your face and in the contours of your body. In order to show to the world the image of divine love, begin at once to change your facial expressions from anxiety, fear, worry and hate, to expressions of love, confidence, peace and poise. To do this, stand before your mirror and study the various expressions that come onto your face with various emotions. Think of something you hate. Notice how the face assumes an ugly mask. Fear and worry do the same thing. Now change your thought. Think of someone or something that you love. See the uplifted expression of the cheeks and mouth. When you meet people you want to attract or impress, carry the expression on your face that you have when you say, I love you. 6. Another important way for stirring the consciousness of divine love from within is to memorize beautiful and romantic poetry. The electrical pulsations from your mind to your face tend to set the mold of your expression in the form of the thoughts you habitually think. Emerson said, What you are speak so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. To shape the inner consciousness so its radiations are romantic and beautiful in your face and form, absorb the beauty and meaning of romantic poetry. Learn Elizabeth Barrett Browning's beautiful poem, How Do I Love Thee, in its entirety, and say it often when you wish to become inspired with divine love. Study the poems of Keats, Shelley, and Byron, also the love sonnets of Shakespeare. 7. Learn to be a lover of beauty in life, and soon you will reflect beauty in your soul. This soul beauty transcends physical beauty and will make you radiant and beautiful. Chapter 9. The Metaphysical Miracle Power Used by the World's Richest Men What miracle power is used by men and women who accumulate a fortune? Do they possess some special secret miracle power which makes them different from others? Have they learned how to tap a hidden vein of gold? a vast reservoir of mental and spiritual power with which they can convert their ideas into a radiant golden stream of riches. In our study of this miracle power for building a fortune, we shall explore the ancient secret of the alchemists who tried to convert base metals into gold. They failed, but the principle of transmutation they used is a solid one, and this law of transmutation is behind all great riches. This secret power of transmutation is in all of nature, and we see it at work in the soil. When we put a seed of wheat or corn into the ground, nature transmutes it into a pint of grain. Plant a pint and nature gives you back a bushel. The law of the harvest is to reap more than you sow. Nature knows the alchemist's secret of transmutation well. She takes black soil and fashions golden apricots and pink watermelon. 
From green grass, the alchemist of nature produces white milk and yellow butter. From the same patch of soil, this miracle force in nature will yield corn, apples, wheat, potatoes, and cotton. What strange secret power is in the soil that can give such a diversity of riches from the same elements? Metaphysical Alchemy Secret of the Ages Throughout the ages, there have been men and women who knew how to use metaphysical alchemy to achieve miraculous results. With this superpower of divine mind, they were able to wrest a fortune from nature. They were able to convert their ideas into material substance. They knew how to use the hidden forces of nature to create new substances like nylon and plastics. They discovered the hidden reservoirs of wealth and brought forth oil, coal, steel, and gold from the hidden places of earth. They tapped giant trees and from their resources created mansions and skyscrapers, and from their sap brought forth sugar and rubber. However, nature does not yield her priceless treasures to man easily. There must be a regime of work and study of the laws of nature. There must be a willingness to give something to the universe in return for what we are to receive. Nature does not give man anything. Man must pay a price for all these priceless treasures. Metaphysical alchemy, the secret power of the ages, may be used in your own life to convert your ideas into golden treasures, if you wish to become rich. Or you may use this secret miracle power, as so many geniuses of history have, to achieve some worthwhile goal through releasing your creative talents in other ways. Everyone does not want to become a millionaire. Many people are satisfied to have a comfortable income and security for old age. Such people may still benefit from a study of this metaphysical alchemy, for with this power of transmutation, they may convert their time, thoughts, energies, and efforts into substantial rewards that will sustain them comfortably throughout life. 16 Gold Keys to Metaphysical Alchemy We shall study the lives of some of the world's richest men, past and present, and see how they have used our 16 gold keys to metaphysical alchemy. In each instance you will discover, these successful men have used one or more of these gold keys to unlock the secret doors to the treasures of the universe. Vision Courage Organizational ability Willingness to take chances An expansive mind Enthusiasm Sharing their wealth Thrift Integrity Loyalty, intensity of desire, good judgment, ability to make right decisions, determination, patience, persistence. Everyone has had an idea at some time in his life, which, if followed through, might have produced a fortune. The only difference between the richest men in the world and ordinary people is that these men followed through with their creative ideas and used one or all of the above 16 golden keys to riches. Let us study some of these successful men's lives and see how they applied the principle of metaphysical alchemy to their ideas and lives. The Key to the Rockefeller Fortune Perhaps one of the most outstanding fortunes in the entire world is that of the Rockefeller oil empire. The late John D. Rockefeller Sr. transmuted his ideas into a vast worldwide financial empire that is still blessing millions with its productivity and products.
What keys did Rockefeller use to transmute the products of Earth into billions of dollars? Vision was the first golden key that Rockefeller used in this process of transmutation. Back in the early days when the automobile was still in its infancy, he had the metaphysical vision to realize that one day the wheels of industry would turn with oil. He obtained oil leases on land that was useless on the surface and harnessed the natural resources of the earth by drilling oil wells. Anyone else who had vision could have done the same thing. Vision was the key to the Rockefeller fortune. However, Rockefeller used other keys that are given in our list. He had great organizational ability and formed a company which he headed. He also showed a willingness to take chances, number four on our list, and risked his capital, which he had to first borrow on this extremely hazardous undertaking. He showed enthusiasm and expansive mind, numbers five and six on our list. He had thrift and integrity. He also exhibited good judgment and the ability to make the right decisions. He shared his wealth. Millions of people have been helped by the scientific and medical discoveries of that altruistic organization, the Rockefeller Foundation. He also used the last three keys on our list, determination, patience, and persistence. Rockefeller loved his work. He was at his desk early and remained until late at night, personally taking care of the thousands of details that came up daily. He continued this habit of work until he was in his 90s. His enthusiasm gave him amazing glandular stimulus that carried him successfully through periods of illness, worries and problems that might have floored a weaker-willed person. Andrew Carnegie and his Golden Touch It is said of Andrew Carnegie that he possessed the Golden Touch. Everything he undertook turned out successfully. This was no accident. It was the result of painstaking care and effort, coupled with an intuitive sense that was almost psychic. In his youth in Scotland, Carnegie was extremely poor. He had one great determination early in his life. It was to be a great success and make a vast fortune, so he could help the world in some way. His desire to become rich was not motivated by greed and selfishness. He had a great desire to give his poor family the comforts of life, as well as to share his wealth with the world. Carnegie exhibited vision as an early trait. When he came to America, he saw the great possibilities of an expanding economy in a new country, where the industrial and motor age were booming. Carnegie fastened his mind on steel as the foundation of his future fortune. He used golden key number five, an expansive mind, and first accumulated all the knowledge he could regarding the production and refinement of steel products. He worked hard and observed everything carefully. He worked in a steel mill where he got first-hand experience and gradually worked his way to the top of his own company. He showed qualities of organizational ability and good judgment in hiring good men to head his organization. He founded his own steel company and obtained financial backing from banks because of his integrity and ability. Gave away hundreds of millions? After building his vast fortune, Carnegie gave away hundreds of millions of dollars. One of his greatest gifts was 1,200 public libraries throughout America. This golden key number seven, a desire to share his wealth, was the key to Carnegie's character and one of the reasons why he succeeded. He also founded Carnegie Hall, a cultural institution that has brought priceless treasures to New York City for many years.
He had numerous other philanthropies and charities which he supported. He believed that wealth should be distributed for the good of all mankind, and that it should be used to help humanity. His own life was a living example of this creed of generosity. Andrew Carnegie used every one of our sixteen golden keys to perform the metaphysical miracle of building a vast fortune. The Hearst Publishing Empire The great publishing empire that was built by William Randolph Hearst was based on the sixteen golden keys we are studying. Hearst was left a considerable fortune by his father. He took this money and bought up newspapers and magazines until he had established himself as the most powerful publisher in the world. Hearst transmuted ideas into a steady stream of gold that made him one of the world's richest men. What metaphysical miracle power did he use? Hearst started with the golden key of vision, first on our list, for he realized that a growing America would need newspapers and magazines to keep itself informed on worldwide happenings. He used keys number 3 and 12, for he had great organizational ability, and when he chose Arthur Brisbane to become his editorial assistant, he showed good judgment. It was Brisbane who helped Hearst give America the type of journalism it seemed to want. He appealed to the masses with sensational headlines and exciting stories of sex, scandal and crime, which sold millions of copies of papers. Other golden keys on our list that Hearst used to build his vast fortune were courage, an expansive mind, enthusiasm, loyalty, intensity of desire, ability to make the right decisions, determination, patience, and persistence. Onassis, the Golden Greek Aristotle Onassis is known as the Golden Greek. He started life as an ordinary seaman, rose to a position as an officer in the Greek Navy, and learned all about ships and the sea. He had vision, the first key on our golden list. He realized that modern shipping of goods was too expensive. If he could find a way to use cheaper labor, fewer men and faster ships, he could make a fortune. He obtained financing and soon had a vast fleet of ships sailing around the world. He is now one of the world's largest ship owners, and his fortune is estimated to be nearly a billion. What keys did Onassis use in his climb to fame and fortune? In addition to vision, he showed tremendous determination, 14 on our list. He had courage, willingness to take a chance, enthusiasm, an expansive mind, good judgment, the ability to make the right decisions, and patience and persistence. All these factors combined aided him in his rapid rise to a vast shipping empire. Courage, the key to Henry J. Kaiser's wealth. The main key to the vast fortune built by Henry J. Kaiser is courage. When the government needed ships rapidly in order to win the war in the South Pacific, every builder said it would take months to ready the vessels. Kaiser had the courage and vision to promise the ships within 30 days. This was an impossible feat, and everyone expected him to fail. Kaiser brought the assembly line methods used in manufacturing cars to the shipbuilding field. Within 30 days, the Liberty ships that helped win the war were rolling off his assembly lines. What miracle powers did Henry J. Kaiser use? In addition to courage and vision, this creative genius used the metaphysical keys of organizational ability, willingness to take chances, enthusiasm, integrity, intensity of desire, good judgment, ability to make right decisions, determination, patience, and persistence.
the new millionaires of Hollywood. Spectacular successes are the exception, not the rule. However, in the make-believe land of Hollywood, this same metaphysical miracle power of mental alchemy has worked to create new millionaires. In the old days, when movies first began, such people as Harold Lloyd, Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford, Griffith DeMille Goldwyn, Zanuck, Selznick and many others, rose to positions of fame, power and riches overnight. In almost every one of these great careers, the golden metaphysical keys we have listed were used. The miracle power of mental alchemy is not dead today. It is as alive and powerful as it was in the days when the above made their fortunes. They say that Frank Sinatra is worth approximately $35 million. What golden keys did he use? He had vision, courage, a willingness to take chances, enthusiasm, intensity of desire, good judgment, determination, and patience. When his career as a singer had run its course, everyone thought he was a has-been. However, he persisted and had a great desire to become a dramatic actor. When the picture, From Here to Eternity, was being cast, he convinced the producer and director of that picture that he should play the leading dramatic role. His success in that part won for him an Academy Award, and he went on to become one of Hollywood's brightest stars and a very rich man. Today he owns his own record company, a motion picture producing unit, and far-flung interests and properties, including his own private airplane. He is the friend and confidant of presidents and industrial giants. Truly the metaphysical alchemy he used worked miracles for this unknown Italian boy who started life with nine strikes against him. Bing Crosby's story is somewhat similar. The famous singer used most of the 16 metaphysical miracle keys we have listed, especially vision, courage, and persistence, to achieve a permanent spot in Hollywood's bright firmament of stars. Walt Disney's Million Dollar Consciousness One of Hollywood's most outstanding examples of how to build a million-dollar consciousness through the principles of mental and metaphysical alchemy, which we are studying, was Walt Disney. Through the chemistry of his mind, he wove the warp and woof of a tapestry of dreams which poured a steady golden stream into his coffers. The metaphysical mixture he used was one of vision, courage, organizational ability, enthusiasm, an expansive mind, loyalty, intensity of desire, good judgment, ability to make the right decisions, determination, patience, and persistence. Not only did Walt Disney grow rich and famous, but he enriched the world with the magic he discovered, a magic which he infused in all his productions. He never knew a failure because he first built the consciousness of creative mind, and this in turn enriched his life, as well as the lives of millions throughout the world. The Magic of a Creative Idea Mental alchemy begins in the magic of a creative idea. When we say the name Sears Roebuck, we envision a multi-million dollar organization begun with the idea that was new in mail-order merchandising in the minds of two men, Sears and Roebuck. They used all of the 16 golden keys given in our study to build a most successful merchandising empire. When you think of rubber, you think of Goodrich or Firestone. When you think of drugs, you automatically think of Liggett. Revlon calls to mind Charles Revlon. Chrysler Corporation brings to mind the creative genius of Walter Chrysler. Lipton brings to mind tea, Ford Automobiles, Hilton Hotels, Wrigley Chewing Gum, Helena Rubinstein Cosmetics, Arbuckle Coffee. 
Always the vision of some man or woman has been responsible for a new product, or new methods of merchandising an old product. Each of these vast fortunes, represented by the products associated with their names, was created from the mental alchemy of an idea that was projected by the person for whom the product or company was named. In each instance of the above companies or individuals, our 16 metaphysical golden keys were used to create the product and the company. Can one become a millionaire today? Many people complain that in the old days when most of the world's great fortunes were made, there were no high taxes and anyone could become a millionaire. Today, they argue, it is difficult, if not impossible, to become rich. Let us examine this theory more fully in our study of how to put to our own use the secret miracle power employed by the world's richest men. Let us briefly study six examples of new millionaires who were recently interviewed on David Susskind's television program, Open End. The program was called Money Talks. Edward Lamb began as a corporation lawyer early in his career. He ran for the Senate on the Republican ticket and was defeated during the Depression years. He became vitally interested in sociological problems during the lean years of the 30s and became associated with the labor movement. He has represented all 77 of the national and international labor unions. He believed that the road to riches lay in the direction of serving mankind. Later, Mr. Lamb went into the newspaper publishing business and gradually built a $50 million empire of many and diverse interests. When he was asked, how does it feel to be rich? He replied that one does not actually ever feel rich, for one's wealth is always measured by the size of one's debts. His is incentive in life is the fun of accomplishment, the desire to serve humanity, and a natural instinct to want to be on the winning side. Mr. Lamb has used all of our metaphysical golden keys in his rise to fame and fortune. Tremendous Responsibility of Riches Mr. Marvin Cratter is president and chairman of an enormous brewery. He recently bought Ebbets Field and built the new Ruppert's Brewery on the valuable property. Mr. Cratter stated, one, that wealth was a tremendous responsibility to the person who had it. What was Mr. Cratter's incentive to wealth? He started life under humble circumstances, but he had a tremendous desire to advance his interests so he could afford the comforts of life wealth, he declared. is comforting, but you cannot stop easily when you have made the first million. Something in the human spirit, a desire for more power, or an involvement in the destinies of others continually impels one forward, no matter how many J millions he has. Mr. Cratter stated that a person who has made a fortune has a moral responsibility to his employees, his stockholders, and those who share in his products and profits. This responsibility extends to the public, the source of all wealth, ultimately. Wealth, he believes, imposes restrictions and obligations which cannot be taken lightly. $60 million in assets Louis Lesser is another new millionaire. He has control of assets which total $60 million. He rose from a door-to-door -door salesman of magazines to become the owner of numerous oil wells and chairman of the board of Lesser Corporation. His incentive to wealth came when he was a young man. He wanted to make a million dollars so that he could quit and travel around the world and enjoy life. He explained that when he'd reached that goal and had made his first million, he became involved in so many ventures that he could not stop. 
He warns against greed as a motivating force to fortune, stating that this negative emotion often destroys those who exercise it. After he'd made his vast fortune, Mr. Lesser began to give his money to many charitable organizations, including the City of Hope and other groups. Mr. Lesser certainly used most of the golden metaphysical keys given on our list, especially those of vision, courage, determination, sharing his wealth and persistence. From $250 to millions. Mr. Wallace Johnson, who runs 50 corporations, including the fabulous Holiday Inns, borrowed $250 when he was a young man. With this money, he went into his first business venture. Through hard work, shrewd investments, and knowing what the public wants, Mr. Johnson snowballed that original small capital into a multi-million dollar fortune and businesses that span 50 different corporations. His secret of wealth. Give the public value for their money. Be aware of the public's needs and then fill those needs with products that are as good as you can possible produce. He said, success? I am still looking for it and working very hard. Perhaps in those words is the true incentive which has made Mr. Johnson a multi-millionaire. He drifted into a fortune of $120 million. Perhaps the most startling success story of all these six new millionaires is that of David Murdoch. When he was a very young man, he drifted from job to job, not sure of where he was going. One desire he did have, however, to become rich. In 1946, something impelled him to go to Phoenix, Arizona, and there he laid the foundation of his future fortune. His investments in real estate and other business ventures, his faith in the great destiny of the West, and his overwhelming desire for achievement were the keystones to the building of his vast fortune. He surely showed vision, determination, courage, good judgment, ability to make the right decisions, an expansive mind, and determination patience and persistence in his climb up the ladder of success. The challenges of life spurred him on. Thomas J. Bullock started out to seek fame and fortune at the age of 26. Something told him that his destiny would be fulfilled in New Mexico. The country teemed with hidden possibilities, which could make one rich if one had the vision and foresight to see it. In the barren desert land of that arid state, Mr. Bullock discovered oil, and he was on his way to achieving his boyhood dream of success. Mr. Bullock wanted to serve the people of the state that had made him rich. He successfully ran for governor and added new laurels to his crown of success. All life is a challenge, Mr. Bullock believes, and one must be prepared to meet that challenge by facing life's obstacles and overcoming them. He also believes that one must utilize all one's gifts and skills in converting nature's free resources into usable products that will enrich and benefit humanity. He thinks of himself as only a trustee for wealth, and that he must use money to do as much good as possible for the people he serves. Only then, he said, is one worthy of such a high and sacred trust. How to Motivate the Miracle Power to Acquire Riches 1. First, unlimited your consciousness by having vision. Know that it is possible for you to become as wealthy as you wish to be. There is no limit except that you place on yourself. The Bible says, Without vision the people perish. Have the vision to see yourself successful and rich. If you do not want a million or more, 
Then ask the divine mind within for security for yourself and your family. 2. Go to your public library and obtain books dealing with the lives of such rich men as Morgan Vanderbilt, Astor, Baruch, Ford, Carnegie, Hearst, Chrysler, Getty, and any other men who have built vast fortunes. Study their lives carefully. Take copious notes. Find out what mistakes they made, so you can avoid the same mistakes. Emulate their patterns of thinking and action. Become conversant with their methods and then try to apply them to your own life. 3. Turn your thoughts inward and ask the divine mind within you for ideas, formulas, inventions, stories, creative thoughts that you can use to become rich. One idea can bring millions. The law of transmutation can work for you to turn your thoughts into gold. Build your faith in your own powers of creative mind and search within until you find the key that will help you unlock doors to the treasures of the universe. 4. Sit for 15 minutes every day for one month and concentrate your thoughts on nothing but money. Mentally visualize yourself receiving a large sum of money. See yourself banking it or spending it for something you want. Go through the pleasurable emotion that such good news would bring you. Plan on all the things you would do with money if you had it. Walk on the streets and look in store windows and mentally put your mark on the things you will buy with your fortune when your dream ship comes in. 5. Use the money and the possessions you now have wisely and take good care of them. This will prove to your higher mind that you are capable of taking care of a big fortune and of spending it wisely. Many people waste their money, their food, and their time. Such wasteful habits prove they are not yet ready to assume the full responsibility of having a fortune or better homes or possessions. 6. Treat your present home as if it were a palace to prove to your higher mind that you are worthy of a finer home. Decorate it as tastefully as possible. If it is even a small room, keep it clean and neat. Enjoy its comfort and be grateful for it until you are able to build your consciousness and can move into a new apartment or house that will fit your expanded consciousness. 7. Every time you spend a dollar or some bigger bill, write in the white margin these words, I bless this. Under the law of the harvest, realize that every dollar you give out will return to you tenfold and enrich you. This is especially true of money spent to help others. The tithing principle used in church is an excellent one to bless your money and to multiply it. This spiritual principle can help you enrich your mind and your pocketbook. 8. Build your consciousness of wealth. Read the stock market news every night and learn the figures and facts about some of the biggest stocks in the big corporations. Do not hate Wall Street and rich people, for this will raise a mental barrier and keep you from ever getting rich. We cannot attract that which we despise, so turn your mind to trying to understand higher finance and the way the market works. The capitalistic system has made America one of the richest and most respected nations in the world. Millions of Americans have a part in American industry, and such big businesses as American Telephone, General Motors, Ford Corporation, Radio Corporation of America, Standard Oil, and Chrysler are really owned by the people who own the stock. Have a desire to become a part of this vast network of creative thought and learn all you can about industry and financing. Soon you will find the means to make investments that will pay you rich dividends in the future. 9. 
Sit down every night for the next week and ask Divine Mind to give you three ideas for improving your position in the world. Have a piece of paper and pencil with you in these periods of meditation and give yourself at least a half-hour session each time. Write down on the paper ways in which I can improve my life. Then, after asking Divine Mind for guidance, sit still and wait for the inner prompting which will come. Write down your thoughts and read them over the next day. Keep this up for a week and see what results you obtain. 10. Visit your local public park and sit on a bench or walkabout and survey it. Mentally tell yourself that you own this valuable piece of property. It is your own private estate, and you are enjoying it as if it were really your own. This exercise will give you a sense of possession and pride of ownership. Actually, you do own that park as much as any of the other people who walk there and enjoy its beauty. The fact that it does not have a fence around it, or that you don't have a deed to it, should not keep you from enjoying it. This exercise will expand your consciousness and vision. 11. Do the same thing with your public library and art gallery or museum. These public institutions, endowed by wealthy men, belong to you. Use them, enjoy them, be grateful for the treasures they possess, and enrich yourself at the fountains of knowledge, inspiration, and beauty which they possess. 12. Ask yourself, am I using my time wisely? Time is golden. It is the very essence of life and success. The precious hours that you may be wasting could, under our alchemist's law of transmutation, be turned into priceless treasures through the creative genius of your mind. Ask a millionaire on his deathbed, which he'd rather have, another million dollars or a few more moments of time. He would choose time rather than money. With your spare time, go to evening school, study books, or take a home correspondence course in some subject, which can pay you rich dividends in the future. 13. By using this metaphysical formula for achieving riches, you will undoubtedly attain financial security in your future life. If you do not attract millions, do not feel you have failed in life. Count your blessings. If you have your eyesight and hearing, you already have a million dollars in value. If you are happy in love and have a beautiful family, you know true riches. If you have peace of mind and contentment, you are probably better off than most millionaires. If you are in work you enjoy and have a bright dream for the future, you are already rich in the things that count in life. If you have your health and enjoy life, you would not trade places with a millionaire who is sick. If you are aware of the beauty of a sunset, of the ocean's dim horizons that beckon with hidden adventure, if you thrill to the song of a meadowlark, or laugh with the cadence of a flowing brook as it wends its way to the sea, you are in tune with cosmic beauty, and your soul knows true contentment and peace. If you love God and humanity, you already possess infinite treasures. Count your blessings and have faith that you can attract to yourself everything you will ever need to bring you peace, contentment, and fulfillment of your destiny. Summary 1. The miracle power used by the richest men in the world and the ancient secret of the alchemists. 2. Metaphysical alchemy, secret of the ages. The superpower of the divine or cosmic mind in man. 3. The 16 golden keys to metaphysical alchemy set out in detail. 4. 
the magic of creative ideas and how one can become a millionaire today? 5. Six new millionaires and how they used these secrets. 6. How one man drifted into a $120 million fortune. 7. How you can motivate your metaphysical miracle power to acquire riches. Chapter 10. Mastery of Life Achieved Through Metaphysical Power The illumined souls of the past who have conquered the forces of life are called masters. Such inspired teachers as Moses, Abraham, Christ, Buddha, Confucius, and Zoroaster were called masters because they had acquired complete control of the invisible forces of life and had learned how to direct them into creative channels. These great teachers could use the invisible metaphysical power they tapped to perform miracles of healing or to supply the needs of life. They not only controlled themselves, but they also controlled the forces of life as well as the people around them. You can become a master metaphysician by using the same higher creative faculties of mind and soul that these masters used to produce their miracles. Step by step you can rise in power consciousness until you have achieved complete mastery of life through this metaphysical power we shall now study together. The mystical life forces that surge within your mind, body, and soul are the same as those which motivated the great teachers of ancient times. This metaphysical power is as alive and as compelling today as it was centuries ago. In fact, with our modern scientific knowledge and our advances in all fields of learning, we can utilize this higher metaphysical power to better advantage today than ever before. Divine Science, the Lost Art There is a divine science which is above the physical and material sciences that man uses in his laboratories and which has produced such miracles as the splitting of the atom and our exploration of space. Divine science is the lost art of the ages. There is a consciousness in man's soul, which is known as soul perception, which is even greater than the consciousness possessed by the conscious and subconscious minds. When you once learn how to tap this strata of the divine mind of the cosmos, you can discover secrets that are reserved only for those who are initiated into the divine mysteries of the universe. Locked in the cells of man is the divine pattern that God has placed in his universe for all creation. When man reproduces his own kind, he does not have to search for a blueprint to create another human being. This mystic design is in every cell and atom of the living, vibrant, created universe. A blade of grass knows how to reproduce itself perfectly. An orange has this mystic pattern for creating another orange within its innermost depths. Think of the miracle of that golden fruit encased by a protective shell to keep insects and animals from destroying it, holding in its hidden depository the precious seed for its perpetuity and encasing in its innermost dimensions the sweet distillation of sun and soil and heaven-sent rains. This is a profound metaphysical miracle which all the science and skill of man-made knowledge cannot describe or duplicate. God's Secret Power in the Invisible God has placed His secret power, the metaphysical creative principle of life, in the realm of the invisible. Here it is that all the forces of nature are at work. Here, in the realm of the invisible, Man may work to control his life forces and the universe in which he lives. Great magnetic and electrical currents exist in the invisible realm where they work their magic in the sea, in the soil, and in the atmosphere in which man exists. Powerful forces of capillary attraction exist in the earth, gravity pull with its vast magnetic fields, 
controls the tides of the oceans. Electrical currents touch off thunder and lightning storms and control our weather. Vast stellar forces exert a powerful influence on our Earth. Radio, cosmic, ether, and radioactive waves bombard our planet from outer space. And yet all these forces are perfectly balanced and sustain life on this Earth in perfect harmony. Man's mind exists in this universal dynamo of power, working in its own dimension of time and space, and it may channel any or all of these invisible dynamic forces and use them to perform miracles of all kinds. Mastery, the path of achievement. In order to achieve any goal in life, there must be complete mastery of the self and of the multitude of invisible forces which surround us on this planet. The regime of mastery must begin with the self, for it is through the self that consciousness of cosmic awareness. The great teachers could control and master the invisible and mysterious forces of life, because they first learned how to master their own thoughts, their emotions, their spiritual powers of meditation, concentration, and projection. The Six Realms of Metaphysical Control There are six realms of metaphysical control. You can achieve complete mastery of your mind, your environment, other people, and the invisible forces of life when you once exercise these six realms of control. First Realm of Control Mastery of Your Thoughts All control of our life forces must begin with control of our thought currents. As thoughts are electrical and magnetic, they exert a powerful effect on our brains and on our bodies. They also go out into time and space and affect other people. The person who has control of his thoughts can direct tremendous forces and exert a powerful influence on his body, his environment, and on other people. The body's health is determined to a great extent by the thoughts one thinks. In modern psychosomatic medicine, which has to do with the effect of the thoughts and emotion on the physical body, it has been found that almost every type of human disease can be caused by man's destructive and negative thoughts. Just as disease can be induced by destructive thoughts, so too, health can be created in the body cells by the judicious selection of positive life-giving thoughts, and healing can take place in the sick when their thought atmosphere is changed from a negative one to a positive one. Proof of the Power of Thought a woman who had a benign tumor in her abdomen, which made her look as if she was pregnant, was given thought control through autosuggestion that her tumor would shrink and gradually disappear. This type of autosuggestion was given by the woman to her higher mind every night and morning for a period of three months. At that time, the tumor had shrunk to the size of one's fist. A man who had sugar diabetes and had to take daily shots of insulin to keep his blood sugar reduced was given auto-suggestions telling his higher mind that his body would begin to secrete insulin. He kept up these auto-suggestions, and within a month he lessened the amount of insulin taken. Within three months his body was secreting enough insulin so that he could discontinue the injections of insulin entirely. Doctors always hasten to point out that all cases do not respond to this type of auto-suggestion, but even if a few cases respond, it proves that there is some power within the mind of man which can be reached for purposes of healing under the right conditions. Rather than try to heal sickness, man can try to prevent it through a process of thought control and positive mental and emotional action. If thoughts can make man sick, dynamic spiritual action mentally can also heal him of sickness. Regime for Control of Your Thoughts 1. 
Sit for half an hour a day and meditate on your thought processes. Be conscious of your thoughts all during that time. At first, do not try to control them. Let them run rampant, but be aware of what is happening. You will see how uncontrolled they are, how they jump here and there without any order or control. The second day of your meditation, try to stop the rapid changing of thoughts and select one thought at a time. Fasten your mind on that thought and think exclusively of it, and do not let go of the thought until you choose to. From an Indian guru or teacher, I learned the secret method some Indians use to achieve mastery of their thoughts. He told me to mentally visualize my brain as a tree, and my vacillating thoughts as little monkeys jumping from branch to branch in that tree. Then, he urged me to mentally pick up each monkey and put him into a mental bag. He would kick and scream and fight, but one must forcibly eject him from his perch in the tree. This process is to continue until all the monkeys are safely in the bag and the tree is free of their screaming, jumping, and chattering confusion. This is a good method to use to clear your mind of unwanted, confusing, disoriented, and negative thoughts. You must force the issue at first and eradicate all unwanted thoughts. Gradually, you will choose only those positive, beautiful, and inspiring thoughts that you wish to dwell in your mind. You will find the release of tremendous power when you have once achieved mastery of your thoughts. You will not waste all your electrical and magnetic energy on useless thoughts. You will be able to overcome worry and fear and other negative emotions that erode your mind and decrease your physical vitality and energy. 2. Now you are ready for the process of selection of suitable thoughts that you want to occupy your mind. Your destiny is shaded by your thoughts. Choose every day what thoughts you want to accompany you in your business life, your social and personal life. These should be thoughts that are inspiring, good, healthful, beautiful, opulent, joyous, expectant, and friendly. If you want to motivate people to friendly action with your thoughts, send out the magnetic thoughts of love and friendship. Emerson's injunction of how to have friends is a good one. To have a friend, be a friend. Passive love treatment to control others. One lady who came to my lectures in Carnegie Hall complained that her husband nagged and abused her constantly. She could hardly stand being in his presence because of his constant negativity and criticism. I told her how to insulate her mind against this barrage of negativity by simply saying to herself every time he was negative, I send you only thoughts of love and kindness. You are created in the image and likeness of God, and I see only the divine image within you. She held to her course of passive love treatment for a month. She came back and told me that for some mysterious reason, her husband had begun to change in his attitude toward her. One day he said, What's the use of my screaming at you when you greet every word I say with that vacant stare and half-smile? The magic of love gradually transformed her husband into a peaceful, understanding man. 3. Remove the negative charges that are in many thoughts and words. Refuse to entertain thoughts in your mind of things you read in the papers of killings, accidents, disasters, and robberies. These negative charges must be removed every night before you go to sleep or they will haunt your conscious and subconscious minds and interfere with the free flow of electrical and magnetic currents to your body cells. One simple affirmative statement which you can say every night before going to sleep will help you clear your mind of these negative charges. I now discharge from my mind all negative thoughts of every kind that I have put into my consciousness today.
I insulate my mind with positive thoughts. I am created in the image and likeness of God spiritually. I am under His divine protection, and while I sleep my consciousness shall be bathed with His divine love, His beauty, His peace, His radiant joy. I now consign myself to His loving care and sleep soundly and safely, cradled in His loving arms. 4. During the day, while at your work or in your home, direct your conscious minds in the choice of thoughts that you shall think. Thoughts are like guests who inhabit your house. You would not choose unruly, boisterous, common visitors to come to your home who might destroy your furniture, burn holes in your carpets, and shatter your peace of mind with rude, coarse behavior. Your thoughts are also invited guests that inhabit your mental house. They can make of your mind a palace or a hovel. The choice is up to you. You can choose thoughts that are lofty, beautiful, and inspiring, and these will give a coloration to your mind and your personality that will enchant everyone you meet. 5. Avoid saying words that are obscene or telling stories that are undignified and common. They may make people laugh momentarily, but every time they think of you, they will associate you with the obscene words you used. Maintain dignity and an awareness of your high quality, and soon people will have greater respect for you. Second Realm of Control Nerve Energy In the Yoga philosophy of India, we learn that the life force, or prana, radiates throughout the entire body and gives one energy and vitality. When it is abused, this nerve energy is dissipated and wasted, and the body becomes weak and debilitated. The following regime must be mastered in order to gain control of your nerve energy. It will give you more power, better health, youthful vitality, and a more radiant personality. Regime for Control of Nerve Energy 1. Electricity and magnetism radiate from your brain centers to all the nerves and muscles of your body. If this life force is dissipated, the cells and nerves of the body are starved and suffer grave consequences that can even make one sick. To control the nerve energy, you must avoid all unnecessary movements of the hands, feet, and body. Sit in practice sessions of five or ten minutes and hold your body absolutely still. Do not move a muscle. You may have to blink your eyes at first until you have achieved control of even this function. As you hold your body in this type of rigid control, breathe deeply and hold the breath for a count of four before releasing it. The electricity and magnetism which radiate to your nerves is in the air about you. You must breathe it into your lungs consciously, and then after holding it for four counts, exhale it. You build the prana or life force through your breathing. 2. Now sit in practice and meditate on one specific part of your body, say your right hand. Consciously move each of your fingers, closing them and shutting them at will. Then move your concentration up your arm to your shoulder. Raise the arm and hold it in rigid position above your head for a few moments only. Concentrate all your nerve energy in that hand and arm. You will feel warm currents flowing throughout your arm in a few movements of the hands, feet, and body. Sit in practice sessions. Many people have used this method for zone therapy to heal parts of their body by concentrating on sending the healing magnetic currents to the affected parts. One lady in our classwork in Carnegie Hall had a son who was in the army stationed in a very cold country. He complained in his letters how cold he felt at night and how his feet nearly froze.
His mother wrote telling him of the method of nerve control she had learned, and the boy tried it, sending his concentrated nerve energy to his feet. He said that in a few moments' time they became so warm that he had to put them outside the blankets to cool them. Energy flows wherever you direct your thoughts. Nerve current flows instantly where you think. Many people who have had sluggish hearts or inefficient stomachs have used this method of nerve control to direct their thoughts on the ailing organ and have achieved miraculous results in a short time. 3. To direct nerve energy to your brain for inspirational and creative power, visualize your breath as a golden beam of light which radiates up your spinal column to your head and floods your brain with its creative energy. As you breathe deeply to 10 or 15 counts, press your diaphragm and feel that the column of air is like a fountain, shooting its pranic force up your spinal cord and radiating over your brain in a golden flood of power and inspiration. Your brain will come to life when you use this exercise, and you will be able to create wonderful things. Most of our great geniuses in the arts and sciences use this secret power to turn on the inspirational nervous energy of their brain. Third Realm of Control Your Emotions We have studied elsewhere in this book about the value of the emotions and how to avoid negative, destructive emotions. Now let us learn the regime for control of all the minds and bodies' emotions so we can better direct the life force for creative and constructive purposes. Regime for Control of Your Emotions 1. Mastery of your emotions is essential if you are to become a master of life. You cannot let your emotions control you. You must control the emotions, especially the negative ones. We know that the most destructive emotions are fear, hatred, worry, jealousy, greed, and selfishness. We also know that the positive emotions are love, joy, good, charity, forgiveness, and compassion. When a negative emotion tries to control your mind, substitute its opposite emotion immediately. For instance, when you are actively hating some person, realize this emotion is destructive and will harm you in some way. Change the thought to one of love and understanding. If you cannot really love the person, Try to understand him and reason out why he acts the way he does. Then become tolerant of the person and neutralize your hatred of him and his actions. When you feel miserable and unhappy, substitute a positive emotion in its place. Try to visualize some good that is coming to you or some past event that brought you happiness and by dwelling on this positive emotion, you will automatically neutralize the negative one. Two. Practice each day with a new positive emotion until you are able to build a control regime for every emotion and every day of your life. Choose a different emotion for each day and live in the conscious awareness of that emotion for that day. For example, Monday, your tranquility day. Concentrate your thoughts on remaining tranquil and calm no matter what happens. Tuesday, your day of courage. Face life's problems with courage and do not flinch from facing reality. Wednesday, your day to live with beauty. Find new beauty in your environment. Be aware of nature's beauty. See the beauty of soul in everyone you meet. Thursday, your truth day. Practice to see the truth and express the truth in your dealings with others. Friday, your day of love. 
This healing emotion should be expressed all day in all contacts with others. Saturday, your day of forgiveness of others' slights, sins, and offenses against you. Sunday, your day of contemplation on the divine mystery behind all life. A day of worship and prayer. Fourth realm of control. Your body. The body can make insatiable demands on your mind and time if you do not control it and its appetites. Nothing is ever perfect. It's either too hot or too cold. Appetites nag the body constantly, from a desire for food and water, to a desire for sexual satisfaction. The true master learns that he must control his body early in life, or he will spend a lifetime in misery and discomfort. Regime for Control of Your Body The following regime is the one used by higher yoga in India for this body control. 1. Sit in the Buddha pose with your legs folded under you and your hands resting in your lap. Now concentrate the power of your mind on the area of your head. Close your eyes as you do this exercise. Visualize your head with its functions of sight, taste, smell, hearing, and thinking. See your brain as a physical organ capable of all kinds of thoughts and emotions. Hold your thoughts on your head for several moments and try to control each of the five senses. Be aware of your sense of hearing. Listen to the sounds in the room, the clock ticking, the sounds in the street, the distant barking of a dog, or the blowing of a siren. 2. Now concentrate on your sense of sight. Open your eyes and look about the room. Register as many objects as you can see. Hold your gaze on a spot on the wall for a count of ten. Increase it until you can hold your eyes on one spot for a period of five minutes or more without blinking. This may take you several days or even weeks to accomplish. Do not rush it. Take your time and achieve control of this faculty of sight gradually. Then expand your vision to inner sight. Close your eyes and see how many mental pictures you can accurately recall from your past. Hold your body still while you are performing this exercise. 3. Now concentrate your faculties on the sense of taste. Take something sweet on your tongue and concentrate on its sweetness. Do the same with salt or something bitter. Let your faculties dwell on what you are tasting and nothing else. 4. Now develop the faculty of smell. Have incense burning in your meditation period and as this aroma floods your being, be aware of the sense of smell. Another time you may take the bloom of a flower or a drop of perfume, which you concentrate on, letting your sense impressions be concentrated on the odor you wish to examine. 5. The sense of touch should next be developed. Hold a piece of wood in your hands, close your eyes and feel its rough texture. Change it to the petals of a rose, Feel the velvety softness and be aware of the difference. Change the objects you concentrate on until you are able with your eyes closed to tell the difference between things you hold in your hands. 6. Now concentrate on your heart and its rhythmic beating. Do not try to control it. Just be aware of it in an impersonal way. Later, when you have gained control of your bodily functions, you can slow down the rhythm of your heart or accelerate it. You can do this with your blood pressure and other bodily functions at will. But for the present, just be satisfied to listen to your heartbeat and be aware of the life rhythm within you. 7. 
Do the same type of concentration on your stomach and its functioning. Be aware of the stomach. Visualize its workings. See the process of osmosis within that organ, which permits the fluids to pass through the walls of the intestines into the bloodstream. Be aware of your digestion for 10 or 15 minutes. Some people have been able to control their stomachs with amazing power and regulate the flow of hydrochloric acid and aid in the process of digestion consciously and at will. Fifth Realm of Control Other People It is easy to follow all of the above four realms of control relating to the self. It is a matter of discipline and habit to gain control of your thoughts, your emotions, your nerve energy, and your bodily functions. Our fifth realm of control is a little more difficult for it has to do with the actions of others. You cannot always control the actions of others, but you can control their effect on you and your destiny. With your mind power, you can to a great extent determine the people you will attract into your orbit of activity. The quality of the persons you attract as friends will, to a great extent, determine their influence on your future destiny. Choose your friends well, and when you have made your choice, Use the following regime of control to make certain that your friends and acquaintances do not infringe on your privacy and affect your decisions and actions. Regime for Control of Other People 1. To control other people, you must first win their respect and admiration. People will be friendly to you if you first show friendliness towards them. In social groups, where you do not know many people and you wish to enlarge your sphere of friends, Make yourself known to others. Be friendly and take the initiative in breaking the social ice. They are as anxious to be friends as you are, but many times people are hampered by conventions and modesty and will not take the first step to be friends. An example of this in my own life is an instance where I went to a big Hollywood party and saw a lonely-looking, unattractive man sitting in a corner by himself. No one paid any attention to him. They were all courting the famous stars, directors, and producers who were there. I sought out the lonely-looking man and introduced myself, not knowing his identity, and chatted with him for fully an hour. I found him amusing, well-read, and charming. When he got up to leave, he said, I am very much impressed by you, young man, and I'd like to have lunch with you one day so we can talk some more. He handed me his card and made a luncheon date for the following week. I glanced at the card and saw that it was Irvin Cobb, the famous humorist and novelist. His taciturn appearance often kept people from making friends with him. But he had a heart of gold, a wonderful sense of humor, and turned out to be one of my best friends. Through his contacts, I was able to further my early career tremendously. 2. When you meet a person for the first time, try to fix his name in your mind for future reference. Also make it a point to talk about things that interest him. In this way you can direct his interest and attention to those subjects that he is conversant with. His wife, his children, his work, his home, his car. These are all things that give him a sense of familiarity with you and make him like you without being conscious of the reasons why. 3. If you really want to win control of other people, try to avoid what I call rough corners in the conversation. Avoid discussing differing viewpoints in religion, politics, and other controversial subjects. When you know a person better, you can risk offending him by giving your opposing viewpoints. Get the other person to drift along with you on the conversational stream 
and you will find that it is easier to get control of his mind than if you oppose him and make him dislike you at once. 4. When you meet new friends, make it a point to try and praise something in their personality, their clothes, their voices, or something they have accomplished, which merits praise. People like flattery, and you can gain control of friends through subtle praise and flattery. One man I know who is a real estate broker has mastered this principle of control of others to a fine point. He told me his secret one day. I make every man feel like a prince and every woman like a queen, he said. I try to find out something about the person's work, and then I praise his ability and his accomplishments. It works like magic. Of course, he hastened to add, I am sincere in my praise. I really choose something that I admire about the person or his work, otherwise I would not sound convincing and sincere. This man has made millions of dollars in business through this simple formula to control other people. 5. When you first meet a person, get on a personal and emotional level with him as soon as possible. Remember the four things that mean most to everyone emotionally. A. Self-preservation. Things pertaining to food, nourishment, and general health. This is always a safe topic of conversation and interests everyone. B. Money and financial security. People all like to discuss business, the stock market, the business they are in, and other things pertaining to money. See, love and sex. This is always a good topic of conversation, if kept on a dignified, intelligent basis. The ego recognition or social acceptance. When you give a person your attention and praise, you are automatically elevating his ego, and this cannot help but win his admiration of you. 6. When you are trying to win control of others, use the word you in your conversation as much as possible. Get the person to agree with you, and soon you will control the direction of his thoughts. People are conditioned to self-interest. This is not selfishness. It is a matter of early training and mental conditioning. The word you is more appealing to others than the word I. Remember this when you first meet people, and you will soon win their attention and be able to control them. 7. Encourage and inspire a person if you are trying to win his friendship and control of his mind. Too often people discourage others, and this dampens their enthusiasm and makes them withdraw into a shell. If you give encouragement and inspiration to a person, he will remember you affectionately, because this is an unusual trait. Most people knock others and tend to discourage and disparage them. The Sixth Realm of Control Soul Perception There is a fourth-dimensional realm which is above the physical and material, as we have learned elsewhere in our study. This is the realm of the soul. Here it is that man may have divine perception if he once learns how to ascend to this lofty realm of perception and know the past, present, and future. Mystics are able to achieve miracles when they once learn how to control this vital function of the human psyche. Regime for Attaining Soul Perception 1. Sit in meditation for at least half an hour a day and enter the inner sanctuary of the soul by withdrawing your mind from outer material and physical things. Contemplate during that time on the divine mystery, the nature of God, the mystery of life, your spiritual identity. Let your mind be inspired by candlelight, incense, and soft music. Forget the cares and burdens of the day. Withdraw your mind from problems and worries. 
Hold your mind on the sacred image of the Godhead that is implanted within your own immortal soul. 2. Concentrate your thoughts on the divine mind within your consciousness. In meditation, ask this higher power for guidance in your life. Bring specific things to the attention of the Father within. This session should take about 15 minutes a day and is different from the above type of meditation where you think only of the divine mystery. In this session, you can bring to the divine mind specific questions you want answered, problems you want solved. Ask this higher mind, just as you would a friend, what should I do? How will I solve this problem? Where can get the money for my needs? How can I find another job? Should I marry this person? Should I move to California? Then, sit in the silence and wait for the inner self to answer. Sometimes the soul perception does not occur immediately. Do not get discouraged. Go about your regular activities and suddenly, like a flash of inspiration, the answer will come. Soul perception gives you clues as to your future events, persons you will meet and trips you will take, long in advance of the materialization of the actual physical or material event. 3. Soul perception comes when we are peaceful and quiescent. Still the turbulence in your environment if you wish to receive the divine pulsations of intuition and prophecy. See how this divine force works in nature. It is in the still, secret places of the earth that the acorn sports and grows. It is within the innermost, silent places of the egg that the chick matures and grows strong enough to burst forth from its prison house. Soul perception flourishes in an atmosphere of peace and stillness. It vanishes in the presence of discord, friction, bickering, selfishness, and greed. When you want intuitive guidance for any purpose of life, surround yourself with an atmosphere of quiet, order, and harmony. Then petition the divine mind within for miracle of creativity which you desire. 4. To encourage the divine presence within the sanctuary of your soul, live in the atmosphere of divine love every day of your life. As God is love, a loving heart and soul will most certainly encourage the divine visitant that dwells in the serene and loving souls of those who are attuned to godliness. Chapter 11 How to Tap the Divine Mind Power Currents of the Cosmos there is a vast tidal wave of cosmic power that ebbs and flows throughout the interstices of the universe. It is this creative intelligence of the cosmic mind that created all things and which sustains the universe. When you once learn how to tap the divine mind power currents of the cosmos, you will be in tune with the infinite and all metaphysical power will be yours. Let us study the methods by which this cosmic power radiates throughout creation and learn how we may avail ourselves of its omniscience omnipotence, and omnipresence. There is a miracle power in every blade of grass and a divine mystery in every robin's egg. With all his scientific knowledge and skill, man is not yet able to duplicate the mysterious forces of the cosmos. He can, however, work with them and perform seeming miracles. See how the cosmic intelligence created trees so they could breathe in the carbon dioxide that humans and animals exhale and replace it with fresh, life-giving oxygen. See how this cosmic intelligence produces from the soil the food, the lumber, gold, oil, and coal that mankind needed to survive throughout the ages. And now, when these natural resources are being used up rapidly, future generations can be heated and motorized 
by the cosmic power that was released through the splitting of the atom. See what vast resources this cosmic intelligence has placed within the Earth's seas. Fish for food, gold, diamonds, and oil in abundance, which man is now learning how to extract from the Earth's seas. See the miracle of a growing tree, which gives man shelter, food, lumber, rubber, sugar, fruits in abundance, and perfume and flowers. The cosmic mind has not neglected one single aspect of man's needs in its creation of the universe. See how the divine mind power currents of the cosmic mind work in the lower forms of creation. The swallows of Capistrano always know the exact day to fly back to their nests in the famous mission. The salmon knows how to swim back upstream to spawn and complete its life cycle. One eel in the Saragossa Sea swims back 3,000 miles to where it was born to lay its eggs and hatch its young. So accurate is its cosmic memory that it never forgets the place where it was spawned. In nature, this cosmic mind has given to all its creatures protective cover and camouflage for their perpetuation. The snake is mottled and colored like its environment. The crab and the armadillo are given bony armor to protect them from their enemies. The squid and the octopus eject a stream of inky substance to conceal themselves when in danger. The puff adder blows itself up with air into a formidable size to frighten off its enemies. One species of lizard is able to detach its tail when it is caught and later grow a new tail. There are thousands of these amazing miracles in the realm of nature. When we examine them carefully, we must be convinced that some superior intelligence is at work in the universe, which not only created all things, but sustains them with a miraculous system of instinct and built-in intelligence that automatically causes them to perpetuate their species and survive. The Divine Mind Within Man When he was questioned about the amazing miracles that he performed, the master metaphysician Jesus replied, It is not I, but the Father within. He doeth the work. Who was this mysterious Father within of which Jesus spoke? Obviously it was a higher power than the Master's own conscious mind, or he would not have made such pointed reference to it. Now with our modern understanding of the human psyche and the studies made by our psychologists and scientists, we know that this statement by Jesus referred to a divine mind power which radiates in and through all human beings, and that man may tap these divine currents for all kinds of miracles. When we see the miracles of healing that are performed through the medium of prayer, faith, and spiritual meditation, we must be convinced that some dynamic superforce is set into motion in the human consciousness, which does the work of healing in the body. This divine mind power which flows throughout the cosmos is focalized in the human consciousness in dynamic currents, and when a person knows how to release this spiritual power, he can literally perform miracles. Five Channels Through Which Divine Mind Works in order to use this power of the divine mind, you must first understand how it works. Just as electricity was in the atmosphere for millions of years and could have been tapped by man for his use, so too, this divine mind power is available for any person who wants to use it. But first he must understand the dynamic universal laws under which it works. There are five channels through which the divine mind power currents of the cosmos work. There. 1. The conscious volitional mind, where man has the power to choose his destiny and the events of his life. 2. 
the sense perceptions which reveal the physical and material universe. 3. The intuitive faculties which set the divine mind into action. Psyches and extrasensory perception. 4. Soul perception, man's inner spiritual awareness, in which God speaks to man in the silence of man's own immortal soul. Man's awareness of his immortality and divinity. 5. The cosmic memory, the cell's intelligence, and the storehouse of racial memories, where are stored all the chemical and cellular formulas for creating all living things in the universe. God's memory and the ultimate achievement by man through cosmic consciousness or awareness. Channel 1 Your Conscious Mind The conscious mind in man is also known as the objective mind. It is this mind that makes you aware of yourself, your mental powers, and the outer objective world in which you live. It is through your conscious mind that you are aware of the cosmos and its orderly arrangement. It is in man's conscious mind that he feels the need for worship of a superior intelligence, which he has named God. It is in this realm of conscious control that you feel the need to align yourself with some vast, superior force which you intuitively feel created you in the entire universe. Your conscious mind is the mind which chooses the people who shall be in your life and who help mold your future destiny. It is also the force within you that helps you select the events that make up the pattern of your destiny. Someone has rightly said, Destiny is not a matter of chance, but of choice. It is not something to be waited for, but rather something to be achieved. The laws ruling your conscious mind. The conscious mind can only reflect the higher power of the divine. Mind when you are aware of your true divinity. When you know that this God power is within you, as it is in every cell of the visible and invisible universe, you will become infused with a new life force. There will be new purposefulness and meaning to your entire life. There are laws that rule this conscious mind, and you must observe these laws if you wish to avail yourself of the efficiency and dynamic power that is inherent in your conscious volitional mind. 1. The Law of Order the law of order is a cosmic one in that it applies to all creation. There is order in the heavens. All the planets revolve in their orbits without confusion or collision. Think of the countless billions of stars and solar systems, bigger than our own, which are involved in a cosmic scheme so vast the mind of man cannot comprehend it. Then realize that these planets have such a system of order in their workings that we set our earth clocks by them. Duplicate this law of order in your own mind. Have a schedule by which you live. Write down a list each day of the things you want to accomplish that day. Have a plan and system underlying everything you do. Keep track of your expenditures daily. Rockefeller's system, on which he built his vast fortune, consisted in jotting down every expenditure, even if it was only a few cents. The mental habits he built of order and system later extended to his vast financial empire and made him a multimillionaire. 2. The Law of Balance Never let your mind race out of control, for the law of balance in nature demands that we pay a price for every excess. The law of the balance is likened to the swinging of a pendulum. The same arc it prescribes in its upward motion it must duplicate in its downward swing. When you carry any emotion or indulgence to excess, 
Nature exacts a penalty in order to maintain the law of balance. When you do not sleep enough on one night, you must make up for it the next day, or your brain suffers from fatigue and inefficiency. An excess of alcohol or cigarettes or sleeping pills must be paid for by the body's reaction to the poisons pumped into the bloodstream. With a lowering of the body's resistance, fatigue, and a subsequent slump in all of the body's functions. The divine mind power that works through your conscious mind is a delicately balanced force and quickly withdraws when this law is upset. Each day balance work and play, love and worship, so that you do not have excesses of any one thing in any department of your life. 3. The Law of Rationality or Reason the conscious mind works best with the divine mind when you rationalize your actions and your mental processes. Be consciously aware of your use of your conscious powers. Know why you do certain things. Reason out the need for the physical emotion of love. Control the functions of your mind and body. Do not let them control you. Every year thousands of Americans commit suicide because they have lost the art of rationality. Their minds get out of control because they do not make the daily effort to reason out their actions. Back of every mental cause, there must be some physical effect. When you lose a good job through some thoughtless action, reason out the reasons for the loss. Do not blame society, the government, capitalism, or communism. The cause can be traced back to your own conscious or unconscious acts and thoughts. 4. The Law of Attraction what you put into your conscious, volitional mind becomes the pattern of that which you shall attract. There is a law of magnetic attraction which applies equally to the mind as well as to the body. You are what you think. Put only those thoughts into your conscious mind which you wish to externalize in dynamic forms of action in your outer circumstances of life. Think friendly thoughts and you will attract friends. If you think thoughts of enmity, hatred and envy, you will attract people who will personalize these traits in the outer world. You have it within the power of your conscious choice to set the stage for the enactment of your life drama. Do you wish it to be a drama or a tragedy? Is it to be a romantic love story? Is it to become a comedy in which you play the part of a clown? Do you wish a stage setting of beauty and opulence, or will you select a backdrop of ugliness and barrenness in which to act out your life drama? The choice is up to you. The power of the divine mind within you will help you externalize anything that you consciously choose. Make that choice carefully, and then sit back and watch how events will shape themselves to fit your mental pattern of action. Channel 2 Your Sense Perceptions It is through your sense perceptions that you are aware of the objective world of reality. Elsewhere in our study we have learned of the importance of the five senses, now let us learn how to channelize the divine mind power through these sense perceptions. In this way you can heighten the effectiveness of your senses and achieve a greater degree of sensitivity in these areas of mental and physical action. 1. Have an awareness of your inner subjective world. Close your eyes in this practice session that should last about half an hour. Be aware of your innermost being. See with your mental vision. Try to recall sights and colors and actions in the outer world of reality. Duplicate them and project them upon the screen of your inner mind. Then do the same thing with your senses of hearing, touch, and smell. Duplicate your daily actions and apply each of your five senses to these fields of activity. 
Rerun your day every night when you go to bed, from earliest dawn to the end of the day. This inner awareness of your subjective world of emotions, sensations, states of consciousness and perceptions will help you channelize the power of the divine mind to your every mental and physical faculty. 2. In another practice session, which should last for a full week of at least a half hour a day, sit in meditation and have an awareness of the outer, objective world in which you live. Be physically aware of heat and cold, of the room in which you meditate, of the outer world in which you work and love and play. Run through your mind the physical emotions you experience when you eat, when you work, when you dance, when you see a movie, when you love. Take a walk through a public park or street and be aware of the physical size and dimensions of trees, flowers, buildings and your surroundings. Be aware of form, dimension and physical characteristics of the environment in which you exist. Notice the trees, the leaves, flowers, the formation of the grass and bushes. If you walk on the beach, notice the sky, the distant horizon, the mountains, the blue skies, the golden sunshine. In other words, Make it a point to become physically aware of the entire objective world about you just as if you were an artist trying to reproduce everything on a canvas or an author trying to describe everything in a novel. This exercise will tend to channelize the divine mind currents to your conscious mind and increase your sense perceptions enormously. 3. Extend this awareness of your sense perceptions to your body and its needs. Consciously be aware of the form and dimensions of your physical body. Look in the mirror at yourself and study your face carefully. See what mental impressions you create in the minds of others with your facial expressions. Put onto your face the mental masks of greed, hate, jealousy, fear, and worry. See how the facial muscles respond to these negative emotions. Now change the mental mask and put on the expressions of charity, love, trust, and confidence. And see how the facial muscles pull upwards gently, giving your face a totally different expression. Channel 3. The Intuitive Faculties The power of the divine mind within you is activated by your intuitive faculties. Everyone has some psychic and intuitive ability. It can be developed so that you can receive divine guidance on every move you make in life. It is possible for man to know the future, not every specific event, but the general trend of his life and destiny. See how this power works in two of nature's great miracles. You have seen a tiny polywog in a country stream. It is a little black, squirming creature with a long tail but no legs, and certainly does not look a bit like a frog in that stage of its metamorphosis. A short time later, its tail disappears completely, and it begins to grow legs, and finally takes on its true shape as a frog. Inherent in that polywog was the image of the frog. It can be said that lowly little creature knew its ultimate destiny. The imprint was within its body cells and whatever form of mind it possesses. The same can be said of a crawling caterpillar. It certainly does not look like a golden-winged butterfly. Some divine instinct within that creature causes it to weave its cocoon and sleep throughout the long winter to emerge the following spring in its ultimate triumph as a winged creature able to soar aloft in the Empyrean blue. Inherent in the caterpillar was the divine wisdom and prophecy which caused it to weave its cocoon and become a butterfly. It can be said that its destiny was known to the caterpillar. How to Release Divine Mind Through Intuition 1. 
Intuition is the immediate knowing or learning of something without the conscious use of reasoning. You can use this gift of divine mind consciously. Be aware that you possess psychic powers and that you can tap them at any time you wish. Call upon this power of intuition whenever you are forced to make a decision between two courses of action. Ask this indwelling father questions and then wait for the answers. They will come, perhaps not at that exact moment, but at some later time. Many times, the answer will come through a letter, through another person, or even in a book which you are accidentally reading. I remember once I was in New York, and I wanted to find a certain book that contained valuable information for me. I could not locate it anywhere in New York. I gave the problem to my higher divine mind, and then forgot it. Two weeks later, I had to go to Hollywood on business. I walked into a second-hand bookstore to browse, and the first book I took down from the shelf was the book I had desired. This was the result of some higher mind that guided me to the object I wanted. 2. Psychic and intuitive gifts can be cultivated deliberately. The voice of the Spirit speaks universally to every cell of the universe. In the spring the trees burst forth in foliage, and the flowers bloom under some divine instinct, which tells them it is springtime. In the soil the seed sprouts and grows under the divine impetus to create its own kind. In man this same divine gift of intuition works its creative miracle if we are aware of the voice of the Spirit that is constantly trying to guide and direct us. Sit in the silence for at least a half hour a day, while you are consciously trying to develop this psychic and intuitive gift. Ask of this higher divine mind specific questions, and then wait for the answers. Is this person honest? Can I trust him? Should I let myself love this person? Should I make this new business move? Should I take this trip? After you have asked your questions, sit for a while and wait for the answers from Divine Mind. If nothing comes through immediately, do not become discouraged and give up. Go about your regular activities and the answer may come through at night, while sleeping, or during your working hours. Sometimes it does not come as a direct answer, but only as a prompting, or many times, the answer comes in the guise of another person. 3. Concentrate your psychic powers on some person you know, and let your higher mind reveal what is true about him. You can ask questions of this higher mind, and some force within you will give you the right answers. Many times, people conceal their true natures, but the higher divine mind within you knows the truth about everyone. You can penetrate the masks of others through cultivation of this higher psychic and intuitive gift. At first you may not want to believe some of the things your higher mind tells you, but later you will find out that it was right. Haven't you, upon meeting some new person, felt an instinctive sense of not trusting him? Later, weren't your suspicions justified? 4. To cultivate this intuitive faculty of the divine mind further, Sit in the silence and let mental images come through to you. These mental pictures may be of foreign countries you want to visit. They may be of a future home in which you wish to live. The mind may feel that it is jumping from place to place, but follow its workings for at least half an hour. Later in your life, some of the events that flashed upon the screen of your inner mind will actually duplicate themselves in the outer world, and you will know then that you had a psychic flash of an event that was predestined to occur in your life.
A lieutenant in the South Pacific during the Second World War saw a picture of a movie star in a magazine. He fell in love with her. She was his mental ideal. He carried the picture in his wallet, and every night before going to bed, he would look at the picture and mentally visualize that they were married and living together in a beautiful home in the valley. This mental picture became so vivid in the young man's mind that he literally believed someday he would meet the girl and marry her. A few months later, he was in San Francisco at a big party. He was handsome in his blue Navy uniform, and as he walked across the living room, he saw a vision in white floating towards him. It was the girl of his dreams. She walked towards him as if mesmerized. Suddenly they were in each other's arms dancing. She fell madly in love with the handsome young lieutenant, and a short time later they were married. This real-life romance happened to movie star Ruth Hussey, and now, many years later, the love affair that was prophesied through her husband's psychic vision has survived and brought them both the happiness and fulfillment they desired. Channel 4 Soul Perception There is a difference between psychic perception and soul perception. Psychic perception has to do with the outer world of people and events, of action and reaction. Soul perception has to do with man's inner awareness, in which God speaks to man within the silence of man's own immortal soul. It is there, within the sanctuary of your soul, that the divine mind reveals its own magnificent design for your present and future life. When you are able to tune in on these divine pulsations, you can duplicate the vast miracle powers of nature and of the illumined souls who were seers, prophets, and mystic leaders of the past. How to Receive Soul Perception 1. Withdraw from the world of harsh reality and create an atmosphere of soft candlelight and music. You can have incense burning if you wish. The higher spiritual faculties are often activated by such aids. This is why in many large churches there is candlelight, incense, and soft light through stained glass windows. Many times, images of sacred symbols, such as a cross or saints, are used to stimulate these higher faculties, so man may better attune himself to the sacred vibrations of the divine image. This exercise in meditation should be a daily event of 10 or 15 minutes. During such times, lock out all thoughts of problems and worries, and talk to God in the silence of your own soul. 2. Soul perception can often come to you in the midst of your everyday activities. Sometimes a great flood of inspiration will follow when you have done some good or charitable deed for another person. Often, when you view a magnificent sunrise or sunset, or some scene of grandeur in nature, like the Grand Canyon, you will feel welling up within you a deep, spiritual emotion that overpowers your senses and is so penetrating that you feel close to tears. Very often music will have this same effect when it is transcendentally beautiful. I recall the first time I saw the magnificent Parthenon on the Acropolis in Athens, Greece, in the full noon. As I stood before that ancient temple to the goddess Athena and viewed the Aegean Sea shimmering in the distance and saw the vast ancient and modern city of Athens, sprawling as far as the eye could see, I felt a sudden sense of soul perception that made me aware of the march of history through that historic land where democracy was born. A feeling of cosmic awareness swept over me that made me one with all the multitude of great souls who had viewed this most inspiring monument to man's divinity. 3. 
Soul perception comes to you when you have a deep faith in God and His illimitable powers. You can walk with God daily, and His ever-abiding presence will guide you unerringly through soul perception. 4. When you align yourself with the spiritual qualities of the divine mind, you will also implement your powers of soul perception. These divine qualities are love, goodness, truth, beauty, forgiveness, and charity. 5. Faith and prayer put you in tune with the divine mind power that reflects throughout the universe. Man's consciousness is like the earth. It flourishes and flowers only when the sun shines upon its surface, giving it life and motion. When man is out of the consciousness of the divine cosmic mind, he blocks out the sun of spirit, and his life is barren and futile. When he basks in the golden light of the spiritual sun, he flourishes and grows wise, and his gifts and talents flower, and he blesses the earth with his creative mind. Prayer releases a golden stream of spiritual light, life, and intelligence. Dr. Alexis Carroll said of prayer that it is a force as real as terrestrial gravity. In experiments conducted by scientists and ministers, it was found that when prayer was said over wheat and corn that was planted, it yielded two to three times as much as seed that was not prayed over. In an experiment with growing things, it was found that cursing the tender young shoots made them wither and die. Loving the growing plants made them flourish and mature. There is a miracle power in the atmosphere about us that responds to prayer and faith. 6. The power of divine love also helps man channel this divine mind power to all his actions. In tests conducted by a famous pediatrician in the care of young children, it was found that children who were not given love often died in the crucial first year of life. On each baby's chart this doctor writes, This child is to be picked up on the hour and loved. It doesn't matter whether it is a nurse, a stranger, or the mother. The important thing is that the children who are given this type of human love grow and become healthy, happy, balanced children, whereas when they are denied love, they seldom survive the first year of life. Channel 5 The Cosmic Memory It is within the cosmic memory that God stores all the chemical and cellular formulas which He uses to create all living things in the universe. The universe is built according to a master plan which follows a mechanical design and structure. This is basically repeated in all created objects. The atoms, which make up all matter, are little building blocks that are actually invisible. When they are drawn together by the law of gravity, they become plants, trees, mountains, moons, and stars. The entire universe is created and sustained by a flow of invisible substance, which we call spirit or intelligence. As this intelligence flows throughout the universe, obeying some higher creative command, it arranges itself in shapes and forms that are imprinted upon a sea of spiritual protoplasm. There are fewer than 100 different types of atoms in the universe. From these, arranged in millions of different patterns and designs, all creation is formed. Everything in the mineral, vegetable, animal, and human kingdoms derives from these primary atomic building blocks. Science cannot understand the power that is behind the atom. It is still a complete mystery. In metaphysics, we can begin to understand something of this mystery of creation. The cosmic memory reveals to mankind many of its innermost secrets. We now know, for instance, the basic structure of all atoms. The electron is a negatively charged particle 
that forms a part of all atoms. The neutron is one of the fundamental uncharged particles of an atom. The proton is a fundamental particle of the nuclei of all atoms, carrying a unit of positive charge of electricity. The nuclei is the central part of the atom, around which the other parts revolve. They are held in place by the rapidity of their motion in a gravitational field, similar to the Sun, with all the planets revolving around it in their orbits. From this microscopic structure, the atom, God builds everything from star to snowflake. The infinite variety of creation attests to the fact that some very high order of cosmic intelligence is back of all creation. Regime to Tap Cosmic Memory 1. Study the universe in which you live. Try to understand the processes that go on within the universe. Study the world of nature. See how growth occurs. Try to probe the secrets of nature by observation and curiosity. Some of our great scientists have probed these cosmic secrets and given to men a vast variety of new products, foods, and treasures. 2. Look at a blade of grass or a grain of sand and try to see the process of creativity which cosmic intelligence used to fashion these elements. A scientist in France studied snowflakes for 40 years and never found any two alike. No blade of grass or grain of sand is ever like any other. Even twins are never exactly alike. The cosmic mind is an original artist that never creates any two things exactly alike. Study flowers and fruits and see how the cosmic mind fashions these delights to the eye and the palate. Take an orange or a pomegranate apart. See how nature has separated the segments with a layer of skin. How carefully she has placed the seed within the fruit, where they will not be disturbed. Try to comprehend some of the mystery of creation by a careful study of the laws under which the cosmic mind of God works in his creation. 3. Observe the law of growth that is in the universe. Then attempt to duplicate it in your own life. Your mind must grow and evolve. Your consciousness must grow from the physical to the spiritual. You must evolve through study and try to expand your interest to encompass many different branches of knowledge. 4. Work with the laws of the cosmos rather than against them. There are three laws which you should observe. The law of usefulness, the law of productivity, and the law of action. Any object that loses its usefulness in the scheme of things is automatically discarded by nature. Try to maintain your usefulness to an advanced old age. Keep on producing and creating all your life in some way. Have an avocation as well as a vocation so that you can keep your mind and body constantly stimulated by new interests. Then, last but most important, observe the law of action mentally and physically. Keep yourself busy and never stop creating something for the world. This regime will assure you of keeping in tune with the cosmic mind where all intelligence resides. You will reflect more power and energy once you are in tune with the infinite mind of God through his cosmic memory. Summary 1. The divine mind power currents flow throughout the cosmos including yourself. 2. The miracle power is tireless in creation and is the divine mind within man, the Father within, who performs miracles. 3. The five channels worked out in detail through which divine mind works. 4. The laws ruling your conscious mind, your sense perceptions, 
and the intuitive faculties in man and how to tap them. 5. Soul perception in man and how to channel its power. 6. Power of faith and prayer to work miracles. 7. The cosmic memory and how to tap this power for creative miracles. Chapter 12. How to attain the five aspects of miracle healing. The miracle healing power of divine mind extends to all realms of God's created universe. We see this metaphysical power at work in nature, where the animal kingdom has a wisdom and instinct that far surpasses the intelligence of the higher human kingdom. Only when man is able to tap the powers of divine intuition is he able to attain a flow of this metaphysical miracle working power. You will never see a horse or a cow smoking like a chimney stack. You cannot make them drink alcohol or other poisons. They seldom overstuff on rich foods and suffer from indigestion. They seem to know how to avoid most of the calamitous diseases that are the scourge of humanity, such as heart trouble, cancer, high blood pressure, ulcers, and diabetes. When an animal becomes sick, he seems to know how to heal himself. Most often he will stop eating completely and let the miracle working forces within his own body heal him. Humanity is on a pill and miracle drug binge. Man takes pep pills to give him energy to face his day, then pills to slow him down at night so he can go to sleep. He must have his cocktails to stimulate his brain so he can finish his day without collapsing. In this mad rush from one drug to another, man begins to suffer from a gradual inability to let the natural healing forces of his mind and body take over and do the work for which they were intended, to heal him when he is sick. Doctors know of this miracle healing power. Most enlightened doctors today work with the natural healing power of nature. They know of this miracle power that God has placed within man's own mind and body cells. Often doctors may give shots of distilled water to their patients, telling them it is morphine, and that they will soon go to sleep. The patient begins to feel drowsy and in a short time falls asleep. While he sleeps, the natural miracle healing forces of the body take over and do the work of healing. It is true that scientists and drugs have done a wonderful work in this age to help in the healing forces of the body, when the patient is too sick to help himself. We have not evolved far enough as yet to dispense with doctors and drugs. In the future, however, doctors will become more valuable to society in the preventive arts. To prevent sickness is more important than to heal it. It is also important to remember that in cases of accident, such as a broken leg or arm, there must be skillful handling of the injury if nature is to perform its healing perfectly. Doctors can assist this miracle power within the human mind and body. And in the new branch of psychosomatic medicine which has arisen in the past 25 years, it is widely recognized that the human mind can make man sick in many cases, and that it can also serve as the agency for healing of many conditions. The Five Aspects of Miracle Healing Let us now examine the five aspects of miracle healing that you may utilize in your own life. You must first realize that healing does not apply only to a sick body. It also applies to other departments of your life. We shall study the five most important areas of human experience and learn how to release the miracle healing power of divine mind to these various departments of your life. The same laws and principles which pertain to these five aspects of miracle healing may also be applied to any other negative conditions you want to heal in your own life.
These aspects are as follows. 1. Healing of the physical body. 2. Healing of personality disorders. 3. Healing of the environment. 4. Healing of romantic and marital problems. 5. Healing of economic and financial conditions. When we realize that there are more than 25 million people in the United States who are sick, crippled, blind, or otherwise handicapped, we must realize that we are truly a sick nation. Also consider the fact that only one young man out of five is considered fit to be taken into army service through selective service. Then consider the millions who suffer from minor forms of incapacity, impaired vision, poor hearing and handicaps produced by arthritis, rheumatism and kindred ailments. Asthma, allergies, sinus conditions, these afflict millions more. America truly needs a renaissance of the miracle working power used by the Master Jesus, who was able to perform his miracles of healing because he understood this tremendous spiritual power that God has placed within man's consciousness. Following is your unfailing guide for programs of healing in all five aspects. 1. Healing of the Physical Body Before we consider miracle healing of the physical body, let us learn the causes of sickness, so we shall better understand the nature of man's illness. The invasion of the bloodstream by germs is one of the principal causes of sickness. If the body's energies and resistance is low, this type of germ infection seems to be more likely than if the body's resistance is high. Then the body's natural germ-fighting mechanism, the phagocytes in the bloodstream and the white cells, seem to be able to keep the invading bacteria at a minimum. Physical accidents also contribute to man's disability. Many of these accidents are of psychosomatic origin, as we shall learn, and could be avoided. Psychosomatic factors contribute to many of the world's illnesses. Many doctors are of the opinion that nearly 85% of sickness can be traced to psychic disorders, that is, emotional disturbances that involve the psyche. In a study of industrial accidents, it was found that 95% of all accidents could be traced to only 10% of the workers. In other words, this 10% of the workers who had most of the accidents had personal and marital problems fears and worries that produced tensions and made them careless in their work. It was further discovered that this same 10% of the workers accounted for the cases of absenteeism due to colds and other pulmonary infections. Miracle Healing Regime for Sickness 1. Put your mind into a state of faith and confidence that the miracle healing power of divine mind can affect a healing of whatever condition afflicts you. 2. Remove the factors that might be causing your sickness. You may be suffering from some form of emotional paralysis which keeps your body from performing its healing function. Examine your mind carefully. Do you hate anyone? Are you resentful of something that rankles in your subconscious? Did something happen in love or marriage which made you bitter? A woman who suffered from asthma and sinus trouble for years was discovered to have regretted marrying the man she did. She was in love with another man, and when she lost him, she married the first man who asked her. This regret and resentment, living a lie for twenty years, made her body develop the conditions from which she suffered. After being counseled and shown the error in her ways, this woman had a miracle healing of her asthma and sinus condition, 
and adjusted to her marriage with good results. Many cases of allergies, skin trouble, sinus and pulmonary conditions have been traced by doctors to psychosomatic factors. When the person has rid his mind of the hate, resentment, jealousy, fear, worry or other negative emotion, the condition disappeared from the body. A positive thought atmosphere important. Maintain a positive thought atmosphere at all times. The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, aptly applies to sickness. You can prevent the eroding forces that lower the body's resistance from taking hold on your mind and body. If you keep the positive thought in consciousness that you are surrounded by the loving arms of God and that nothing can harm you, soon you will see a change in your mental and physical condition. Whenever you have a tendency to say, I feel terrible, change it to I feel great, soon you will really feel great at all times. Too many people recount the long list of their ailments and operations and build the thought atmosphere of sickness. Do not spend your time in looking for physical symptoms of sickness. Too many people listen to their hearts beat or try to interfere with the functioning of their stomachs or other body organs. God sealed all the human organs into your body with the healing agency within your body cells. These organs are supposed to work perfectly without any interference from outside sources. In most cases of extreme emergency, where operations must be performed, there have been contributing factors to the organ's breakdown. How many gold bladders have been removed because of the person's wrong eating habits? Observe basic dietary laws. Regulate your food and liquid intake with an eye to balance and dietary laws. Get a good book on the subject of diet and health and maintain the correct intake of foods and your body will nourish itself and keep itself at a high level of performance. It has been found by scientists that the human body needs meat proteins at this stage of our evolution. Many people live on vegetable diets, and the Chinese and Indians live on handfuls of rice, but it cannot be said that they live well or long. The body needs meat, vegetables, fruits, and certain minerals and vitamins. It is good to study nutrition from books written by experts, so that you will maintain good dietary habits and enjoy good health to a ripe old age. 2. Healing of Personality Disorders Personality disorders are of many different types. They range from self-consciousness and inferiority to disorientation and maladjustment. A sick mind can be as real and distressing as a sick body. Many people who suffer from personality disorders do not need psychiatric help. They can often help themselves if they know the causes of their condition. Following are the most frequent causes of personality maladjustment. Fear of failure. Frustration in love and marriage. Unhappiness in choice of work. Resentment, jealousy and other negative emotions. Discord and friction at home or in business. Feelings of inferiority and inadequacy. Sexual suppression and lack of fulfillment. Unresolved worries and fears. Insecurity in early childhood. The Miracle Healing Regime for Personality Disorders. When you have discovered the cause or causes for your own particular type of personality disorder, set to work first to rid yourself of the cause of your condition. You should practice daily to adopt a positive course of action in handling the problem. If it is fear of failure, 
Build your confidence by adopting the attitude that everyone has some failure in his life. Then pick little things that you can do successfully and achieve these. When you once build the mental habit of success, you will banish the fear of failure. Check back over your life every night before you go to sleep and analyze the negative or distressing emotional experiences that afflicted you in your early life. Very often, these early childhood experiences cast a pall over a person's entire adult mental and emotional life, causing symptoms that vary from stuttering to fear of speaking before an audience. Stuttering Overcome Through Metaphysics A young man who came to our classes in Carnegie Hall was afflicted with stammering and stuttering. In talking to him in a period of consultation, I discovered that he had been beaten by a foster mother when he was a child. When he had unburdened himself by telling me all about these distressing conditions of his early youth, I told him that he was now an adult, that his childhood was behind him, and that he must try to understand and forgive the foster parent for her mistakes. I gave this young man a series of positive affirmations which he was to repeat every night upon retiring, and when he faithfully followed this regime for three months, he had reached a point where he only stuttered when he became excited. It is only a question of time before he is fully healed of his personality disorder. When you discover the particular emotional block that causes your personality disorder, rationalize it, that is, reason it out with yourself, and then give yourself positive suggestions that will help overcome this condition. The following is a good suggestion for general use. I now understand the reasons for my personal problems. I now appeal to the divine mind within to take over all these personality problems and to dissolve them completely. I have faith in the miracle-working power of my higher mind. I am confident, peaceful, poised, loving, and joyous. My body operates under the power of my higher mind. It is now healthy, vital, and strong. I rest in the loving arms of God, secure and serene, and sleep peacefully, knowing I am being refreshed, restored, reinvigorated and rejuvenated while I sleep. How Hatred and Resentment Cause Sickness If you have any hatred or resentment within your mind for any person or any condition, try to change it to love and forgiveness and understanding. Most negative emotions create sickness. The personality can become warped through greed, selfishness, worry, fear, or hatred. Many times these negative emotions will give one symptoms of high blood pressure, heart disease, ulcers, and other physical ailments. A man who hated his business partner developed a very bad case of ulcers. He was advised to have an operation, but he was afraid, so he went to a psychosomatic doctor. When the doctor discovered he hated his business partner, he told the patient to get out of the business as quickly as possible. The man followed his advice and within three months' time, he was completely healed of all traces of his ulcers. Change the emotion of hate to love whenever you have any mental or physical symptoms that cause distress. Love is a healing emotion. 3. Healing of the Environment What are the principal causes of environmental discord? Friction and disharmony often create misunderstandings. We do not like certain things people do, or they become antagonistic to us for any one of a dozen reasons. We may work in an office where there is jealousy, resentment, and envy. Or it may be that the work one does is not to his liking and he resents it. Again, a person may feel he is inadequately paid, 
and this causes him to chafe against his employer and his working environment. Whatever the causes of your environmental discontent, there is a regime which can bring about a miraculous healing of the negative conditions. The Miracle Healing Regime for Wrong Environment 1. Imprint upon your consciousness the positive thought that you will rise above any and all negative conditions which exist in your present environment. If you cannot change your work or the location of your home, try treating the negative conditions metaphysically. See the people you are forced to work with or live with as being created in the image and likeness of God spiritually. Try to send out loving thoughts to them. 2. Negatively adapt to any condition you cannot overcome. For instance, you may have to stay in your present place of employment because you have put into many years to make a change now, or you may be in line for a promotion or pension. Negative adaptation means simply that you will live with the condition until such time as you can more easily change it. How One Girl Found Romantic Happiness A girl who came to my lectures told me she disliked her office job. The other girls seemed to be malicious and gossiped about her constantly. She had a bad breaking out on her face that further added to her embarrassment and feelings of inadequacy. Boys didn't ask her out on dates, and she was already 24 and was afraid she would become an old maid. What should she do? She couldn't quit her job because her widowed mother and small brother depended on her income. I told her that most of the trouble was within her own consciousness. I urged her to negatively adapt to the situation for a while, until she could take positive steps to change the conditions which caused her such distress. Her approach to life was all wrong. She began using the metaphysical principle of love and understanding. She developed a sense of humor, and when the girls made cutting remarks, she learned to turn them into a joke. Soon the other girls were laughing with her, not at her. She was less aloof in her attitude towards her working companions. After three weeks of this metaphysical treatment, a man she had long admired in another department of the firm asked her for a date. He fell in love with her, and they were married. I attended her wedding. She looked radiantly beautiful. Her skin had cleared up, and she was poised and well-adjusted. She is now the mother of two children and has found the happiness she always desired. 4. Healing of Romantic and Marital Problems One of the most common areas of difficulties that affects human relationships is that dealing with romance and marriage. At some time or other, every person has some such problem which disturbs his tranquility and happiness. Metaphysical miracle power can be released to heal such problems. First, let us examine these problems in the light of reason and find out the causes of most romantic and marital problems. Mismating often brings two people together who have no reason for marrying. What should they do in such a situation? Divorce or live together with friction, misunderstanding, and the subsequent chaos it produces for their children. Then there is the problem of philandering, indulged in by one or both of the marriage partners. This leads to jealousy, accusations, and sometimes violence. Often two people will suffer from sexual maladjustment, frigidity on the part of the wife, or impotence on the part of the husband. Such a problem can make a marriage miserable and must be handled delicately if the marriage is to survive. Then there is the problem of quarreling, nagging, friction, and general bad temper.
This type of negative atmosphere can destroy a marriage and cause the parties concerned to suffer from feelings of guilt and misery. The Miracle Healing Regime for Romantic Problems 1. Realize that no marriage is perfect. Each person must bring to the union vast patience, love and understanding. When problems of any kind arise, both parties should sit down and frankly discuss them and try to think out a solution that is equitable and just. Try to rise above the petty level of human thinking into the realm of divine love, where each sees the other as encompassing the spiritual qualities of the soul that can make a marriage a blessing instead of a curse. 2. If two people have married who have little in common other than a physical attraction, they can still make the marriage a success. Unity can come in such a union by building interests in common. The parties concerned should make an effort to cultivate the same friends, the same interests, read the same books, see movies and other entertainment together, thus giving them a frame of reference for the future which encompasses similar experiences. 3. The problem of philandering often arises after four or five years of marriage. One of the marriage partners may grow tired of the other. When these extramarital relations come to the attention of the other marriage partner, it often leads to bitter recriminations and finally, divorce. How can such a breach be healed in metaphysics? Let each partner in the marriage realize that to err is human, to forgive divine. Try to be understanding of the other's weakness. Then try to work out a basis for future understanding and harmony in love and sexual relations that give satisfaction to both parties. Infidelity led to this woman's crippling. An instance where infidelity led to a crippling condition of the wife came to my attention some time ago. The wife found out her husband had been going around with another woman, his secretary. She developed paralysis of her limbs and became a chronic invalid. Of course, the affliction was a psychosomatic one in which the woman's subconscious mind wanted to be crippled so she could punish her husband by making him wait on her. It immobilized her so she could no longer give him the comforts in the home he had grown so accustomed to. Upon examination by many doctors, it was found there was nothing physically wrong with this woman. One doctor who had studied psychosomatic medicine finally arrived at a solution. He told the husband to leave the wife in an upstairs bedroom. He advised him to have parties two or three times a week down in the living room and not to have the wife down. After the first big party, the wife could no longer stand the agony of knowing everyone downstairs was having such a good time without her. On the night of the second party, the husband heard a shuffling sound from the upstairs bedroom. Soon he saw his wife's head protruding between the banisters of the stairs, trying to see who his guests were. Within a few weeks' time, this woman had a complete healing. The higher centers of her mind, galvanized by curiosity and a desire to participate in the merrymaking, had effected a cure where doctors had failed. If sexual maladjustment should arise, owing to any one of a dozen different reasons, the metaphysical approach to the problem should be as follows. First, try to discover what the trouble is, how it had its inception, and if necessary, probe back to the early childhood of the mate, to see if conditioning occurred in childhood that might have caused the difficulty. The mate should show more tenderness and solicitude in lovemaking, for very often a woman who becomes frigid in the love act has been shocked in some way or repelled by some early experience that actually makes her hate and fear the sexual act. 
In such instances, the husband should show consideration and understanding and try to adjust his needs to the wife's existing limitations. Sexual Frigidity Overcome Through Metaphysics A woman came to me for consultation once who had this problem of sexual frigidity. In the interview, she told me frankly that she had been molested when she was ten years of age by an uncle, and the sexual act had revolted her ever since that time. She had thought marriage would change the situation, and that her love for her husband would help her overcome it. I gave this woman a constructive analysis of her entire problem, and explained that her higher mind would be able to rationalize this problem and help her overcome it. Now that she knew the reason for her frigidity, her subconscious mind would begin to release her from the torture she had endured. In a few weeks' time, she reported to me that with her new understanding of her problem, she was beginning to enjoy the sexual act for the first time since she married. 5. Healing of Economic and Financial Conditions Elsewhere in our study we have given metaphysical laws for demonstrating money, jobs, and anything else that one desires. If these sections of our study are thoroughly absorbed, there should be no future economic and financial problems. However, if such problems should continue to exist, there is a regime for helping heal the sick economy. Regime for Healing Economic and Financial Conditions 1. Try to find the cause of your financial problems. There are several. Causes to Financial Limitation There. A. Lack of preparation for suitable work. B. Lack of a goal towards which to work. C. The wrong master motive for achievement. D. Waste, extravagance, or laziness. If the cause of your financial limitations happens to be, then prepare your mind for future work by taking a course in evening high school or in a trade school to help prepare you for another vocation. If B is the cause of your financial problems, try to have a definite goal towards which you are striving, to own your own home, to educate your children, to travel, etc. If C is the cause of your economic limitations, try to have a high master motive to spur you on. Some good master motives are a desire to help your family, a desire to give something to the world to make it a better place in which to live, a desire to improve your intellect and acquire greater knowledge, a love of humanity, and a love of God. If you suffer from cause D and are wasteful of money or time, you must begin at once to change the habit patterns of your daily life through the regime given elsewhere in our study. If you are suffering from mental and physical inertia, known as laziness, you must make a supreme effort to shake yourself out of your lethargy by visualizing the rewards and achievements possible for you in the future. 2. Work with the divine mind within and ask it to guide you in finding solutions to your financial problems. In meditation, ask specific questions. How can I make more money? Where can I get a better job? What vocation should I study for? Then wait for the answer to come to you from your higher mind. 3. Look about you in your own environment and see how you could improve some product or evolve a new method for doing your work. Examine the possibilities for going into business for yourself, since you can seldom make a fortune working for someone else. 4. Write letters to important people who might be able to help you better your position. Many times, 
If you write to some wealthy person who has a business and show you have originality and a creative mind, you will be given an interview for future employment. Chapter 13. The Little Everyday Miracles That Can Enrich Your Life In our search for life's great experiences, we are apt to overlook the little everyday miracles which can tremendously enrich the lives of those who are aware of them. The generous outpouring of divine blessings showers upon mankind all kinds of bounties and treasures in the physical and material universe, which we accept as a matter of course. We are the divine recipients of these bounties of nature, the season's outpourings of abundance, the beauty of spring, the miracle of summer's growth, the bountiful harvest and the winter's serenity and peace in which the earth pauses a moment in its creative outpouring, to rest and prepare for a new cycle of planting, growth and harvest. These blessings we take for granted and scarcely pause to give thanks for the rich metaphysical bounties of the universe. Let us explore below this world of everyday miracles in which we discover the twelve hidden treasures that can enrich life and make it beautiful, opulent, and magnificent. 1. Discovering Conscious Awareness of Your Mind, Your Body, and the World in Which You Live It is awareness of yourself as an individual that gives you awareness of the miracle-working metaphysical power within your higher mind. A. Stop for at least a half hour a day for the next month or two and concentrate on yourself and the amazing powers that you possess. In the modern world we are often so busy with external problems that we seldom if ever take time out for the spiritual pause that refreshes the soul. Most people give more time to television, bowling, golfing, or other sports, and never stop to discover the mind with its rich treasures, the body with its pleasant emotions, the soul with its love and tenderness and understanding of the miracle of divinity. B. In order to discern the spiritual truth of your reality more clearly, learn the method taught me by a guru in India for overcoming the confusion and disorientation of mind, which keeps us from seeing clearly the spiritual reality back of all life. Put a pinch of mud into a glass of water and stir it up until the water becomes cloudy. This is similar to the human mind when it is troubled, restless, and the thoughts jump about frantically, refusing to be controlled. Then sit for a few moments until the mud has settled to the bottom of the glass. The water is once again clear and pure, and you can see through the glass. When confusion, doubt, fear, worry, hatred, or other negative emotions cloud your mind, you cannot see the beauty of life about you. You cannot know the purity of the emotions of love, joy, and expectation. This emotional and spiritual purity can only come when you have overcome the animalism and greed and selfishness which cloud the mirror of the soul and keep us from seeing the reflection of the divine image within. See, when you walk about, be aware of the world of beauty and abundance all about you. You can learn most of the spiritual lessons of life by observing how the miracle power works in nature. Open your inner eyes and see the significance of what you observe in nature. 2. The I am Consciousness Your soul has been stamped with an individuality that is totally different from that of the nearly three billion people on the face of the earth. This makes you unique and different from everyone else. You possess gifts and talents that are different. The I am Consciousness is your true spiritual identity. It accepts no limitations and no restrictions to your miracle powers and your achievements. This spiritual identity must be consciously built and expanded through a regime of thinking. 
Here is how you can build greater miracle working power through the I am consciousness. A. Think of the identity you wish to assume in your life and imprint your brain cells with that image. The French philosopher Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. Your life is shaped by the thoughts you think. Let the I am consciousness be built of thoughts that are dignified, noble, expansive, generous, kind, loving, and beautiful. Practice this regime of I am thinking every day of your life. B. Express your divinity in words that have the creative life spark. Every day get in the habit of thinking and saying such positive words as, I am perfect. I am healthy. I am rich. You may not actually be rich in money, but you are expressing the spiritual state of being in which you are rich with the blessings and hidden treasures which we are studying. I am joyous. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am peaceful. I am loving. These I am statements will make you that which you have created in the I am consciousness of your higher mind. See, the I am consciousness represents the spirit of God within your immortal soul. Accept this mantle of your divinity and you will set into motion the miracle working powers within your higher mind. You will never again feel inferior, inadequate, or self-conscious. You will be fortified by a new sense of dignity, majesty, and might. The authority for this I am consciousness comes to us from the Bible. When Moses went up into the mountain to speak to the Lord, he heard a voice from a flaming bush. This is symbolical of the ascension of man's mind into the higher consciousness of the God-mind within. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Exodus 3, 13-14 D. Every morning when you arise give your higher mind the spiritual laws which shall prevail in your thinking and in your actions for that day. Here are some that I have given to my students in Carnegie Hall with wonderful results. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am therefore perfect, even as God is perfect. I am a channel for the working of infinite intelligence. I now partake of the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-wise, and all-powerful, infinite spirit of God. I am abundantly blessed by the ever-present mercy of God who created all things for my good. I am peaceful and serene as I now ascend the spiritual mountaintop of my higher consciousness. All peace, all joy, and all power are now mine. 3. The Creative Imagination The creative imagination is one of the everyday miracles which can enrich your life tremendously. Elsewhere in our study we have shown how the imagination can be used, but now let us see how it can set into motion inner forces that enrich your consciousness and radiate into your external world. Imagination is man's most precious mental gift. With it man has been able to create incredible beauty in the world of nature. Here is how you may use this gift of creative imagination to stir your higher mind into dynamic action. Review some of man's greatest achievements in the realm of your imagination and visualize how these great things were accomplished through man's creative imagination. The pyramids of Egypt were built nearly 5,000 years ago as a memorial to ancient Egyptian kings. 
Without machinery and with only slave labor, these huge stones were cut and hauled incredible distances, and then elevated to the lofty heights of the pyramids. Let your imagination ponder this feat and play with the creative principle involved. The Parthenon of Greece, built 2,500 years ago, is one of the world's most beautiful and perfect architectural triumphs. Built of solid marble, it stands upon a 500-foot elevation, overlooking the entire city of Athens and the Aegean Sea. Look up the history of this amazing triumph of man's mind over matter, and learn all you can about it. It will inspire you and stimulate your imagination to do great deeds. The Great Wall of China is 1,600 miles long, about the distance from New York City to Kansas City. It is built of solid stone, is 20 feet high, 6 feet thick, and proved to be a costly folly. But the imaginative concept of it is stupendous, and you can learn from the mistakes that the Chinese rulers made in imagining that this wall would keep the Mongolian hordes that threatened China from invading her territory. The armies merely went around both ends of the wall. Another great man-made wonder is the Panama Canal. Look up facts about this enormous feat that saves ships weeks of sailing time in going from the east to the west coasts. The man who conceived this project had a great imagination. You can stimulate your own imagination by learning all you can about this miraculous project. 4. The Beauty and Greatness of Nature Be aware of God's creative miracle power in the realm of nature. A. Stop at least once a day and see the beauty of nature, the trees, the flowers, the sun and moon and stars. Be aware of them as creative expressions of the cosmic mind of God, who created them for your enjoyment and benefit. B. Your own life will reflect more beauty, more love, more goodness, if you reflect the wonder and joy of all nature. Be aware in your everyday life of the miracle of bird song, of trees waving in the breeze, of sunrise and sunset, of the majestic ocean stretching to the horizons. See the starlit wonder of the heavens at night, and the majestic, full moon etching nature's landscape with delicate silver. Be conscious of the mountains, streams, and flower strewn valleys that come to life every spring with the miracle of multicolored blooms. See the world every day through the eyes of a child who is discovering the wonder and beauty of the world for the first time. 5. The Power of Your Sense Perceptions One of life's everyday miracles, which we take too much for granted, is the power of your sense perceptions. We have dealt elsewhere in our study with the development and control of your five senses. Now let us learn how you may enrich your life through this knowledge. A. Are you grateful to God for your eyesight? It is one of the most precious gifts that has been bestowed upon mankind. Only when we lose this precious treasure do we realize its true value. Give thanks to God daily for your sight. B. When you listen to beautiful music, or the sound of children's laughter, or the loving voices of your friends, do you stop and thank God for your sense of hearing? Consciously be aware for a full day of your sense of hearing. C. Do the same thing with your sense of scent and feeling and taste. Be consciously aware of the rich blessings that are conferred on you momentarily by your God-given senses, and use them consciously every moment of your life. They will continue to enrich and bless your life as long as you live. 6. The Precious Gift of Your Emotions Your entire reaction to the outer world and to other people 
is through the medium of your emotions. We have learned of the power of positive emotions for coloring life. Now let us learn how to enjoy the everyday miracle of the emotions and see how they can enrich life. Uh, your emotions are like the keyboard of a piano. If you play on only one octave of the keyboard, you have a limited type of music. If you extend the range to two or three octaves, you have more beautiful music. This same rule applies to your emotions. Each day exercise the full range of your positive, life-giving emotions, and you will live in a mental and emotional atmosphere of peace and happiness. The positive emotions that are most enriching are sharing your good, love, peace, compassion, joy, forgiveness, enthusiasm, and truth. B. The emotion of happiness must be cultivated each day. Happiness is not guaranteed, not even by our constitution. We are guaranteed only life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness is an elusive emotion. When you most search for it, it evades you. Go about your ordinary round of daily work and useful activities and happiness will seek you out. Someone has said, Plant the roses near your neighbor's fence so they will shed their fragrance and beauty in his garden too. Happiness is like that. As you give joy, you will receive immeasurable satisfaction, and happiness will be yours. 7. The Joy of Your Right Work Many people think of work as drudgery, and they miss out on one of life's everyday miracles, which can enrich life. If you are in work that bores you and which you hate, you should try to change your work by preparing for something else. As you spend one-third of your 24 hours a day working, it is vitally important that you like your work. A. Whatever work you do can be made more interesting if you will feel that it is important and is helping others. B. If you are a housewife and your work seems like drudgery, see how your work is giving great benefits to your husband and your children, thus enriching them and you in turn. C. If you are in work that you cannot change, look for other ways in which you can do creative work for the good of the world. A woman who was an Indian princess became Gandhi's secretary when he lived. She believed in his great work, and for fifteen years she served his cause faithfully. She became one of the most influential women in India and obtained a sense of satisfaction from her unselfish service that she had never been able to receive from her wealth and power as a princess. Eight. Parenthood One of Life's Great Treasures One of the greatest gifts God has given to man is that of parenthood. Do you stop and thank God every day of your life for the blessings bestowed upon you through your children? A. When you are tested or tried by the seeming ingratitude of your family, stop and meditate on the true function and purpose of life. Procreation is a divine gift. Enjoy the privilege of having a family and overlook the work, the ingratitude, the suffering and privation that often seem to come as a result of bearing children. A man and woman sought me out for counseling one day. They had five children, and they had numerous problems, financial and otherwise. They felt that their poverty was unbearable, and they wondered how they could ever rise above it. I suddenly asked them, would you take a million dollars for one of your children? They were stunned, and both quickly replied, "No." We wouldn't take any amount of money for them. Why? Then I replied, you see, you already possess treasures that are beyond any monetary value. You'll find the solution to your financial problems.
The money will come to meet your every need. A few days later, the man called to tell me he had a wonderful job as a painter, making good money, and they were moving into a new home in the San Fernando Valley. B. If you have not been blessed with children, why not try adopting one or more children? I was an orphan, and I was adopted by a farm family in Upper New York. I don't think I could have loved my own parents more than I loved my foster parents, and they returned that love most devoutly. 9. The Treasure of Love in Your Life Love is one of the noblest emotions that can bless the human consciousness. Are you aware of the power of this divine emotion in your life? If not, then you must awaken to the blessings that this everyday miracle can bring. A. Let love enrich your life by consciously loving people. Love can be many different things. It can be physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. You can love the world in an impersonal way, and everyone in the whole world will seem like a brother. This is the true type of divine love which we should express in consciousness. Be express personal and emotional love daily to those who are close to you, friends, members of your family, your mate, and those who work with you. Tell people when you like them. Nothing fosters feelings of love so readily as being told when someone is appreciated and loved. See, do little things that express your love without words. When a friend is sick, a card or a gift shows your loving thoughts. When friends have birthdays or anniversaries, a little remembrance is always appreciated. D. Try to see the good side of those you love and overlook their little faults and weaknesses. The Quaker's advice to his young daughter is a good one to adopt in relation to our marriage partners. Daughter before marriage, keep thou both eyes open. After marriage, keep thou one eye closed. 10. The Treasure of Vibrant Good Health Have you ever stopped to give thanks for the many months and years of vibrant good health you have had in your life? There may be times when you have had pain or been sick, but the majority of life is spent in a state of good health. Learn to appreciate this everyday miracle that can enrich your life. A. Thank God every day that you are without pain and that you enjoy the benefits of vital good health. B. Try to live under the natural laws of the universe and avoid overindulgence in every department of your life if you wish to keep your body healthy. C. Eat natural foods that have not been processed if possible. Avoid too many starches and carbohydrates in your diet. Honey, fruit, and vegetables give one the balance needed in his modern diet. As you grow older you can eat less, for your body does not require as much energy as when you were young. D. Every time you breathe, let it be a symbol of a prayer to God for the life-giving oxygen, which you inhale with every breath. 11. Peace of Mind and Happiness One of the greatest everyday miracles is peace of mind and happiness. Most people shatter their peace and happiness by constant worry about things that usually never happen. They live under stress conditions, which gradually erode their minds and break them down. Try to eradicate these stress conditions from your mind. A. If you are in work you dislike, either change it or negatively adapt to it until you can find something better. B. If you work for a boss who treats you badly and does not pay you enough, try treating him metaphysically as we have learned elsewhere in our study. If you do your work well and maintain a positive, happy attitude, 
your quality will gradually wear down his resistance. See, if you suffer stress from some in-law who lives with you, try to change your mental attitude towards the person. Send out more loving thoughts and actions, and if the person still does not change, try to remove the person from your home environment. D. If your peace of mind is shattered by financial problems and limitations, ask your higher mind for ideas that will help you make more money outside of your work. E. If there is friction between you and your co-workers in your job, then use the metaphysical method we have studied to treat these negative persons. Smile, share, love, and forgive. This formula usually works miracles. F. 12. The metaphysical treasure of God within your immortal soul. The conscious awareness of this most priceless treasure of all will add new dimensions of joy to your life. You are aware of yourself now, the I am consciousness, the senses, the world in which you live, the joy of loving others, all the physical, emotional, and material values of life you have now explored and accepted as the everyday miracles of your life. What time and thought do you give to the love and worship of God? A. Every morning, awaken with a prayer of gratitude on your lips. Thank you, God, for another joyous day of life. All day long, when you enjoy every experience, exhale a silent prayer to God, who created the universe and gave you life. B. When you envy the rich and think they are happier than you, remember that their burdens and their worship of purely material things often blinds them to the greatest treasure of all, the love of God. Set this spiritual goal higher than any other goal in life and see how your life will suddenly blossom with every good and beautiful thing. See, when you serve humanity, you serve God. Make your life a mission of service. You need not be a millionaire and give big sums to charity. You can serve by volunteering your services to an institution for the blind, a foundling home, a veterans organization, or some other worthy cause. D. Find the divine romance which can bring you perpetual joy and a consciousness of your future immortality. Man, in the generic sense, is searching for his lost spiritual half, the Godhead with whom he can merge throughout eternity. Never lose sight of our true earthly goal, for sometimes we are blinded by an awareness of our physical and material needs. Remember the spiritual injunction of the Bible. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Summary 1. The twelve everyday metaphysical miracles that enrich your life and enlarge the awareness of your mind and its hidden treasures. 2. The I Am Consciousness and how it enriches one's life. 3. The expression of divinity in our thoughts. 4. The Affirmations for Building the I Am Consciousness 5. God's creative miracles in nature are available to you 6. The Power of Sense Perceptions for Enriching Your Life 7. How the Emotions Create Miracles of Everyday Treasures 8. Your Treasure of Love Can Change Your Life 9. Peace of Mind and Happiness, the Everyday Metaphysical Miracle. 10. The Metaphysical Treasure of God within your immortal soul is available to you always. Chapter 14. Your Metaphysical Shangri-La of Peace and Contentment.
Can man ever truly find peace, serenity, and contentment on this troubled earth plane? In a world where we have had 4,900 years of war and 5,000 years of civilization, it can safely be said that there is no peace in the outer world of confusion, discord, and physical existence. However, in the metaphysical inner realm, there is a way by which you may know peace of mind and contentment. Let us explore this realm and discover the mystical land of Shangri-La, where all miracles are possible of achievement. In the book and movie by James Hilton, called The Lost Horizon, we are told of a mystical land named Shangri-La, where there is no age, sickness, sorrow, or death. Here, in peace, beauty, and perpetual security, the residents of this heaven on earth knew only perfection and goodness. They had found their immortality in this peaceful valley that lay beyond the storm-torn mountains of the outer world. However, when dissident forces entered the peaceful valley of Shangri-La and brought with them their confusion, greed, selfishness, and hatred from the outer world, the spell of enchantment was broken and Shangri-La became strife-torn and fear-filled, even as the outer world was. There is a metaphysical Shangri-La. This entire story has a metaphysical symbology, which we may well study and emulate. Shangri-La represents the mystical quest of man's soul in his search to find the land of eternal peace, beauty, and serenity. This state of consciousness does not exist in the outer world of confusion, discord, and selfishness. The land of Shangri-La was shut out from the outer world by towering mountain ranges. So too, this inner, peaceful spiritual state of Shangri-La is concealed from man's higher vision by the mortal mind mountain crags of fear, hate, worry, suspicion, and doubt. When man once learns how to scale these lofty peaks of the mortal self, his vision becomes gloriously expanded and he is able to see beyond this earth's horizon into the vast vistas of God's unlimited and expansive universe. Man's Eternal Soul Quest Throughout his existence, man's soul quests for fulfillment. He finds love, marries, rears a family, and knows a sense of contentment and accomplishment. But is it complete fulfillment? No, for his soul has a vague sense of unrest, and he longs for spiritual completion, cosmic fulfillment. He searches in the outer world of reality for fame and fortune, youth and beauty, money and jobs, social life and friends. These are all evanescent and subject to the law of change. The president pays dearly for his moment of glory in the White House. When President Coolidge left the White House, he said it had cost him the life of his young son. The boy had a slight infection in his foot, but the president and Mrs. Coolidge were so busy being the first family of America that they neglected their son. A few days later the boy was dead. Ask Jacqueline Kennedy which she'd rather have, her loving husband and father of her children alive and with her or the empty glory of a glittering mansion. There is no question as to which she'd choose. The Buddha's last words to his disciples as he lay dying were, Remember, transience is in the nature of all things. Strive diligently for emancipation therefrom. How to find your Shangri-La 1. Be aware that your greatest joys and satisfactions do not always lie in the outer world with its physical and material objects, sensations, and desires. The true, permanent values of life reside within your own mind and soul. The memory of an event is more permanent than the event itself. You are no longer a child, 
but you can recall the memories of your childhood at will and live once again in that dimension through your memory. So it is with your future. You can build a vast repository of happy events within your inner consciousness, and you can relive these at will. Build mental habits of joy, peace, love, happiness, and beauty, and try to minimize the unhappy, disastrous, and fearful experiences that are a part of every life. 2. To find your Shangri-La of happiness within, try to remember that there are four octaves on the keyboard of life. You can only have sweet music when you play on all of these octaves. The first octave consists of the physical and material experiences of the outer world. Your work, making money, and your business accomplishments. Your play and relaxation. These are all very important and should not be neglected, but they are not all of life. There is still another octave to be explored. The second octave consists in mental and intellectual enjoyments. Art, music, literary treasures, the beauty in nature. All these things should be in your life, for they bring much pleasure and enjoyment. The third octave consists of emotional enjoyment, friends, loved ones, the sharing of beautiful and exciting experiences with your mate and your children. The emotional octave on the keyboard of life adds riches of mind, body, and spirit to every life. The fourth octave is that of the love of God and of humanity, of worship and prayer to the divinity. This final octave on the keyboard of life is where man knows some of his noblest and grandest experiences. The principles of truth, honesty, goodness, charity, forgiveness, love of humanity and love of God. These are all experiences that vibrate to the higher spiritual octave of the cosmic consciousness of God himself. To find your inner Shangri-La, you must live in this awareness of the spiritual values that make up so much of the hidden mystery of man's life. 3. Do not try to find your private land of Shangri-La by escaping from life and its problems and seeking out the mountaintop of some hidden island in the Pacific. You still must live with yourself even there. You may shut out people, but you cannot shut out your own appetites, desires, fears, and perplexities. You must build your mystical land of Shangri-La wherever you are by retiring into the inner sanctuary of your own soul. And there, through meditation and mystic contemplation, you may explore the mysteries of life and find the true meaning that is hidden behind the physical and material facade of life. 4. Discover your Shangri-La within the minds and hearts and souls of other people. When you once learn to share your life experiences with others, you will find that you will be more in tune with life and you will never again be lonely or friendless. Learn to love people, to be tolerant of their weaknesses, and to forgive them for their errors. Suddenly the true beauty and purpose of life will dawn for you as you share your hopes and dreams with others. Now is the perfect time to live. Do not wait for the perfect time to be happy and to begin to live. There is no such thing as the perfect time in this outer world of changing reality. Some people tell themselves, I'll wait until the children are grown, and then I'll begin to do things. Others say, I'll wait to marry until the war is ended and we have peace. Such people would never have married for fifty centuries. For most of that time, we have had a state of war somewhere in the world. Others say, I'll wait until I have a big fortune and then really start to live. Most of these people who put off living until some better time never get around to it and they die, never having fulfilled themselves. Now is the perfect time to live. 
Take the tools and materials you have this moment, and with the inspiration of beauty in your mind and soul, shape of the malleable clay of life a magnificent destiny. An artist had a dream one night, in which a mystical voice told him to carve a beautiful Madonna. He searched far and wide for the perfect piece of wood to make his masterpiece, but he could not find it. One day he came across an old twisted piece of driftwood, and the voice within him said, That is the wood for your Madonna. The artist took the driftwood home and began to carve his Madonna. From his mental concept there emerged a beautiful and graceful figure that somehow fitted itself to the curves and outlines of the driftwood perfectly. So too you must carve from the substance of your life a beautiful and lasting memorial to your life. The materials may not be to your liking, but you can utilize your life experiences to the best of your ability and fashion a destiny that will be noble, worthwhile, and magnificent. Shangri-La is a state of consciousness. From the word Shangri-La I have formed an anagram, showing the negative of the state of consciousness which keeps man from achieving his perfect Shangri-La, and the positive state of consciousness which admits him to this mystical realm of peace, beauty, and fulfillment. The negative forces that, the positive forces that. Shut you out of Shangri-La, admit you to Shangri-La. S. Selfishness, selflessness. H. Hatred, hope. A. Anger, aspiration. N. Negativity, nobility. G. Greed, goodness. R. Revenge, righteousness. I. Ignorance, inspiration. L. Lust, love. A. Animalism, aestheticism. Remove the negative forces from your consciousness and supplant them with the positive forces and you will enter that mystical land of the mind and spirit which we call our Shangri-La. When you remove the negative barriers of the mortal mind senses and rise on wings of the soul, scaling the lofty mountain peaks of earth's barriers, you suddenly enter that peaceful, sunlit valley of the soul where joy and love reside. When you broaden your mental and spiritual horizons and have complete detachment from the bonds of materialism, you will discover this mystical land of Shangri-La within. This spiritual awakening comes only when you have learned the great principles of non-attachment and non-resistance. The effortless flow of spirit can carry you on wings of faith and hope to the celestial heights of peace and beauty. The horizons for which the soul searches throughout eternity may be found in the majesty and grandeur of nature. In the peace and solitude to be found in the midst of a great forest, the sunlight streams through the tall treetops, like light shining through the stained glass windows of a beautiful cathedral. The true wonder of life lies in the symphony of love in the human heart when we have lowered the bars of selfishness to admit others into the paradise of our newly discovered Shangri-La. This type of love is sacrificial and anxious to give, to share, to create and to beautify all whom it touches. The Hidden Valley of Your Soul Shangri-La lies within the hidden valley of your own immortal soul, when you have awakened to the glorious spiritual truth that your soul is immortal and eternal. Spring is a symbol that God has given to earth to remind man after the barrenness of winter, that the earth can still bloom with the multicolored flowers of spring. So too, Shangri-La is the eternal springtime in the human hearts and souls of those who love life and who love others, but who love God even more. Then we enter into that divine romance which lasts, not for a lifetime, 
but for an eternity. We become serene and peaceful, secure and happy, in the loving embrace of God's golden magic circle of love, which bridges the mystic gulf between heaven and earth. Summary 1. The mystical inner realm of peace and contentment is the metaphysical meaning of Shangri-La. 2. How hate, selfishness, and confusion destroy Shangri-La. 3. Regime for finding your mystical land of Shangri-La. 4. Shangri-La is a state of metaphysical consciousness. The negative forces that shut you out of Shangri-La. The positive forces that admit you. 5. How to broaden your mental and spiritual horizons. 6. Eternal springtime in man's heart and soul is ever available. 7. God's golden magic circle of love is metaphysics in action. Chapter 15. The Metaphysical Realm of Infinite Powers For centuries man has searched for proof of God's existence. Man's deep spiritual needs necessitate a belief in a higher power, with an all-pervading intelligence, which can motivate and control all life. The realm of the infinite is God's domain. Scientists who have investigated spiritual matters agree that some superior and infinite intelligence exists in the universe. For want of a better name, we call this infinite intelligence God. Voltaire said, even if there were no God, it would be necessary for man to invent him. We cannot conceive of a watch without a watchmaker. No canvas could exist without a painter who created it. So too, creation cannot exist without a creator. Always a cause precedes an effect. This is the law of all metaphysical creation. God is the causeless cause, the initial motivating intelligence which always was and without which there is no creation. To explain God away is impossible, for the finite mind of man cannot conceive the infinite mind of God. Shakespeare said, There is a divinity shapes our ends, rough-hew them how we will. The Secret Power Behind Life This divinity, the secret power behind all life, is a high order of infinite intelligence. We cannot conceive of God as a physical, corporeal being such as man, for this would be to limit him to the finite. As God is infinite, all-powerful and all-intelligent, it is most unlikely that we can find him in nature or in man. However, being infinite spirit and infinite intelligence, God does reflect in all his creation, and man may tap this power of the infinite and perform miracles of creativity, even as God does. It is this reflection of the infinite mind of God within man's soul, which causes man to become a creative being and accomplish such magnificent works. The main proof of God lies within his own created universe. When we see how perfectly the universe operates under the impetus of God's infinite intelligence, we realize that the cosmos itself is the greatest proof of a higher intelligence which regulates all things. Our complex solar system a metaphysical demonstration. Think of the profound intelligence that could create such an amazing thing as our complicated solar system. Out in space we see billions of stars, all rotating in their orbits without collisions or accidents. We see perfect order, harmony, and unity in the entire solar system. The Milky Way, that path in the heavens which seems completely devoid of other planets, 
is actually made up of billions of stars, so distant that they cannot be counted or seen by our modern electronic telescopes. These are worlds bigger than ours, complete with their own suns and moons revolving around them. Creation is infinite and extends in all directions endlessly. The creative and infinite mind of God is constantly evolving new worlds and new solar systems. Science now has proof that God's creation is constantly expanding and growing. New worlds are coming into being as old ones die out. The sun gives of its substance every day, pouring out millions of tons of energy, which sustains our Earth 93 million miles distant. And yet the sun is not dying out, as was thought some years ago. With the new 200-inch telescope at Palomar, scientists have observed that by some cosmic metaphysical miracle, the sun is constantly replenished as it gives of itself. How Infinite Intelligence Works to see how this infinite intelligence of God works in His universe, we have only to observe some of the cosmic phenomena which make life possible on this planet. Our Earth is just far enough away from the Sun to keep life from freezing or burning out. The Earth rotates on its axis once every 24 hours, making our nights and days of the right length. The Earth rotates at a rate of 1,000 miles per hour, making our seasons the right length for sowing growing and reaping the harvest which sustains life on Earth. If the Earth rotated on its axis at only 100 miles per hour, instead of 1,000, life would be impossible on this planet. There is an amazing system of checks and balances in the universe which shows that some high order of intelligence is behind creation. For instance, if insects bred 1% faster than their death rate, man would soon be crowded off the planet. Life is possible on Earth only because a blanket of ozone in the atmosphere sifts out the dangerous ultraviolet rays which come from interstellar space. If this blanket of ozone were not there, man could not survive on this Earth. Man's creation a miracle of the infinite. This amazing infinite intelligence of God's mind even extends to man's own creation. Think of the amazing intelligence within ourselves which knows how to build and repair the human body. The miracle of a child's birth baffles the minds of scientists. Created within the mother's body, all the elements are drawn from the mother's bloodstream with which to build teeth, hair, skin, nerves, muscles, bone, and tissue. The complicated workings of a kidney, the heart, the brain, are so astounding that science is only now beginning to even halfway understand the miracle of life. In nine months' time, all these elements within the embryonic child create a miracle that baffles the most learned human being. The Infinite Master Plan in Nature Back of the created material universe, there is an infinite master plan or blueprint, which is everywhere evident. From the vast system of planets in the heavens to the tiniest microscopic atom, this master plan may be seen constantly working under cosmic laws to evolve all creation. This infinite master plan creates according to a pattern which is the cosmic intelligence that reflects in all nature. This master plan includes the following elements. These same elements must also be in your own master plan or blueprint of destiny, if you wish to reflect the infinite intelligence of the cosmos in your life. Order Unity Harmony Balance Intelligence Evolvement Creativity
Let us now analyze these seven elements as follows that exist in God's master plan for his universe, and then apply them to your own blueprint of destiny for the more perfect expression of your own gifts and talents. Cosmic Order Ask yourself every day, do I have order in my life? Then carefully check your personal affairs and see if you do. Are your thoughts orderly and controlled? The regime for the control of your thoughts is given in Chapter 10. Practice this daily until you are able to direct your mind energy in any channel you choose. Do you have order in the handling of your finances? It is wise to live by a budget and to carefully check your expenses. You can only attract more money by carefully handling the money you now have. Do you have order in your home? You should have a place for everything and try to keep a neat, orderly environment. Confusion in your surroundings communicates itself to your thought process and makes you inefficient and ineffective. Do you approach your work in an orderly way? If you work at a desk, you will probably accumulate many odds and ends which tend to confuse your thinking. Every so often spend a few moments in removing this clutter. Put letters and papers into orderly groups where you can attack them gradually. Have you a place for your clothing where you know how to find objects you want without wasting time and causing confusion in your mind? Learn to regulate your life by developing a routine. Do certain things at specified times. This gives a greater sense of efficiency to your entire life and helps release more mental energy so you can accomplish more. Unity Unity also relates to your personal environment. If you live in an atmosphere of antagonism and friction, you cannot do your best work. Strive to achieve inner balance and unity so you can function as a fully integrated personality in the environment you have chosen for your creative efforts. Harmony Harmony relates to music and art, but it also relates to human relationships and ideas. Harmony means agreement in action or ideas. It also means that which is peaceable and friendly or harmonious. Just as discords in music jar the sense of hearing, so to disharmony in your relationships with others causes the mind to be jarred into a state of confusion and discord. This inhibits creative effort and interferes with the law of infinite harmony which exists in all parts of God's creation. Regime for Achieving Harmony Control your temper and your tongue. It takes two to quarrel. When someone disagrees with you, let him. It is better to give in a little than to live in an atmosphere of bickering and quarreling. The Bible gives this rule for harmony. Agree with thine adversary quickly. Try to anticipate difficult situations that may cause future disharmony and avoid them. Certain conversational topics among friends or acquaintances are controversial and lead to arguments and discord. Try to avoid talking to people about their political or religious beliefs. It is useless to try to change them, so why let yourself be led into disagreeable arguments that are apt to lead to enmity? Every morning when you start your day's activities, affirm this sentence, I am the center of peace and harmony. I am filled with the consciousness of love for every person I meet today. There is no room in my consciousness for hate, intolerance, or resentment. Whenever you feel discord in your environment, say this affirmation over to yourself five or ten times until you once again feel a sense of peace and harmony within yourself.
Balance. Balance or the law of equilibrium is essential in your life if you were to channel the infinite power of creative spirit in your consciousness. A mind that is engrossed with only the gross physical and material universe and ignores the mind and spirit cannot be said to have balance. Psychologists now find that there is a cross of balance that must be maintained in daily living if we are to avoid the dangers of mental or physical breakdown. This cross of balance consists of work, balanced by relaxation and play. Love, balanced by worship of God. This is a simplified version of this cross of balance, but you can see how these four elements must be in your life daily. If any one of these elements is overdone, it tends to upset the cross of balance and leads to serious consequences in some department of life. Strive for moderation in everything you do to maintain balance in your life. There are 24 hours a day, 8 for work, 8 hours for sleep and rest, and 8 hours to spend in self-improvement, relaxation, entertainment, spiritual study and meditation. Learn to withdraw from the outer world of confusion and action at least one hour a day for soul search and mystic contemplation. The infinite power of God's domain can only flood your mind and soul in these interludes of spiritual contemplation. Occasionally remind yourself of these words, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? To achieve balance of mind, body, and soul, indulge in daily activities on these three planes of expression. Each day exercise your mind and intellect by reading something constructive that will enrich your consciousness. Listen to beautiful and inspiring music that will elevate your mind to lofty planes. Pray each morning and each night so that you will be in tune with the infinite mind of God. Intelligence Intelligence relates to the entire state of consciousness that you build. Never stop studying and improving your mind. No matter how old you are, study a new language, take a course in art or music or dancing. Write a short story or a poem. Try your hand at some hobby to keep your mind young. Take up golfing, gardening, woodwork, or modeling in clay. Anything that will keep your brain cells active and healthy. Read good books and keep up on news of the world by reading such current publications as Life, Look, Time, and Newsweek. The Reader's Digest is excellent for giving you short, informative, and interesting information about many different subjects. Intelligence is more than book learning. It comes from life experiences. Absorb as many different kinds of constructive experiences as possible. You can learn from other people, even from their mistakes. Study the lives of the great men of history and emulate their great thoughts and deeds. Sit in meditation at least half an hour a day and develop the higher mind within you and ask it for intuitive guidance. The highest order of intelligence is that which your subconscious and superconscious minds can give you. This higher mind power, which reflects the infinite mind of God, knows the secrets of the universe. You can tap this higher intelligence when you wish to. Evolvement The great law of evolution in nature is at work everywhere in the universe. New forms and new creations are constantly being evolved by the infinite intelligence of God. This is not a static world but one of flux and change. Apply this law of evolution to your own life. You must constantly strive to evolve to a higher and better position in your personal life. This law of evolution should apply to your personality, your work, 
your social relationships, and your finances. If you do not evolve and grow, then you will inevitably retrogress. If you do not use the muscles of your arms or legs, they soon atrophy and you cannot use them. When you fail to grow and evolve under this infinite law of evolution, you will be immobilized and soon you will be unable to act in a decisive and constructive manner. Your gifts and talents should also evolve and grow. Make an effort to be outgoing in the expression of your personality. If you suffer from inferiority and self-consciousness, try to remove the cause of this defect. Study public speaking to improve your voice. Study dancing to acquire grace and poise. Learn how to converse intelligently so that you can hold your own socially. Develop whatever natural skills and aptitudes you have so you will no longer feel inadequate and inferior. Try to evolve and grow in your business and financial affairs also. Set a goal for yourself in business. When you achieve this goal, set others until you have risen as high as you can in life. Creativity The infinite law of metaphysical creativity is nature's greatest tool for shaping and molding the products of nature. Wherever you look you see this wonderful power of the infinite as it creates a multitude of shapes and sizes in a variety of products. You can duplicate this power of the infinite in your own creative efforts in your life. Look about you and ask yourself, what hast thou in thine house? You possess some special gift or talent which can be developed. You can draw on the infinite intelligence in the universe and use it to shape your own destiny. You must discover your own metaphysical creative power and then use it every day of your life. You can use this creative power in your own environment. Look about you and see how you can improve your living conditions. You may live in a house or apartment that you do not like. Use your metaphysical faculties to see how you might improve it. A bucket of fresh paint can work miracles with a dingy and dark interior. Bright new curtains at the windows can make a room sparkle with warmth. As you release the urge to beautify and improve your environment, new ideas will come to you for making changes that bring about great improvements in your circumstances of life. You are an undiscovered genius in your own right. All great geniuses of the past had no more brain power than you possess. The only difference was that they worked harder than most of us to create their great masterpieces. Use just 10% more of your present brain power creatively, and you will see amazing miracles happen in your life. The Five Attributes of Divinity The infinite mind of God bestows upon man five attributes of divinity. You may tap these five forces of creative spirit and channel them for your own creative efforts. 1. Infinite Intelligence This is the omniscience of the God-mind, which has within it all knowledge and all wisdom. You can draw upon any part of this infinite intelligence when you put yourself in tune with the infinite. 2. Infinite Power This is the omnipotence of the God-mind, which has within its domain all creative power for every purpose in creation. You can call upon any degree of this omnipotent, infinite power from your higher consciousness. As you have a need for more creative power and ask for its release, this higher mind within you will pour forth its refreshing stream of infinite power. This is the creative, infinite power that performs miracles of healing and transformation. 3. Infinite Good 
Infinite good is the omnipresence of the God-mind. Everywhere you look you see this infinite good in God's bountiful creation. God has released His good to bless all creation, and as you are a part of that creation, you may draw upon the stream of infinite good at any time you choose and have anything that you desire, if it is for purposes of good. 4. Infinite Love Love is the channel which the God-mind uses to create the infinity of its divine outpourings. Wherever you look in the realm of nature, you see this divine mutation, in which the magnetism of love is at work creating, refining, evolving, expressing and creating its infinite variety of products and creatures for the good of the entire universe. You can draw upon this outpouring of infinite love from your higher mind and use it to channelize your own creative efforts in every department of your life. 5. Infinite Riches The God-mind has created a vast repository of riches in the universe. In the soil, the sea, the air about us, there are chemical and electrical elements which can convert the flow of God's infinite riches into millions of different forms. Man may use any part of this stream of infinite riches. When he once awakens the miracle-working, higher mind within him, he can use this never-ending stream of infinite riches to beautify and uplift his life. He can create new products. He can discover new dimensions for living. Infinite riches are yours if you know how to tap the universal storehouse of riches which is in the infinite, the domain of God. Summary 1. The metaphysical law of all creation is proof of the existence of God's power. 2. Our solar system and its order demonstrates God's metaphysical creation is an expanding one. 3. How infinite intelligence works. 4. Man's creation, a miracle of the infinite. 5. The seven creative elements in your blueprint of destiny demand cosmic order in your metaphysical life. 6. The regime for achieving harmony in your life. 7. The law of balance and how it works. Infinite intelligence, the law of the cosmos. 8. Creativity, the channel for infinite mind in nature. 9. You are an undiscovered metaphysical genius. 10. The five metaphysical attributes of divinity. 11. Infinite intelligence, how to tap it. 12. Infinite metaphysical good and how to draw on it. Chapter 16 Universal Metaphysical Laws That Work Miracles The entire universe operates under immutable laws that are invisible, yet all powerful. Because these laws work in the invisible, we call them metaphysical laws. The law of gravity holds our planet in the heavens and keeps our oceans and earthly objects from flying off into space. The law of growth works in the soil and produces abundance for the human race. Elsewhere in this study we have mentioned some of these metaphysical laws. Now let us study them separately in relation to the miracle-working power of the higher mind. These six metaphysical laws are everywhere in nature. They also operate in man's mind and body. When we know how to use them intelligently, we can unlock tremendous reserves of mental, psychic, emotional, physical, and spiritual power. Let us carefully study these metaphysical laws 
and see how you can harness their tremendous invisible power to work the miracles of health, wealth, peace, and contentment in your own life. The Law of Cause and Effect When you see an effect in the outer world of matter, you can be certain that there has been a cause set into motion somewhere in the inner world of mind. This is a metaphysical principle that works in the visible and invisible world. When you see a chicken, you are looking at an effect produced by some cause. The cause was the egg. But before that egg was laid, there had to be another cause, and it was another chicken. This chain of cause and effect continues on and on, and you can trace everything that happens in the universe back to some original cause. So too in your own life, the things you are now doing, the work you are in, the home in which you live, the mate you have married, the friends you have, the money you do or don't have. All these things are effects, but somewhere in the background of your life, they were set into motion by causes. Most of the causes of your life you can control. Therefore, you can almost at will select the effects you want to produce in your life, and then by exercising your mental causes, you can achieve those effects you desire. Let us now examine how this law works in relation to the various departments of your life. Wealth and Abundance The effect you want to achieve, let us say, is more wealth and material abundance. How can you use the law of cause and effect to achieve this result? You must set into motion within your mind the cause which can produce wealth, the effect. What are some causes that produce this effect of wealth? A desire for the good things money can buy. An ambition to educate your children. A desire to own your own home. A desire to have friends, a better social life. A desire to travel and see foreign lands. A desire to own a car, a television set, better furniture, more modern comforts such as refrigerators, vacuum cleaners, air conditioning, modern plumbing. What effects are set into motion by the above causes? You might change your job and obtain work where you make more money. You would begin to study and prepare your mind with specialized skills and knowledge so you could make a move to another job. You would take steps to improve your personality, your voice, your ability to speak in public, your sales ability. You would work more industriously, save your money, invest it carefully, apply thrift, patience, and perseverance. When these effects are set into motion by your mental cause, a desire for wealth and abundance would have a chain reaction of cause-effect-cause-effect that would lead you ultimately to the achievement of more wealth and greater abundance than you now have. A desire for improved health. Let us apply this law of cause and effect to a desire for better health and see how this metaphysical principle works. Health. The cause to be set into motion is a desire for better health. The effect you are trying to achieve is improved health, more vitality and energy, longer life, greater efficiency, and a youth consciousness. What effects are now set into motion to achieve the cause you want of better health? You would search books by authorities on the right diet. You would strive to achieve balance in your daily life, work, rest, and relaxation varied interests, fresh air, sunshine, and moderate exercise. You would intensify the will to live by having a purpose for living that is above a mere desire for personal gratification. 
a desire for love-happiness. Let us apply this metaphysical formula now to a desire for love-happiness and see how cause and effect work in that department on your life. The cause you wish to set into motion is a desire to be happy in love and marriage. The effect you are trying to achieve is fulfillment in love, gratification of your urge to procreate and have a family, the achievement of your own home, a desire to express love and receive love. What effect should you set into motion to achieve this objective? You would search for the ideal you have envisioned in your mind for years. You would act in an unselfish manner towards the object of your love and affections. You would show your love in words and actions, so that there was no doubt as to the emotion that motivated you. You would develop qualities of kindness, consideration, sharing, forgiveness, tolerance, and understanding. This regime for setting into motion the causes and effects you desire be applied to every department of your life and be made to work its miracles for you. The Law of Desire We have mentioned desire elsewhere in our metaphysical study, but now let us study the working of this universal law in relation to working the miracles you want in your life. Desire is inherent in every atom and cell of the entire universe. It is this law what works as cohesion and adhesion in the atoms, keeping the elements of this invisible particle together. It was God's desire for creation that caused him to evolve the universe and the human race. It is man's desire for woman that attracts the sexes and brings about the miracle of procreation. It is desire to become rich that motivates those who become wealthy. We have shown above how a desire for some specific condition or thing sets into motion the dynamic law of cause and effect. Now learn how to harness the power of desire in your life and see how it produces miracles for you. Regime for Harnessing Desire A. Have clear-cut desires, not half-formed, vague images in consciousness. B. Write your desires down on a blueprint of destiny. Number them. Have as many things on this list as you want. C. Read this list over every morning upon arising and every night before retiring. I use this list constantly. I keep it pasted near my shaving mirror and never fail to glance at it morning and night, and as often during the day as possible. Out of 15 items listed on my blueprint last year, 13 have already come to pass. I do not set time limits, for the universal mind knows when the time is ready for maturity of your dreams and desires. D. Do not be afraid to put down seemingly impossible desires. During the Depression years, I listed a desire for $5,000, a new car, and a home of my own. All three things came within six months' time. It was the beginning of my awareness of the metaphysical miracle power within my higher mind. In the early thirties, asking for $5,000 was equivalent to now asking for $50,000. E. When you list your desires, be sure to be motivated by a sincere desire to share your good with others. F. When some of the things you put on your blueprint mature, scratch them out and write others down. The Law of Faith The Master Jesus was one of the first great teachers to use and to teach this dynamic metaphysical law. When you have expressed your desires and dreams in a concrete manner through your blueprint of destiny, sit down quietly for a few moments each day, 
and or affirm your faith with a statement of positive affirmation. I now appeal to the indwelling Father who doeth the work. I affirm my faith in the higher mind within. I joyously await the fulfillment of my desires. I have confidence in the miracle-working power within. I am patient and await my good with joyous expectation. Regime for Harnessing Faith A. When you have set your desires into motion, begin to act as if the thing were already fulfilled. B. Stop using negative words that kill your faith and inspiration, such as, I'm afraid, I don't think I can do it. I'm worried about the future, I can never succeed, or any other negative phrases which you might now be using, and which destroy the metaphysical power released by your higher mind. See read of the miracles performed by the master metaphysician Jesus in the Bible, and study the laws he released. D. Do something each day to show your faith in the things you have asked for. E. Talk with a positive, confident tone, and express at all times the positive conviction that you will achieve the dream you hold in consciousness. F. When something that you asked for has been fulfilled, thank the indwelling Father for the miracle of fulfillment. The Law of Capillary Attraction We see this metaphysical law at work everywhere in the universe. Plant a seed in the soil, and it is able to attract to itself the moisture and nourishment it needs for fulfilling its pattern of destiny. This same law of capillary attraction works for you mentally. You are able to form mental concepts of things you want to materialize in your life, and through capillary attraction, you will attract the persons and conditions that you desire. A man came for consultation with me. He had three children and could not keep a job. He worked as a carpenter, but he wanted his own business. He was a good handyman around the house and loved to tinker with machinery and electrical appliances. After talking to him a few moments and learning of his secret desire to own his own business and be his own boss and inspiration came to me, I told him to take his savings and buy a second-hand truck and to paint on its side. Home Repairs Handyman Inc. then he would go from house to house seeking out any repairs that needed to be done. Within a few weeks' time, he had all the work he could do and had to hire two men to help him. Soon this man had a fleet of four trucks working for him, and within three years he bought a home in San Fernando Valley with a swimming pool, and now his children are on their way to college educations. The law of capillary attraction worked for this man the moment he knew what he wanted to do. Regime for Harnessing, Law of Capillary Attraction A. Plant the seed within your own mind of the things you wish to attract. The law of the harvest works for you to attract the elements you need for fulfilling your destiny in the moment you know what it is you want of life. B. Express your innermost dreams and ambitions daily, either to other people or to yourself. This gives your inner desires greater drive and energy. C. Remove the veil of doubt and confusion that might be clouding your mind and which can keep you from attracting the things you desire. D. Realize that nature matures her products slowly and gradually. First the soil is prepared, then the seed is planted, then it is watered, weeded, protected from insects. Gradually it matures, and finally the crop is ready for the harvest. This same cyclical order must be observed in your own life. Work with the laws of nature and be patient for the maturity of your dreams and desires. E. 
Release the dynamic energy of your higher creative mind by having high goals and purposes behind your life. A desire for a million dollars with which to have a wild time furnishes less motivation under the law of capillary attraction than a desire for a fortune with which you can do good for the world. The Law of Reciprocity The law of reciprocity is a metaphysical principle which is at work in the entire universe. The earth gives us the substance to sustain life, but it demands in return the seed which can produce the crops of abundance. The law of reciprocity is tied in with the law of the harvest. When you use this law, you will always get back more than you give out. A few grains of wheat or corn, when planted under this law, return a yield of five or ten times what was given into the earth. You may not see the monetary returns for the kind acts you have done to others, but the returns may have been there in the forms of satisfaction, better health and happiness. You can always be sure that life will repay you for every kindness you do for another, and even for monetary help you give to others. Regime for Using the Law of Reciprocity A. When you ask something from life, be sure that you are willing to give something in return. If you want friends, you must give time, attention, love, and kindness. If you want money, you must give ideas, work, creative imagination, and effort. If you want health, you must give time and attention to diet, exercise, and suitable rest. B. Seek out friends who are on the same mental, intellectual, and social plane as yourself. The law of reciprocity demands that giving and receiving be equal. You can pour out all kinds of bounties on certain people who are either unappreciative or unlearned, and nothing will be returned by them. This is one-sided giving and does not follow the law of reciprocity. It is like planting seed in a desert place without water or nourishment. Nothing can come of such a wasteland. This was the case of woman who had an alcoholic husband. She tried everything known by her to help her husband, but the more she did the more he abused her, until finally she had to take her three children and leave her home. Of course, she might have used metaphysics to help her overcome this tragic problem, but at that time she acted in desperation, fearing for her own and her children's lives. Sometimes in life we must know when to retire from a barren situation and not continue on endangering health of life when the person is not willing to change. See, Reciprocity means a mutual exchange. You may not always get back the equivalent of what you give out, but perhaps you will receive some other return that will be mutual. D. If you do not receive back what you give out, do not let it make you bitter and cause you to stop giving to life. Remember the biblical injunction. It is more blessed to give than to receive. You will be blessed in your life in direct proportion to your desire to continue helping others and doing good for the world. The Law of Dynamic Action The first law of the universe is action. Everywhere in nature you see this law at work, constantly changing, refining, transmuting and evolving all creation. Scientists now find that people who keep their brain cells busy and active throughout their lives do not grow old and do not get sick as quickly as those who fail to use their brain cells. Mental action of the various brain centers is tied in with your body organs. When all areas of the brain are active, the body's organs are activated also, and the flow of magnetism, electricity, and life current keeps the body cells young, vital, and energetic. Regime for Using the Law of Action A. 
Have a daily action regime in which you plan your day and write down what you will do. B. Have a weekly study program in which you plan your reading and studying program to keep your brain cells exercised. C. If you are finished with your education, make it a point to study something else, either through night school or through correspondence courses. D. Subscribe to a book of the month club and keep up on the literature of the day. It helps keep your mind youthful and up-to-date on current events. E. Take an active interest in some sport that will get you outdoors at least half a day a week and which will serve to exercise our body as well as your mind. F. Join some social club or dance class as you grow older that will force you to get out at least one or two evenings a week and break the habit of television it is that is making many Americans old before their time. G. Enlarge your social contacts and make new friends so that you can keep active in your social life. This will tend to give your mind new impetus and a variety of stimulating activities. How to use these metaphysical laws Jot down on a sheet of paper each of the above metaphysical laws. Use a different sheet for each law. Then study one law for a period of a week, applying its principles as given above, to every day of that week. Do not go on to the next law until you have thoroughly applied and practiced the principles given in the preceding one. Example Law 1 Cause and Effect Monday I set into motion the law of cause and effect in my business. I started by telephoning ten different firms, suggesting they use our services. I wrote ten letters to heads of companies, suggesting they use our products. Tuesday I set into motion the law of cause and effect for attracting more money to myself. I set the cause into action by beginning the study of writing to help increase my income. I obtained books on short story writing from the library. I enrolled in a course in short story writing in evening high school. I bought a book on touch typing to help me for the future. This cause can be any one of dozens of avocations to help you increase your income. Wednesday. I took the first step today to set into motion the causes which can bring me more friends and a more active social life. I joined a local club which meets every week on Wednesday. They are people of my age bracket and my social position. This process should continue throughout the entire week. A definite course of action should be plotted each day to set into motion the causes which will produce the effects you desire. The second week use the second law of desire. The third week the law of faith, etc. There are other metaphysical laws which can be set into motion to help you achieve your innermost dreams and desires and which we have studied elsewhere in this work. These are The Law of Universal Good The Law of the Subconscious The Law of Creative Imagination The Law of Affirmative Will The Law of Adaptation The Law of Change The Law of Transmutation The Law of Evolution and Involution Chapter 17. Money, Fame, Power. All can be yours through metaphysics. Now that you have learned of the metaphysical laws that work miracles, you are ready to set these laws into motion and create the miracles in your everyday life that you desire.
No two people ever desire exactly the same things in life. Some people have a desire for large sums of money, thinking that with money they can buy anything they want. There is nothing wrong with this desire, for money is good if it is used for good purposes. Some people desire fame. They wish to have acceptance of themselves and their creative gifts. It is all right to use this miracle power to achieve fame and recognition, if it does not blind one to the true permanent values in life. Others desire power, social power, business power, or personal power, so that they can command the respect and admiration of others. They want to become leaders of men and be recognized as being superior in social, political, or industrial circles. Any one of these ambitions, or all three, are all right if one wants to achieve them. You can ask what you will of the higher mind within, and, if other conditions are right, and you have preconditioned your mind to release the dynamic inspiration for achieving these things, you may have them all. The Secret Ingredient for Attracting Money There is a secret ingredient for attracting big money. You can have unlimited wealth if you once know this secret and put it into action through your miracle-working higher mind. The principle we shall study metaphysically is very similar to that used by a computer. Information is fed into a giant computer, thousands of figures and facts, scientific data and other information. The machine is able to memorize this material through an elaborate mechanical and electrical process. The machine has been preconditioned with patterns of facts and knowledge fed into its electrical mechanism. Then when certain information is desired, impulses are fed into the machine. These impulses instantly touch off hundreds or thousands of related facts or figures or scientific data, and those are correlated and released as the sum total of all the information desired. Your higher mind has a similar mechanism within its electrical and magnetic forces. It carefully stores within itself all related facts and information on any given subject in separate compartments. When you send forth a request for some specific thing, such as money, fame or power, or anything else you desire, it touches off vibrations in the higher mind and all related facts, and information pertaining to the things you desire are fed back into the conscious memory paths for you to instantly use. Try this experiment and you will see how this higher mind works. Think of yourself at the age of 10 and ask for information regarding that phase of your life. Suddenly, from the vast storehouse of memory, there will come all the related facts pertaining to that period of your life, where you went to school, the new house where you moved, events that occurred, such as illness or injury, special occasions such as Christmas or Thanksgiving celebrations, your first bicycle, a trip you took to visit relatives, the vacation camp you attended for the summer. Where were all these facts stored? They were within the miracle working centers of your higher mind. There are billions of such facts stored there, awaiting your commands and directions. Why you can ask what you will. Your brain is greater than a man-made machine. It was the human mind which created the spaceship, television, radio, the electric light, and the computer. Deep within the recesses of your consciousness and within the memory patterns of your genes, there are locked the formulae for the body's creations, its growth and healing. The knowledge is there for creating a hair follicle or the miles of tubes which the kidneys require for perfect functioning. The miracle of how a human eye is able to transmit light waves to the brain and interpret them is too baffling for any human mind to comprehend. And yet, 
This miracle-working power of your higher mind has this secret locked in its vault of memory. This secret creative power was given to man by his creator, and the mind never forgets this priceless cosmic knowledge through metaphysical application. You can tap this miraculous power of your higher mind and ask what you will of it. Within your mind is the secret for bringing you money, fame, power, love, happiness, or any other thing that you desire. You can ask this higher mind for what you will. Money, fame, power, material possessions, a new car, a house, another job, friends, love, fulfillment, anything that you can picture and imprint upon this higher mind, and like a vast computer, the miracle working power within you will release a stream of ideas, impressions, suggestions, formulas, songs, stories, inventions, new discoveries, a multitude of gifts and talents, and you can receive these money-making suggestions and carry them out in the visible material world. Infinite Possibilities for Your Future This amazing metaphysical miracle power, in infinitely many ways, can release infinite possibilities for your future. Not only is it the storehouse of memory, but it possesses cosmic knowledge which can be given to you when you call upon these higher centers. This higher mind can also take all the facts and data stored within it and rearrange them into millions of new and vital patterns which can be released to your conscious mind. In every instance where any genius of the past has created some new and great invention or discovered some new scientific principle that has changed the course of history, it has been because of this inner metaphysical power which somebody tapped and which was able to release new combinations of ideas that formed the basis for their inventions or discoveries. This higher mind metaphysically told Columbus that the world was round, not flat, as was then believed. It told him how to go about winning Queen Isabella's support for his daring venture. It was this same inner higher power that told Galileo of the force which Newton later called gravity, also that the Earth was not the center of our solar system, as many believed, but that the sun was the center, and that the other planets revolved around the sun. It was this higher mind which gave to Pasteur the amazing discovery that revealed to him that most sickness was caused by invisible germs, and then showed him how to create a vaccine to counteract many diseases. When fifteen Russians were bitten by a mad wolf, this higher mind within told Pasteur to try his first human experiment with his vaccine against the deadly scourge of rabies. The Russians were brought across the vast continent to France, and Pasteur gave them the injections. Although several days had elapsed since their exposure to rabies, all but one survived, and Pasteur was proclaimed a national hero. How many millions of lives have been saved because of this great man's discoveries? Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, Marconi, Henry Ford, Whitney, Fulton, Lincoln, Fleming, and Salk, all these great geniuses drew upon this higher mind and they asked for what they wanted and metaphysically received the answer in every instance. Ask metaphysically and ye shall receive. The great metaphysical key that must be used to begin this flow of dynamic, miracle power is to ask. The verb ask is a form of action, mental action, that helps stir the miracle centers of your brain. Perhaps that was why the master metaphysician Jesus gave the formula for achieving miracles in the sentence. Ask and ye shall receive. Before you can ask this higher mind for the things you desire, there should be a photographing process of your conscious mind on the objects that you desire, and this procedure must follow a definite pattern to be effective. It is not enough that you merely say, I want a fortune. 
I would like to become famous. I desire personal power so I can influence others. Before you begin the process of asking, let us see what steps you must take to imprint your desires upon this higher mind. Regime for releasing the metaphysical miracle power. 1. If you are asking the higher mind within for the sum of, say, $10,000, it is important that you have some way of fixing this figure in your consciousness. You must fix the exact mental image of the amount of money you wish to demonstrate. In our study work at Carnegie Hall, I have long used this principle of metaphysically photographing the amount of money desired, and it has worked miracles. I have a reproduction of a $10,000 bill. Here is how our students fix this amount in their consciousness. They are required to concentrate on this photograph of the $10,000 bill for a few moments. On the face of this bill, there are certain facts which they must memorize. There are four $10,000 figures, one in each corner of the bill. Then there is written on the bill, the United States of America will pay to the bearer on demand $10,000. Then they are to observe the photograph of the man who is on the face of the bill. It is Samuel Chase who has been called the father of modern banking because of his work in creating a universal monetary standard of banking in the United States at a time when all the states had their own currency. Then the student is required to reproduce this $10,000 bill on a piece of paper, the same size, and to write on it the four $10,000 figures in the four corners. The name of the man, Samuel Chase, is written on the paper. After this process of mentally photographing this $10,000 bill, the students mentally visualize the equivalent of that money in material goods or other values. They go on a metaphysical shopping spree. They see in shops and store windows all the goods that this amount of money could buy. They mentally claim a car, a fur coat, a pearl necklace, a trip around the world, household furniture, or anything else that they desire. It does not matter if the things you claim are worth more than the $10,000. For you are going to learn how to claim as much as $100,000 with this metaphysical method, or even more, if your heart's desire is a vast fortune. Let me show you how this metaphysical principle worked for some of our students who used this principle. One man was in television and newspaper advertising. He was not making enough money when he joined our classes, and he wanted to learn how to increase his income. I urged him as well as other members of the class to go down to the Chase Manhattan Money Museum in Rockefeller Center at 49th Street and Avenue of the Americas in New York City. There they have on permanent exhibition an actual $10,000 bill from which my copy was made. I urged him to visit the museum at least three or four times a week and to claim that $10,000 bill as his very own. He did this conscientiously for a period of four weeks and then came back and announced the startling results. In that time, an idea came for a new television commercial that was bought by a big company, and the amount he received for it was exactly $10,000. This same man kept up this practice and within one year had gotten ideas that brought him over $50,000 in added income. Truly a miracle. Now you might say, this was only one isolated instance, but listen to the other demonstrations made by members of the class who photographed the $10,000 bill. One woman multiplied this $10,000 bill by 15 and asked for the sum of $150,000. A few months later, she won the Irish sweepstakes ticket 
and one one hundred and forty thousand. I have told of this elsewhere in this book. A man who was in real estate used this principle and went into business for himself on the West Coast and sold over a million dollars worth of property in the next two years. A girl who studied this principle went into her own beauty salon and soon had five hair stylists working for her. A pair of twins from Texas, giant strapping boys of six feet two, studied this principle and decided to go into the hair styling business. Everyone thought they were crazy. They worked on this principle for four years, and after finishing their schooling and working in various shops, they both obtained a position with one of the leading beauty product companies and went on the road doing exhibitions in advanced hairstyling. Their income soon jumped to $40,000 a year each. Another student, a doctor who had just started his practice, learned of this principle. One day his higher mind told him to go into a certain neighborhood and open a clinic and to specialize in handling obese patients. In a very short time, he was making $5,000 a month and soon bought a home on the east side. He is now one of New York's busiest physicians. In my files, I have hundreds of such instances of men and women who have used this metaphysical principle and who have attracted sums of money ranging from $10,000 to inheritances of a quarter of a million. This is not unusual for it is happening in the world every day. Many people have used this metaphysical principle instinctively all their lives. They are the ones who are rich, prominent, socially successful, and who lead well-adjusted, balanced lives. 2. Now it is time for you to build your own blueprint of destiny. When you ask the indwelling higher divine mind for something, you must have it so clearly in your mind that you could draw a blueprint of it. When a builder wants to create a house, he first has a blueprint drawn up. This blueprint gives all the details he wants incorporated in the house, the size and style of architecture, the number of rooms, closets, the location of the kitchen, the bathrooms, the porches, the windows, and the thousand and one details that are in a house. Only then is the contractor able to assign various workmen to the actual task of constructing the house. You must have a clear-cut blueprint of your destiny also. Write this blueprint down on a piece of paper that you can study every day and change it to fit your changing needs. When one thing has materialized, scratch it out and add something else that you desire. Here is a sample blueprint of destiny. You can make up your own using the following as a model. My blueprint of destiny. I have confidence that my higher, divine mind can bring me all the things that I desire in my life. I shall faithfully read this blueprint every morning and every night, until these desires have materialized. 1. I would like to change my work. If you do not know the type you want to do, you must find out as quickly as possible, for the higher mind cannot direct your energies in a specific direction if you do not even know what you want of life. I would like guidance as to a course I should study to prepare myself for my future life work. 2. I desire an increase in salary and advancement in my present work. I would like to make at least $200 a week in my present job and more in my new work in the future. 3. I desire more perfect health. I would like to have more energy and vitality so I can live a fully rounded life. Four. I would like to own my own home 
located in a quiet place in the country, where I will have a garden and peaceful surroundings. Describe the type of home you would like to have. Picture it clearly in your mind, and then cut pictures out of home magazines, which you paste into a book you can call your scrapbook of destiny. In this book also paste pictures of cars, clothes, jewelry, or other objects you wish to attract. 5. I would like to own my own automobile. Write down the make, color, and style of car you want. Be specific and don't worry about how it will come to you. 6. I desire a happy marriage and a family of my own. My mate should possess the following qualities. List the type of mate you would like to attract, the mental traits you want, etc. 7. I desire a more dynamic personality. 8. I would like to develop the following gifts and talents. List the talents you desire, such as writing short stories or novels, composing music, playing the piano, violin or guitar, public speaking, designing or decorating, etc. 9. I would like to overcome the following negative habits. List these. Smoking, drinking, gambling, procrastination, laziness, negativity, etc. 10. I desire the sum of $10,000 from unexpected sources. Or you may make this sum larger, depending on your ability to believe you can attract it. With this money, I would like to do the following things. List what you want the money for, and if it is a larger sum, ask your higher mind to manifest it for you. Do not set a time limit on this, as it takes some people more time than others to demonstrate large sums of money. Change your blueprint as often as necessary. When you have completed this blueprint of destiny, read it over every morning when you arise and every night just before retiring. It is at such times that the higher mind is able to imprint it on its surface and involve it in the nerve and body mechanism, which sets into motion the forces for the fulfillment of the things you desire. When you have read this blueprint over, and some of the things have already occurred, change the blueprint often. Write it over in your own handwriting at least once a week. Put even little everyday things you want to demonstrate on it, and then change the blueprint to encompass other things that you desire. Write down on a card these words. That which I can conceive I will achieve. Carry this card in your purse, and every time you see it remind yourself that you can and will achieve your desires. This helps reinforce your power of faith in the miracle working power. Carry in your pocketbook a check made out to yourself for $100,000 or more, depending on how big your money consciousness is. This check should be signed, God, the Universal Banker. It will help implement your faith in the power of divine mind to demonstrate for you the money that you desire metaphysically. Do not tell anyone, even your most intimate friend, of the process you are using, nor show them your blueprint of destiny, nor the check made out in your name. Their ridicule or negative thoughts about this method could easily be the damper that would limit your consciousness. Many a great idea has died because someone told his family or his friends about it. Remember, a prophet is without honor in his own country. To build your consciousness of bigger sums of money, cut out ten pieces of paper and write ten thousand dollars in the four corners of each. Then add these together, and you have the sum of one hundred thousand dollars. To gain an idea of what a million dollars really is, 
Take 100 of these pieces of paper, with $10,000 written in each of the four corners, and multiply them, and you will have an awareness of what a million dollars really is. To further help build your consciousness of big money, study the financial reports of the biggest companies in the world. You can go to any investment house, and they have books listing the assets, liabilities, and yearly earnings of the following companies. United States Steel, Bethlehem Steel, General Motors Corporation, American Telephone and Telegraph, International Business Machines, Standard Oil of New Jersey and California, Chrysler Corporation, Ford Motor Company. This will help give you a bigger money consciousness and possibly lead to your future investment in the stock market, where some of the world's greatest fortunes have been made. Study the lives of some of the great fortune makers of the world. Rothschild, Rockefeller, Astor, Morgan, Vanderbilt, Hearst, Getty, Carnegie, Baruch, and Morgenthau. Through this study you will learn how great men have thought and lived, and you will even learn from their mistakes what to avoid in your own life. Live in the best environment you can afford at the present time. Dress in your best clothes when you go out. Eat in the restaurants that give you quality food. In other words, build your standards, so you will have an awareness of the position you will come into when you attract a fortune. Begin to act, think, and feel that you are already a millionaire. When you see a program on television, remember that you are viewing a production that cost hundreds of thousands. Like a potentate of the Far East, you can command the great talents of the Metropolitan Opera Carnegie Hall and the greatest concert halls of America to give command performances for your enjoyment. This will build your consciousness of being wealthy at present and give you greater enjoyment of the finer things of life. Chapter 18. How to Achieve Great Daily Power Through Metaphysical Meditation from the Orient there have been handed down many wonderful exercises and metaphysical or mystic meditations which we may use to elevate our consciousness to higher spiritual levels. A study of this metaphysical knowledge will enrich your soul and help you rise above the mortal mind realm of everyday problems and material and physical limitations to find greater power in every department of your life. The metaphysical teachers such as Lao Tse, Confucius, Buddha and Zoroaster emulated the precepts found in the realm of nature. There they saw the metaphysical laws at work, and they applied these laws to their own lives and were able to perform miracles and achieve transcendental power. They taught that man is a part of God's natural realm, and that he may blend and coalesce with the forces of air, water, fire, and earth, and release powers within his consciousness that are truly miraculous. By learning how to blend with these natural elements, Man achieves a sense of unity with the cosmic power known as God. To become well-versed in the art of metaphysics, a student should study these oriental forms of mystic meditation. They will give him a greater sense of power and inner tranquility. The Spiritual Mountaintop for Serenity Lao Tse taught the spiritual mountaintop exercise for achieving inner tranquility and peace or serenity. Sit alone where you will not be disturbed for at least half an hour. Sit in the Buddha pose, with your legs crossed under you and your hands on your lap. The eyes should be gently closed. The breathing should be rhythmic and slow. Now visualize a beautiful mountain peak in the distance. Perhaps you've seen pictures of Fujiyama or Mount Everest with their snow-capped grandeur. Let your mind be aware that the mountain rises from the shadow-filled valleys 
to its majestic position of aloofness and serenity. Now you mentally begin to climb up this distant mountain. You are climbing out of the shadow-filled valleys below, which represent mortality, sin, sickness, age, poverty, and death. As you ascend the first hillock, you will rise in spirit to the consciousness of loving service, beauty, and transcendental joy. Now you continue climbing higher up the mystic mountain until you have attained the lofty, snow-covered peaks with crowns of clouds obscuring their sharp outlines. You become aware of the moon and the stars and the heavens above. A mystical veil of serenity and majestically dignity is now drawn over the slumbering earth. You feel a sense of deep peace and tranquility within yourself. All your problems, worries and fears remain far below you in the shadow-filled valleys of your mortality. As you now hold your mind on the spiritual mountaintop, you will feel the sudden rush of inspiration and beauty that floods your mind and soul. Now you can encompass the entire cosmos. You achieve absolute quiet within yourself, and suddenly you have soul awareness. You listen for the music of the spheres, and you know the divine voice of intuition, which speaks to you now in the silence of your own soul. It is at this high state of mystic elevation that you can achieve cosmic consciousness. You will have a spontaneous awareness of inner knowledge. You will have high ideals and the beauty of your soul will unfold, revealing your own inner soul beauty to the world. You can now reach out into the infinite and touch the robe of God's infinite beauty and radiance. You will become transformed by this mystical experience of rising to the spiritual mountaintop in meditation. The Lotus Blossom Exercise for Inspiration Sit quietly in meditation with the eyes closed and the hands relaxed in your lap. The lotus blossom is now visualized as the prototype of the human soul. In its beauty and perfection, it represents all that is pure and lovely. When you wish to attain elevated mental and inspirational powers, you visualize a delicate pastel-colored lotus of orchid or pale blue. You see the lotus now elevated to a position of about three feet from the earth. You are tied to this spiritual prototype very much as a child is connected to its mother by the umbilical cord. As the lotus blossom is elevated, so too your own inspirational level is raised, and your soul ascends into higher spheres of spiritual action. When you wish to have extreme elevation of your mind and soul for an unusual effort of creative imagination, you elevate the lotus blossom to a six-foot plane. Your mind rises with the lotus blossom to this level. This elevation will give you greater idealism, aesthetic powers, creative gifts and talents, and will help intensify your imaginative concepts. This is the elevation used by many poets, writers, artists, composers and others who do creative work. The third position for the lotus is 10 feet. This extreme elevation is for complete release from Earth's mundane problems. It is the elevation used for spiritual contemplation of the divine mystery of life. It is also the elevation used by many mystics when they are doing healing work for those who are sick. Truly, one can become ten feet tall. The Oriental Lake for Overcoming Problems The mystic meditation known as the Oriental Lake is for two purposes, to help a person overcome his daily problems, and also to help him achieve a state of peace and inner poise. Sit in the silence and meditate on a quiet lake. See this peaceful lake extending out from your temples and including the entire world. When your thoughts are troubled and turbulent, 
This causes ripples to form on the surface of the lake. Now reach out mentally and push these ripples of your mind down into the body of the lake. Soon the lake will be smooth and peaceful and your mind will be tranquil and calm. The mind's makeup is likened to water by the mystics of the Orient. Just as a storm has the power to churn up the water and create turbulent waves, so too man's thoughts of hate, revenge, war and destruction, fear and worry, and all his negative thoughts and emotions cause the mind to become agitated and the mortal mind waves inundate and destroy the poise, peace and creativity of the human mind and soul. When problems threaten your peace of mind and you worry and cannot sleep, use this oriental lake meditation. Push each worrisome thought down into the water of the mind, and when it is safely submerged, it will be buried from sight and will leave the focus of your mind. You will then be restored to peace automatically. Attainment of Inner Perception Oriental mysticism teaches that the outer world is transitory and subject to the law of change. The only real and permanent reality is the realm of the spirit or soul. By entering this hidden, mystical realm of the innermost self and attaining true perception, man can know that the so-called realities of life, matter, pain, sickness, suffering, war, poverty, age and death, are only illusions and not real, but constantly changing. This inner perception is achieved through a process of physical and metaphysical action, including breathing. Sit in the silence with your hands in your lap. Control your thoughts and emotions by a deliberate effort of the will. Repeat to yourself over and over. I'm now still and at peace. My mind is now under perfect control. My body is in perfect repose and is relaxed. My nerves are quiet and all the forces of my mind and body are now concentrated on achieving inner perception. Now breathe deeply through both nostrils and slow the breath down to a point where you are comfortable without strain or tension. As you breathe in deeply and exhale, you will control every muscle and nerve of your body. Then you will enter the mystic silence, where you will find the true power of your innermost being. Now you are ready to go into two of the most mystical states of consciousness taught in the Orient, the moon and sun blending exercises, which help give you the qualities of that which you concentrate on. For instance, when you think of the sun, you think of power, heat, life, growth, and all the properties that represent expansion and movement. The sun becomes the mental and spiritual symbol of the qualities you wish to incorporate in your mind and body. The sun is said to represent the masculine virtues, that which is expanding, aggressive, and metaphysically fertile. The moon is said to be feminine, passive, lambent, romantic, and beautiful, representing all that is metaphysical and inspiring. The elements of fire, air, water, and earth are interchangeable. Each of these elements enters into the earth's composition and becomes a quality of the sun, the moon, and the earth itself. Sun blending for power and growth. To blend with the sun, sit with the eyes closed and mentally visualize the great golden globe of the sun high in the heavens. Then meditate as follows. The sun is the giver of all life on earth. It is the father of the heavens. I now take on the creative power, the majesty and might of the golden, life-giving sun. As the sun's rays now warm the earth, causing all things to grow, so too I am now inspired by the sun to growth and evolvement of all my inner creative powers.
My life grows and evolves under the impetus of divine inspiration. As the sun is the center of our solar system and gives life to earth, so too, God is the spiritual sun in the center of the cosmos, and his divine rays now illuminate the dark places of earth, bringing illumination, power, light, love, peace, intelligence, and beauty to all creation. As you meditate on the above thoughts and make them your mental and spiritual reality, you will feel the inspiring flow of power that will engulf your being. Then you visualize your mind as the sun, radiating its light, intelligence, and power throughout your personality. You feel the magnetism of the sun flowing in a dynamic stream of energizing, life-giving power through your mind and body, causing you to be attractive and dynamic. You then feel the warm, healing rays of the sun, tranquilizing your nervous system and calming and soothing your mind, removing all tension and friction from within your mind and body. Moon Blending for Beauty and Love Now you perform the same mystic meditation with moon blending. Repeat to yourself these words and thoughts, or make up your own, to fit the qualities represented by the moon. I now blend with the full, silvery, romantic moon. I absorb the passive qualities of beauty, light, and romance that the moon represents. My mind and body reflect peace, tranquility, and joy and beauty. My heart expands and vibrates to the power of love. I am as the fertile earth, receiving the seed for the future harvest. All my affairs of life grow and prosper under the mellow light of the peaceful, fecund, and silvery moon. My ideas as evolve and grow under the inspiring flow of creative power of this mystic orb. Blend with all elements of the universe. This blending may be performed with all the elements of the universe, and your mind and body take on all the qualities represented by these elements. You can blend with water and state the following. I now blend with a life-giving stream of water, which nourishes all life. I feel the cool, soothing softness of the stream of consciousness flowing over my mind and body, healing me, restoring me, rejuvenating me, revitalizing my body, reinvigorating me and replenishing me. My work and my life now flourish, and the harvest of abundance is assured. The gentle stream of divine consciousness now washes away all my guilt and feelings of moral wrong, and submerges my problems and worries leaving me free and clean and restored once again. The Fire Blending Exercise In ancient times, men worshipped the sun, fire, and the other elements, believing that they were invested with special powers for good and evil. The Fire Blending Exercise is for the purpose of mentally stimulating and inspiring the creative centers of the brain. Visualize the glowing fire burning away all physical obstructions, and releasing the pure spiritual reality of power and inspiration. Meditate as follows for fire blending. I now blend with the creative and inspiring celestial fire that bathes my mind and soul with its iridescent light, joy, peace, and beauty. Let there be light. This spiritual command now releases within me the creative fire that purges and cleanses me of all problems and obstructions that keep me from seeing the true spiritual reality of my being. I now blend with this spiritual fire of divine inspiration, and it cleanses my body, my emotions, and my soul of all the dross, common things of earth, revealing the pure golden splendor of the divine image and likeness of God which dwells within me. Blend with earth for greater prosperity. The earth is the solid base of man's existence, containing within its elements all the properties needed to sustain all life. 
Now you can blend with the fertile, productive earth when you wish your own life to prosper. Earth blending is for success, growth of your ideas, monetary rewards, and material treasures. Sit in the silence and meditate as follows. I now blend with the life-sustaining fertile earth. I take on the qualities of fertility, growth, and evolvement, which the earth gives to all things. I become one with the lofty hills and mountains that raise their majestic heads to heaven in spiritual and perpetual adoration of God's creative power. I now take on the qualities of earth's beauteous springtime. My senses are beguiled by the intoxicating perfume of a million blossoms which send their perfume upward in the sunlight, golden sunshine. I am one with the fertile soil that receives the seed for the future harvest. I feel the cool, refreshing rains that beat upon the bosom of the earth and which cascade in laughing, rippling motion to the distant cosmic sea. I revel in the wind and lightning and snow, all the elements which cause Mother Earth to echo a joyous song of creativity and release a pageant of rainbow-hued and iridescent flowers in a cosmic bridal bouquet at the altar of divine love. Air Blending for the Soul's Aspirations The air which sustains all life and possesses the healing, invisible, cosmic rays, magnetism and electricity, is used for blending when man wishes to indulge in inspiring soul flight that takes him above the mortal limitations of this earth with its problems and perplexities. Sit in the silence and meditate as follows. I now take on the purifying elements that cleanse my body of all impurities. I luxuriate in the soft, gentle breezes of a tropical island, as they murmur in the midst of a palm grove. I stir with the lambent breeze as it caresses the waxy petals of a magnolia tree. I drink deep of the fragrance stirred into exciting motion in the midst of a blooming orange grove. I am one with the wind in the tops of the towering oak trees, singing a gentle lullaby to fledglings slumbering in their nests. I roar with the wind as it sends crashing waves in its ceaseless motion upon a million sandy beaches. My spirit soars and my mind becomes one with the freedom of the wind as it sings joyously in a gay carousel that embraces a thousand spice-scented islands and wipes clean the face of heaven, revealing to earth-bound man the sparkling stars in the purple veil of night. You may use soft music and candle light for your periods of metaphysical meditation. These help the higher mind centers achieve a sense of tranquility and calm. Be sure that you do these metaphysical exercises where you will not be disturbed by anyone for at least a half hour. You can do one or all of the exercises at one sitting. The main thing to remember is that you achieve the true spiritual understanding of what you are trying to attain. Summary the great teachers who used metaphysical meditation had many teaching methods as follows. 1. The spiritual mountaintop for serenity. 2. Cosmic consciousness through mystic elevation. 3. The lotus blossom exercise for inspiration. 4. The oriental lake for overcoming problems. 5. Attainment of Inner Perception 6. Sun Blending for Power and Growth 7. Moon Blending for Beauty and Love 8. Blending with All the Elements of the Universe 9. Fire Blending for Creative Inspiration 10. How to Blend with the Earth for Greater Prosperity
11. Air Blending for Soul's Aspirations Chapter 19. The Miracle-Working Power of Metaphysical Love One of the greatest metaphysical forces for working miracles is the power of love. If this emotional force is channeled correctly, it can unfailingly bring you health, happiness, peace of mind, and the fulfillment of your right destiny. Someone has rightly said, Love is the purification of the heart from self. It strengthens and ennobles the character, gives higher motives and a nobler aim to every action of life, and makes both man and woman strong, noble, and courageous. Love is like a many-faceted diamond. It has many aspects, and most of them are essential to a well-rounded, happy, and integrated life. Unselfish love always gives of itself most generously. It seldom asks rewards. The very act of loving is, in itself, an adequate reward for the person expressing the emotion. It pays rich dividends in better health, greater energy and vitality, and even longer life. Love is the most constructive force in life, and without love, life loses most of its purpose and meaning. An excellent definition of this positive, miracle-working emotion is given in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 13, by St. Paul. The King James Version uses the word charity, but the original sense of that word, the Latin caritas, is love. Love as an energizing force. The emotion of love generates great energy in the human body. It is a wonderful stimulant to most of the body's glands. This is a scientific fact established in the laboratory. Chemicals and valuable hormones are actually released through the glands under the stimulus of the emotion of love. Some of these chemicals aid digestion. Love releases sugar into the bloodstream. This is stored in the liver for emergencies. Tests taken in the laboratory have shown that people who are consumed with hatred and bitterness, the emotion opposed to love, are generally tired and filled with toxins that slowly poison them. When such persons are moved from hate to love, there are amazing changes in the body's chemistry and health. Your body has astounding reserves of energy and vitality in its cells. When you feel the powerful emotion of love, it helps release this reserve energy and sends it flooding throughout your bloodstream into your brain, awakening latent energies and creating powerful inspiration for healing, restoring and reinvigorating the body cells. Regime for Using Metaphysical Love as an Energizing Force 1. Have some person in your life that you can love. If you do not have a romantic love in your life, at least try to have some close relative or friend that you can send out love to. Emotional love for some person of the opposite sex is one of the greatest of all energizing forces. But as love is of many different types, it may be directed towards a cause or some friend or love for humanity. 2. Spend at least an hour a day being aware of this miracle-working power of love. Concentrate your loving thoughts on doing something unselfish and good for someone you love. Of course, mothers and wives do this hours upon hours each day, cooking, shopping, cleaning, caring for their children. This is using the love force constructively. But make it a point to use this power consciously at least one hour a day. You will see an immediate increase in your energy. 3. Before the positive force love can exist, you must banish its opposing negative force, hatred. This should be eliminated consciously. 
Check over in your mind and see if there is anyone you really hate or resent or are jealous of. These are all mild forms of hate. Then change that hatred into a neutral force. If you cannot love the person, at least do not hate him, for the hate only poisons you. If you can send thoughts of forgiveness to the person who might have hurt you, do so. It will help energize you, and if you are suffering from some physical ailment, it may even heal you. One lady who came to our lectures in Carnegie Hall had hated her sister for twenty years. When they were young her boyfriend had married her sister, and the girl became a spinster, never married, and actively hated her sister all those years. This woman developed rheumatism and arthritis quite early in life, and no amount of doctoring helped her. When she was told that her hatred of her sister might be the chemical poison that was crippling her, she stopped hating the sister. She called her up, talked to her the first time in all those years, and forgave her. Within six months' time, this woman's crippling condition was beginning to show signs of radical change and improvement. Love as an Inspirational Force the power of love as an inspirational force has long been known to create miracles in all fields of human endeavor. Thousands of artists, writers, poets, composers, scientists, inventors, and industrialists have been inspired to create something great for the world through the power of love. Chopin composed some of his most beautiful music under the inspiration of love. Florence Nightingale established nursing as a profession by virtue of her deep love for her fellow humans. The Taj Mahal, one of the world's most beautiful buildings in India, was created as a memorial to a woman's inspiring love. Regime for Using Metaphysical Love as an Inspirational Force 1. If you want to have more inspiration for some creative work, make it a point to love someone. This love can be personal, or it can be an ideal. You can direct it towards someone you know, or it can be a love of humanity such as that which inspired me. Curie and her husband and caused Father Damien to give his life for the lepers. 2. When approaching some creative work you plan to do, sit and meditate for a few moments on the purpose of your work. Then lovingly dedicate your creative efforts to the good of humanity. Great artists and sculptors generally had such an ideal in mind when they created their masterpieces. Many times they were inspired by some specific person who was the object of their affection at the time they created the masterpiece. Most of Michelangelo's great works in oil and in marble had back of them the inspiration of love. 3. You can tap this inspirational force of love early in your life by falling in love and marrying. It is wise to have a family as early in life as possible. The love of your family will serve to inspire you to greater effort. 4. Use some of the great love stories or poems of the past to help stimulate your mind to new, fresh, creative activity. The inspiration of love need not always be your own personal love. It can be any of the great love stories of history. Metaphysical Love as a Rejuvenating Force There is no such thing as crippling age for those who love. The emotion of love is a rejuvenating force that puts eternal spring in the heart and soul. People who do not love others show the effects of age quicker than those who live under this stimulating emotion. The loveless become withered on the vine of life. True love is like the springtime. It causes the rejuvenating sap of life to flow more strongly.
Lives that are dedicated to unselfish love never know winter's chilling blast, for they carry the blossoms of spring forever young in their hearts. Regime for using love as a rejuvenating force. 1. Lavish your outpouring of love on other people, not just your intimate family. 2. Associate yourself with young people as you grow older, serving them, loving them, and helping them find themselves. Working with a foundling home is an excellent way of doing this. I knew an elderly lady whose husband had died. She felt she no longer had anyone to love and no further reason for living. She was rapidly declining in health, and she sought me out for a consultation. I told her that she must now begin to love others, for this form of love would be a fitting memorial to her husband. I told her to enroll for volunteer work in several charitable organizations. She was finally called to a foundling home, where she devoted herself to loving the little children who had no one to love them. Soon this woman became sprightly and youthful in appearance, and she radiated a happiness that was visible to everyone who saw her. 3. Take up some active, creative work or avocation, where you can join groups who are trying to achieve the same objective. Joining a social club or a dancing class will give you an opportunity to express the emotion of love in group form. Many senior citizens who have joined such groups have reported amazing new vitality and an improvement in health and energy. Love as a Healing Agent True love is a healing, potent power. Science has now proved that love metaphysically stirs the chemicals of the body in such a way that the heartbeat is quickened and the circulation of the blood is increased. In laboratory experiments, people were tested while thinking of some person they loved. Measurements were then taken of the blood pressure, pulse, and metabolic rate, and it was found that all of these were most favorably affected by thoughts of love. It is natural that love should be a healing agent. From the procreative impulse of love springs the greatest miracle, the new life. What greater proof do we need than this creative power of love? If it can create new life, it can surely conserve and intensify the life spark within the human body. You may add years to your life by loving some person for whom you wish to live. If you should be left alone, do not grieve and long for the deceased. Dedicate your life anew to love and service, and get busy either finding someone you can love or serving some great cause which can help inspire you anew. How to Use Love as a Healing Agent 1. If you should be sick, check your subconscious mind carefully and see if perhaps it is because you are not really expressing your love daily. One lady I know had been married for ten years, but she did not really love her husband. She wanted a divorce, but stayed married because of the two children born in the union. She was listless, had sinus trouble, indigestion and low blood pressure. After spending much money on many doctors, she finally found one man who told her the cause of her illness. She was not in love with her husband, and the chemistry of her body simply could not function as it should. She began a series of therapeutic treatments to help her mentally adjust to her husband, and when she began to express more love in her relationship with him, she began to have more energy, her symptoms disappeared, and she was on the way to becoming healthy and normal once again. 2. There are many modified forms of love, such as expressing kindness towards others, serving them, advising and guiding friends, working with your co-workers to provide a more cheerful and pleasant environment, remembering people's birthdays and anniversaries, giving little gifts and mementos, 
These are the concrete objective ways by which we express love every day. The ingrown personality, who is selfish and who never expresses any form of love, soon becomes bitter and his personality becomes warped and antisocial. Such a person is more apt to become sick than one who expresses his love daily. 3. The expression of spiritual love is as great a miracle healing force as that of physical and emotional love. A person who radiates spiritual love glows with a luminous quality of the soul, which creates its own special beauty. Your love should not only be personal, but it should embrace all of humanity as well. Never stop loving. Even when your children have grown up and have children of their own, you can still express the creative miracle of love. You can work for your church in some way, or join a group that is engaged in charitable work locally. In this way, you can continue using the miracle-working power of spiritual love throughout your life. 4. Love many times helps heal the physical body, but as a healing agent, it also helps heal personality maladjustment. Many people who have suffered from feelings of inferiority, self-consciousness, and inadequacy have completely overcome these defects when they fell in love with someone and had some big goal towards which to work. Jane Addams was such a weak and inadequate personality. She lived in a beautiful home in Chicago, but she was frail and sickly, and her life seemed incomplete and futile. The doctors told her she had only six months more to live. She was listless, had no objective in life, and the struggle seemed useless. Then Jane Addams had a sudden inspiration. Walking down the streets of Chicago one day, she saw the poor children of the tenements living in wretched squalor. She made a big decision. She would turn her own beautiful home into a haven for these derelict children. Many of their mothers had to work, and the children wandered the streets unattended and in misery. Jane Addams opened her home for these unfortunate children. She cared for them, cooked, cleaned, nursed them. Soon other women volunteered to help her. In a few months' time, what was later to become Hull House Settlement was flourishing. But more important still, the frail, sickly woman who was supposed to die lived on and on. She became healthier and stronger as her tasks increased, and as she tells in her autobiography, she lived to bury four of the doctors who had said she would die, and her life continued until the late 80s. Truly, love is a miracle working force that releases our reserves of energy, gives us better health, and even extends our lives for many years. Chapter 20. Cosmic Fulfillment for You. The Ultimate Goal of Metaphysics. Now that we have traveled together down life's mystic pathway in our soul quest for metaphysical truth and spiritual wisdom, we have discovered much that can help you continue on this cosmic journey into the golden sunset years of your life. After you have spent a lifetime in using the metaphysical miracle working power for fame, fortune, power, material possessions and physical satisfactions, you must realize that these things are not the whole of life. There is still another dimension of life, the spiritual plane of consciousness, where you must find cosmic fulfillment, the ultimate goal. Man's sole quest throughout time and space is for the glorious hyacinths of life, the beauty, peace, love and joy that make life a pageant of shimmering, iridescent loveliness. You now possess all the metaphysical knowledge you need to give you everything life has to offer, and which can satisfy the human craving for possessions and material things. 
Now realize that what your soul truly searches for is cosmic fulfillment, what the ancient Sanskrit calls darshan, ultimate fulfillment. The soul is embarked upon a mystical journey throughout time and space, and in its search for God, it knows many joys and many tribulations. Ultimately, each of these life experiences adds to the sum total of your soul's unfoldment, like a lotus blossom unfolding petal by petal to reveal its hidden innermost beauty. Likewise, your soul is many-faceted and reveals its hidden splendor as you meet the challenges of life courageously and conquer the opposing elements of earth. There is a saying, He who would have the crown must first bear the cross. What is cosmic fulfillment? Cosmic fulfillment is something you may attain here and now while you are on this earth plane. It is not some future glory which you shall inherit after death. If you live according to cosmic laws on earth, you can be quite certain that you will also share in any future heaven that exists after life on this earth is over. Cosmic fulfillment comes in the moment you realize that you were created for some higher purpose than merely to marry, rear a family, work, make money, and then die and leave behind you everything you have created. What is this higher purpose, the ultimate goal which man's soul strives to achieve? It is an inborn desire to create happiness and to share that happiness with everyone we meet in life. Aristotle claimed that happiness is the sum total of a person's whole existence. It is not to be thought of as a single, isolated personal experience that gives one emotional pleasure. Another great teacher declared that a person can be said to be happy if he possesses the good things of life, things that bring one satisfaction and a feeling of completion and fulfillment. He said the one sure way to tell if a man is happy is when he wants for absolutely nothing in the way of material or physical possessions. This also includes all the deep-seated urges and desires that generally obsess a person and cause him to be dissatisfied with life. This includes such things as worldly recognition, friends, love fulfillment, and joy in his work. These desires, often unfulfilled, can cause a person restlessness and make him feel that life is not worth living. Material possessions alone do not give a person joy. Such things as money, houses, lands, cars, clothing, jewelry, and household furnishings are symbolized by modern society as status symbols and show that a man has achieved a certain social and financial position. These things are fine, and the metaphysical laws you have learned in this study can be invoked to bring you all these material and physical possessions. However, in searching for cosmic fulfillment, life's ultimate goal, realize that there are other intangible values in life which make for happiness. These things cannot be counted in terms of dollars and cents, but they constitute happiness on an emotional and personal plane. This type of happiness is produced by good health, friends, social honors, and the possession of peace of mind and a clear conscience. How few millionaires can claim for themselves this type of happiness. Cosmic fulfillment can be yours, even if you do not have a fortune, and even if you do not achieve every single goal you set for yourself in life. Cosmic fulfillment has to do with certain qualities of the mind and spirit, which can bring the most lasting and enduring type of happiness known to man. These are the cosmic qualities of compassion, understanding, forgiveness, integrity, honesty, goodness, generosity, and a high moral character. 
Cosmic fulfillment can also be achieved through mental and intellectual enrichment. Intellectual happiness consists in the possession of knowledge and wisdom, the enjoyment of good music, fine books, and great art. It can also come through the exchange of high ideals and ideas in social conversation. Money alone cannot buy happiness. Without cosmic fulfillment, true happiness is seldom found on this earth. Of 12 cases of sweepstakes winners that I investigated, who had won $100,000 or more, I discovered that nine of these winners had lost their money and were made more miserable than before they won it. Only three out of 12 wound up with any kind of financial security and happiness. These three winners were persons past 60 years of age. Money alone cannot buy happiness and peace of mind. Of all the multimillionaires who lived during the days before the Great Depression of the 1930s and who controlled the financial markets of the world, a great many either went broke, died in prison, or were dishonored and impoverished in their lifetime. Money is important for buying the physical and material comforts man needs, but do not let the glitter of gold blind you to the cosmic realities, which are the true gold of the metaphysical spirit. The Regime for Cosmic Fulfillment 1. A creative mind that is busy creating for the good of others is a happy and contented mind. All the cosmically illumined souls of the past who created their music, poetry, art, and literature for humanity to enjoy were happy and found their ultimate fulfillment in releasing their creative works for the good of humanity. Keep your mind busy, creating good for others. Every day see what you can do to make others happy and more comfortable. This does not take money, but merely a little time and effort. 2. To achieve happiness, you must deserve happiness. Cosmic illumination comes to man when he thinks more of the happiness of others than of himself. The selfish person, who thinks of himself only, seldom ever achieves cosmic illumination or true happiness. 3. To achieve cosmic awareness and fulfillment, make it a point to every day practice the cosmic and spiritual qualities. These are goodness, honesty, love, forgiveness, justice, truth, charity, compassion, and integrity. 4. The most common causes of misery and disappointment in life should be studied and understood. In striving to overcome the gravity pull of Earth's problems and to rise to the realm of cosmic illumination, metaphysically overcome some of these negative forces that tend to keep man earthbound. A. Disappointments in love and marriage. B. Loss of loved ones in death. C. Poverty. D. Ill health. E. Accidents or other misfortunes. F. Inability to achieve social acceptance. G. Failure in business. H. Sense of inferiority in expressing the personality. I. Loneliness and lack of friends. J. Various fears and phobias, including fear of old age, sickness, death, and disfigurement. K. Emotional insecurity. L. Ignorance and superstition. M. Immoderation in drinking or other habits. And negative emotions of hate, revenge, greed, envy, fear, worry, jealousy, and malice. 
oh, violating the mental, moral, ethical, social, physical, and spiritual laws of the universe. This includes the Golden Rule and the Ten Commandments. We have studied the regime in this book for overcoming most of these negative forces that keep man from rising above mortal mind limitations into the realm of cosmic fulfillment. 5. Look about you in this moment and see how many things you can find in your life to be joyous about. A man complained because he had no shoes until he saw a man who had no feet. 6. Add the spiritual plus to everything you do in life. For example, your marriage partner may annoy you with nagging or some other irritating habit. Add the spiritual plus and neutralize that quality by seeing the kindness, the consideration, the good homemaker that she is. In this way, your spiritual plus will outweigh the minus of nagging. You can do this with your work, your boss, your friends. Always add the spiritual plus that erases the irritating quality. 7. Develop your mind so that you can let intelligence rule instead of emotion. Cosmic illumination comes when we have developed every facet of the human mind. Inquire into all branches of knowledge, psychology, philosophy, literature, music, art, science, social sciences, for as you develop your mind more and more, you will achieve the state known as cosmic illumination. 8. Enthrone in your consciousness some of the great spiritual precepts and principles enunciated by the great teachers of the past. From Moses we have the Ten Commandments. These are moral precepts by which society lives. Learn these and live according to them. They will help give you greater cosmic illumination. Also the Golden Rule and the Beatitudes given by Jesus in his famous Sermon on the Mount. These should be learned in their entirety for they state cosmic principles that will illumine your mind and give you cosmic illumination. To achieve the same type of cosmic illumination as some of our great geniuses of history, go to your library and study their lives and works. To be a hero, think heroic thoughts, Voltaire said. When you align yourself with some of the great thoughts of the most illumined men in history, you cannot help becoming cosmically illumined. Some of these great of the pastor, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci. Shakespeare, Shelley, Keats, Byron, Galileo, Columbus, Marco Polo, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, Pasteur, Edison, Burbank, Einstein, George Washington Carver, Lincoln, Marconi, Washington, and many others who have contributed to the world's knowledge and progress. This course of study can be extended to art, literature, music, politics, industry, and exploration. 9. Also study some of the world's great religions, including the metaphysical teachings of the Orient. From the great prophets of the past you can obtain many illuminating passages that will reveal to you the true mystical purpose of life. 10. Never let any emotion affect you so deeply that you are permanently scarred psychically. The soul's peace and serenity can only be maintained when you stop reacting to every disappointment and failure with a deep emotional hurt that leaves permanent scars on the psyche. Many people never get over a broken love affair or the loss of a loved one. This is a wrong principle and keeps one from sharing in the joyous and illuminating cosmic experiences that still lie ahead for them. Grief is natural when one loses a loved one, but it should not become so deeply imprinted in the consciousness that it robs one of all future enjoyment. 11. Realize that all things are transient 
including life itself. Never try to hold on to any person, emotion, or thing permanently. This intense possessiveness makes many people miserable throughout life. Be willing to enjoy every single experience that life gives you, but also be willing to let go of it when the law of cycles has run its course and it is taken from you. Instead of thinking of what you've lost, think rather of the years of enjoyment it has given you. 12. Build mental and spiritual values that depend on the inner, permanent things of the mind and soul, rather than the worship of physical and material things only. This does not mean that you should retire from life in mystic contemplation all the time, but only occasionally, to give important things their right place in your life. 13. Build your own mental garden where others come to share your simple life, rather than search in the outer world of changing and shifting values for your happiness. Very often a frenzied search for pleasure leads one to disillusionment and misery. People who must go on a constant round of nightclubs and places of entertainment, who demand more and more liquor and other forms of physical stimulation, soon fall into a dull and deadly routine that robs them of peace of mind and, very often, their mental and physical health. 14. Live in the present instead of putting off living until the future. How often people wait too long to begin to live? This is the tragedy of modern life. A Latin proverb says, let us live while we live. 15. Enjoy the beauty of nature and the changing seasons. Be in tune with the cosmos by being aware of God's miraculous universe. Only when you are in a state of attunement to the world about you can be said to be in tune with the infinite. Cosmic illumination flourishes when your senses are awakened fully and when you appreciate all the wonders of nature, the beauty of spring, the miracle of summer's growth, the fall's harvest, and the winter's lambent beauty. As Emerson said, throb thine own with nature's throbbing breast, and all is clear from east to west. When burdens and problems press on your mind too much, make it a point to get away to the country. Walk in a forest and see the beauty that God has so lavishly bestowed upon the earth. Stand by the ocean and look out to the horizon. Feel the majesty and mystery of God in His creation. Turn your face to the western sky at sunset and let the incandescent crimson and gold flood your being with warmth and joy. Sunshine, fresh air, fields waving in the breeze, birds singing in the treetops, and rain cascading to the sea, these forces of nature can cleanse the heart and mind of man when he is sorely tried by the vexatious problems of life. Make it a point to pay a visit to nature every once in a while and become healed and restored by God's wholesome cosmic forces of beauty and goodness. 16. Lift your heart and soul in prayer every night before you retire. The spiritual exaltation that comes when you pray with faith can become a healing balm for every problem of your life. Prayer puts man into cosmic attunement with God, the source of all life and all power. The Bible gives us a good formula for achieving cosmic fulfillment. I shall lift mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my deliverance. The hills are symbolic of man's aspiring soul, as his vision is expanded upward into the cosmic realm, where the transcendental beauty and joy of cosmic illumination pours in a flood tide of inspiration into man's immortal soul. The high aspiring hopes and dreams of man have always lifted him from the mortal dust of his physical and material origins into the lofty, empyrean heights of the metaphysical realm 
where man's ultimate fulfillment exists in the forever now. This recording of Metaphysics, New Dimensions of the Mind by Anthony Norville, was presented by David DeAngelis. Sound recording copyright 2022 and produced by DeepSend Limited 2022.